you're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. And welcome back to the Fake Nerd Podcast in the year 2023. This is episode 141, and I'm here with Brandon T. McClure. What's up? Ben Magnet. Hey. Ryan Eliopoulos. I'm old. And I'm Sparks Witty. Hey. What's up? Uh, it's uh, five years in the future. What's That'd up? That'd be 33. Oh, four years in the future. Wow, okay. and it's still episode 141. Wow, we took a huge break. We took a huge <laughs> we were uh, hiatus. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I took a nap and I woke up. Did we get dusted? Yeah, yeah all, all four, four of us, got, four dusted. Of us got dusted. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Lu- Luna, the dog, was sitting here. Hey, right out of the gate, spoilers for game. <laughs> <laughs> no, people know that they got dusted in Infinity War. But that's 2023. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Guess what? They even made $2 billion. How have you not you seen know, it? You know what? Just from here, from this whole episode, probably safe bet. Spoilers for Endgame. Listen, honestly, if you're listening to this show and you have not seen Endgame, really, what are you doing? What are you doing? You should probably what stop. What are you doing? As I in, was, like, stop, I saying, stop listening to this episode. Go see Endgame. Make sure you've seen it. Listen, to our, listen to our spoiler special. Listen to our spoiler special, <laughs> yeah. especially if you have three hours and five minutes to kill, because yeah. we talk about Thanks, it. Oh, we're, actu- we're actually two minutes longer than than Endgame, but awesome. still, yeah, the movie's three, three hours, two minutes. Oh. Um, I was saying, you know, we're we're like Peter Parker's classmates. We were all dusted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a, that's gonna be an interesting. What a convenient thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Endgame came out, people started posting stuff on Facebook where it's like, okay, it's it's been a week. We've everyone, and a lot of people have seen it. Yeah. People have been like, there's this one dude who's post who posted like a list of like quote unquote complaints. And the biggest, oh, the most comments that he has gotten, like one of the things that he says, like, well, when did Cap lift up Thor's shields? Three people come is like, dude, Age read Ultron. the books. Oh, you mean lift up the hammer? Yeah. Shield? Yeah. Age like, of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. Callbacks, baby. Actually, what was interesting about that, Joss Whedon at the time was asked, um, did he lift it or not? And he's like, well, look, you don't just kind of lift Thor's hammer, I, so he'd have to I watched yeah. stop. I watched an interview, and somebody specifically asked, so you made Steve not worthy, right? And Joss simply said, did I? Yeah. Oh. So up, it, the implication is he had to, like, he stopped himself from that's, lifting the that's, hammer. That's, I think, even, that's even what better pe- theory. That, like, he realized he could take it, and he's like, oh, I don't want to upstage Thor, because no, I'm such a good guy. I like, heard, because I heard that theory. So that good. goes to Thor's whole thing. He's like, I knew it! Yeah, it's good. No, I, I have heard that theory. It's a good one. But at the same time, I also heard another one where he wasn't worthy, because he knew Bucky killed Tony's parents, and he mm. still hasn't told Tony yet. That's... I, that's I morally different. I don't agree that that made him unworthy. Yeah. Either or, either way, I still don't think he's not 100% worthy until Endgame. Uh, maybe he, maybe, I, here's maybe the, he's here's born the, with it. Here's maybe the thing, he's though. Mjolnir. Here's the thing. As, as far as we know about <laughs> Mjolnir, as far as we know about Mjolnir, you don't. You aren't kind of worthy. It's one or nothing. You're worthy or you're not. You're worthy or you're not. Yeah. 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 So at that point, so he he doesn't. You don't kind of lift the. Can hammer. you imagine Steve like lifting it like seventy five percent? Like man, it's pretty heavy, but I can do it. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. You don't just kind of lift the yeah, hammer. Yeah. I, st- I still don't like it. Really? I still don't like. Well, no, I don't, America. No, baby. I don't like the theory of a, like of uh of Steve being like. Of like, oh, this is Thor's thing because like he looks at Thor. I don't like that. I don't like people saying that. I just like he was like he was almost like, oh no, you're not worthy yet, yet. Mm. And then he's totally worthy. Then he wouldn't have been able to lift it at all. I could see, I I can see both ways. I like ours better. We totally said on the intro. How you doing, buddy? Oh, sorry, bud. I uh, no, you didn't. All right, that's it. That was it. 
Welcome. Uh, okay, Welcome well, to Endgame. That's our Endgame We talk. live in a pre-post-Endgame world now. <laughs> Second highest grossing film of all time as of today. As of after two weeks. And it One is. Week. Two, really, really two as weeks. of like this morning. Yeah. yeah. As of last night. I really didn't expect it to be 11 days. That's 11 It's the, 11 fast, days. It's the fastest <laughs> any movie has ever reached this milestone. Mm-hmm. It's the fastest any mo- movie has ever reached any milestone. It's broken every single, like, oh, it made more money on this on a Monday than any movie on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, yeah. on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like, every day it's a new record. Yeah, it's broken all. It's broken every single record. James it's set Cameron's the new crying. record. What did James Cameron say today? He's, he was just like, you know, the superhero thing is probably gonna bust sometime, and I'm like, shh. You know what? Shush up, man. You know what? It will. Shush it. But until then, we're coming for that top spot, mother effer. Yeah. 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 And you know what? <laughs> there, you know, there's something to be said about like Avatar is an original property. Yes. Yes. It's also Pocahontas, Ferngully, Dance of the Wolves. In space. I I think that's a stupid argument that's like, well, Avatar really should keep the top spot because it's an original movie. And I'm like, it has the top spot because it came out with 3D technology being its big gimmick. Exactly. It made a bunch of money off of it. Exactly. That's not. It also, we're forgetting. It's not because it's an original product. We're forgetting it at 34 weeks without any competition. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unheard of. Pokemon's coming out this week. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. But here's the thing about Avatar. Like, obviously, look, it is weird that Avatar made that much money. It's also kind of cool. It's a product of its time, for It is sure. a product of its time. Also, it, is an ori- it is an original IP. It, is, it, it is not it, based true. on other IP. It is true, but also the ticket, I mean, maybe adjusting for inflation a little bit back in 2009, but a 3D ticket was still a lot more expensive than yeah. a regular ticket. I and definitely saw that movie like three times in IMAX. because I, I saw that movie. I was young, and I did think at the time it was, it still is like the spectacular. Is still incredible. Oh, the it's 3D, spectacular. The, the, the effects, the special yeah. effects in that movie? It pushed special Absolutely. effects forward for sure. Yeah. That, mo- that story's pretty boring. I though. do not regret seeing that movie in IMAX 3D. Yeah, I regret later. seeing that movie in regular D because I missed the IMAX bit because the IMAX bit made it pop more. <sighs> I can't believe we're getting four well, more movies. No, but what, what I was really saying is like, yeah, look, it's you look at the top ten, the top thirty, the thirty ninth highest grossing film of all time is an original IP. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. above that until you get to Titanic is a sequel, reboot, prequel, adaptation, what have you. Yeah, that's that that. Honestly, it's a little sad. It is, yeah. Because, the you know, wh- where's the market for the original IP? And the fact that the top spot is an original IP is kind of cool. It is. Yeah. But, look, the MCU has earned this. Yes. This is a franchise that has made us care about characters mm-hmm. that no one has ab- been able to do before. Yeah. Turned so it's, Iron Man into a household name. So yeah. it's kind of cool that this, you know, it's the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. Like, it, it, we've, we care... This franchise has made a, made us care so much. Nobody remembers who the Avatar characters are. What do you mean, Jake Sully? Until you said it, Jake Sully. Until you said it, I didn't even remember. That's literally all I got. And you until know someone said that Zoe Saldana will have the two highest grossing films of all time, I didn't know she oh, was man. in it. Oh, her bank oh, I never forgot she was. Her in bank it. account has got to be flush. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. And you know what, Ryan? I was gonna be ch- a cheeky bastard and yeah. say, "Wait, you're talking about uh, Aang from Avatar: The Last Airbender?" No. I know. At, at any rate, no. Avatar as of as of this morning, Avatar no. has made more money in Titanic's entire run and its re-release, uh, in in so much less time. Did you uh, mean you Avengers? Mean you said no, Avatar. Oh, sorry, Avengers. Yeah. has yeah. made more money than Titanic's entire run and its uh-huh. re-release because yeah. it was re-released in in, in uh, 3D, and which brought it above two million. And not billion. you know again like I I'm not making this a Marvel versus DC thing, but you know I'm just looking at Justice League and what we were given. Yeah. And Avengers made more money on like a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like Justice League almost made like all at all. I mean, it should like, be it should incredible. be like a clear sign to everyone, yeah. not just DC, that yeah. like 
you want to do a cinematic Just universe, be patient. do it right. Yeah. Don't don't have that be your goal when you make the movie. Make a good movie. Believe in your audience because if the movie's good, they'll wait for the next one. Yeah, make hey a guys, good movie. Did you see the article I sent you? You get that thing I sent you? Mm, I haven't read it. No. Okay, this is a good place to pl- this is a good place to plug this shameless plug. Plug plug plug. Um I so I actually have lost this job kind of uh, I mentioned a little while ago I'm 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 writing for, uh, for the entertainment uh, are writing entertainment articles for Viking Social Agency. Mm-hmm. I've linked a couple in the, in the show notes. I'll link this one in the show notes since it's directly res- what we're talking about. Um, but now they're going to once a month for, uh, instead of once a week. Um, so the one I wrote this week, which is the last weekly one, was about why, or how I see it, why shared universes uh, don't succeed like Marvel has. Mm-hmm. I basically dive into the ones that have been uh, the ones that we've seen specifically, like the Mummy, or um, if that's it. Um, <laughs> no, like the Amazing Spider-Man Two, like the Mummy, like films that are specifically just, just yeah. try try to build the universe too DC. quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, I quote James Gunn, where, where he was talking about, you know, Marvel didn't set out to do this. They just built, they just made the foundation really strong. Man of Steel didn't build, make that foundation really strong. The Amazing Spider-Man Two didn't make that foundation really strong. Yeah. The Mummy, look, the the Dark Universe tried twice. Dracula Untold and the Mummy, and both failed. Man, so and I like that Dracula Untold movie more than I like the Mummy. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, yeah. So, so what sparks his point? I dive into that in this latest article. I'll link it in the show notes if you guys are interested. Yeah. Um, hope I actually want to do more with that because I was super into that. I had to stop myself from making it four pages. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, guys, I just thought of a, jo- <laughs> you know that horrible line in uh, um, Jurassic World, which where one? he's like. Oh, $10 million, that's a slow Tuesday for me. Oh, yeah. Avengers did that, made more than that. No on joke, a it, made like, it made like like $30, 40000000 million on like a on Tuesday. On a Tuesday. That's like a good weekend <laughs> opening for any movie. Domestic. Domestic, yeah. yeah. It's also made more money in China than every movie. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. yeah. Everyone's here that's for the insane. end game. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah, I, uh, you, I don't mind that um, it'll beat James Cameron. I'm not like out to get. James Cameron or Avatar. I'm not either, no. but he's but out like, to get other people sometimes. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, I feel like he does act like kind of a pretentious dick. He does. A lot of the yeah, time. Absolutely. Uh, about he doesn't film. need to be. Absolutely. But, but, um, but I also just think it's it's cool. Like, Avatar sat there for a very long time. Ten and, years. And I and in some ways I feel undeservedly. Uh, Agreed. Eleven years. And oh. so Avengers Endgame being a film that, that we've had all this build up to and that's the film that might take it out. That's that's pretty neat. I yeah. think that everybody should just calm down though. Like it's it's not a big deal. It's, Absolutely. It. I mean, it's awesome that it's making the money. If it happens, whatever. Avatar will still be the number two spot. Who gives two shits? Until Detective that, Pikachu, that, we're yeah, coming for it. that number two spot. Oh, Yo, man. I'm actually really curious what the what the box office is gonna look like. I think like. Pikachu is yeah. gonna do re- like. Good. I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna like do these kind of numbers. Uh, nothing. But will. I do think it. I do think it will do well. Yeah, I think so too. Well, now actually, Pokemon is the most recognized franchise of all time. It beat, it Star, is, it it beat Star Wars. It has it sold the most money in terms of merchandise and games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it did beat. It and beat its Star competition, Wars. its direct competition is John Wick, which isn't the same market. So no. it's got. I mean, for me, and all the people who still <laughs> want to see Endgame, and all the people who still again, Endgame. who's left? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well, uh, no, I said again. Oh, again. Sorry. Yeah, because yes. Sparks, okay. you and I went and saw it today. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. Um. So besides just that. How was your guys' week? Uh, so besides uh, thinking about Endgame and weird time travel stuff, I've been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat, which is a lot of more time travel cool stuff. Uh, and Mortal Kombat operates in the Back to the Future world where you know you affect something in the past that changes the future. Uh, and that's the Looper world. The yes. loop. It's really really fun to see you know characters die, uh, like characters brought from the '90s die in 2018, so it affects the entire timeline. That stuff's really fun. 
Um, it is really, really great. I really want to play this game. Dude, it's like, honestly, I was thinking about you a lot because like when I think of when it gets political and like it's about like intrigue and I'm like, okay, like there's a lot of stuff where like the cons are battling about whose army they're going to use to fight this other threat. And it's just people talking in throne rooms. The, uh, the, um, the last three Mortal Kombat's have really like, like been Jones and for me. Yeah. Like, like they, they look like they were like, yeah. hey, lore, hey. Time travel, politics. A huge. Here you go. For the last three games, a huge aspect of this game has been Outworld and the cons who rule them. Because Shao Kahn was obviously the main guy, but now yeah. Kotal Khan, who in the future is the new ruler, and he's like this cool Mayan temple leader, and he's nice, and people like him. But Shao Kahn's back from the '90s, and he's like, "Uh, I know I'm dead, but I'm here now, so I'm gonna take you out." And it's this huge con- uh, conflict between like who should be the leader, and it's like, "Wow, this shit's really good." Yeah. And then Sonya Blade shows up and ruins it. Uh, Again, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she's still bad, but that game's great. That's all. Ben, do you have anything you want to bring up for this uh, week? I went to the Renaissance Fair. Hell yeah! I, I saw that. How was yeah, that? It was fun. It was fun. I'm gonna be going again with uh, Ryan and uh, my friend Elena. Hell yeah! Yeah, we're gonna be dressing up and everything. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Party City see if I can get something real cheap. <laughs> Shit, I need to buy my uh, wizard robe. I still haven't done that. We were so we talked about this. We earlier. did. We talked this at dinner. Damn. All right, we got time. Yeah, yeah. So right before we watch Thrones, I got to order my uh, wizard robe, but it was it was good. It was uh, I got I a fake nerd wizard robe. What's up? Got a fake nerd wizard robe. Mm. We don't have that in the T Public store. We don't have now. that. We know we don't. Oh, the wizard robe's not on the on the docket. Oh, I'll man. make it work. Uh, Three hundred dollars. No. Like, just relax on the T Public. No. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> chill, chill out. D- Disney just pulled one of your shirts. Just <laughs> yeah. relax yeah. a little. <laughs> did we talk about this in the? Yeah, show? we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I haven't been. I have that framed. <laughs> no, I haven't been to the Renaissance Fair for the past for the past few years. It was really nice to go back. And uh, uh, yesterday was a nice chill day that I need. I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right on. Sparks. Uh, I uh, I watched all the CW shows. You you look like you did. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know it, it it got into that swing again where I was like, oh man, Legends is pretty good because and there was a nice stint where like Legends had come out three weeks in a row and nothing else, everything else had gone on a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just had like three Legends episodes to watch and I'm like, oh man, this is great. And then it was back to Arrow oh. <laughs> and Flash. And mm. then Supergirl, and then Legends, and then Arrow, <laughs> <laughs> and that hurts me so bad. Oh, you know the 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 um, talk about Endgame real quickly. You know what the f- the current Flash costume reminds me of? The uh, the first Avengers, uh, oh, Captain, Captain America, America costume. Yeah, I can see. And it. I was uh, I was listening, watching, and the I was lo- reading. That's the word I was looking for. An interview with them, and they were talking about that suit, and yeah. they were like, "Yeah, apparently Chris Evans hates that suit." Um, <laughs> and apparently, like the reason is because of the ears. It doesn't show his ears, so it throws off the whole the symmetry. Yeah, the symmetry yeah, of yeah. his head, and he it's just like it's just like a block. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so like the new flash suit reminds me of that. Well, he, like it's just except, like a cloth. Except, uh, the flash suit is brighter than it. Uh, that suit appears in Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that's um. Honestly, that's most of what I did, and uh, and uploaded things to YouTube. Lots of YouTube yeah, we'll, stuff up. We'll get to that later, or do you want to talk about that now? doesn't matter to me. Let's talk about that now, then. What have we okay. got up on YouTube? Uh, pretty much the same things we said last week. We got another episode of Basement Arcade. We Little got yeah. our uh, reactions to episode three of Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Oh, that, hey, that happened, because that happened after we recorded last oh, week. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So have you? I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but have you seen like the internet zeitgeist that's been happening around? Yes. So this it's, episode specifically. It's very polarizing, and it's... Not, not not to, unjustified. Yeah, not I, to not to get too into it, yeah. but like it's kind of reshaped kind of the way I view the show for a negative. 
the entire show, but not so much I don't like the show. Like, obviously, I still love the show, but, like, they do something really, really, something I don't like. And it's like it's b- building up a plot, and they get rid of it. I'm like, this was I watched, worthless. I watched your, vi- I watched you guys' video on oh, okay. it. Okay, oh, and uh, so I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay. Like, so I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. So Ryan, yes, you are the reason you have created the zeitgeist of the show. What like, show? Sorry, of this uh, show. Oh, hold on one second, Ryan. I can hear your hand. Oh, sorry. Where it is? I think you might want to lower it. Got on it, there. baby. <laughs> so I just put it right back where it was. There <laughs> we go. Cool. Okay. Um. You you created the zeitgeist of this show, Fake Nerd Podcast. Okay. Um, back in the early days, Ben and I didn't didn't care about what the tone of the show was going to be. You came on, you you set the, the positivity tone to it. Oh, I, okay, I like yeah, that. I, I attribute the tone of the show to you. I like it. So whenever you're negative about something, I'll be honest, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah. Because I'm, wa- I'm watching this like, yeah, this is nice actually. Because like I don't like it's not like I don't have negative thoughts. I just like I don't always want to share them. Yeah. But like I really. This really rubbed me the wrong way, and I was just like, I was really just bummed out. Yeah, I, I was really that. bummed out. Uh, and like, I'm really. I was bummed out for you guys. Yeah, I'm really excited for this next episode because I'm just really hoping they can not, they can't like fix it, but just like right some wrongs, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, Fake Nerd Watch, which is on Game, which is the Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. episodes of Basement Arcade right now. Yes. Yes. There's uh, two weekly. episodes of that. Um, our last week's podcast went up as a video. Yep, I yep. saw that. Uh, with just pictures, and our Endgame special went up as a full video that we recorded. I watched a little bit of that too. Um, yeah. Did you cut to the time mark where Luna scared you? I put <laughs> no. that in the description. <laughs> did you really? I, I time marked in the description where Luna scared you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's like two hours thirty five minutes in, and then it's like watch Brandon be scared by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It was very late. <laughs> I might do that. It was pretty um, good. What do we have up as far as like archived things? Anything yet? Uh, uh, not this last week. Okay. Uh, I we've been uh, focusing listen, on MCU stuff. You were. It took yeah. me a a long time to get my computer to render the three hour video <laughs> <Yeah>. recording <laughs> yeah, of yeah. us talking about Endgame, and that took a while. So yeah. um, I I just didn't get any archive stuff up. I'm hoping to soon have up our MCU rewatch part four. Mm-hmm. Uh, that up. That's like the next thing I want up. Can I real so quickly, all of them are there? Can I real quickly talk about Fake Nerd Watch? Uh, not uh, our MCU rewatch part two that you put up masterfully. Oh, do you mean part one? No, part Is two. Which with Thor: The Dark World. That was part one. Was that part one? Yes, yeah. because what happened is that Ben was listing the oh, films right. in chronological order, and he said <laughs> it goes Captain America, Captain Marvel, Iron Man. Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and then <laughs> everybody was like, no, 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 and he's like, ah, frick, Thor, but uh, if you watch the video, Ben, I don't know if you have, no, but have if you watch the video because you said Thor the Dark World, I put up a picture of Thor the Dark World where there's supposed to be a picture of Thor, but not only is it a picture of Thor the Dark World, <laughs> it's the bad redone poster from uh, with Thor, from where, China from China where Loki is being held by Thor <laughs> and I'm oh, loving Thor, Thor, Thor the Dark World and I just put that in the place of the poster because you messed it up I have not I, seen that that was it's so cute. funny to me yeah, oh, I need to look at that I loved that thanks I think I screenshotted it it's a nice, it it's a nice little thing yeah yeah um, yeah anything else you wanted to touch on um, we'll have more archive stuff uh, in the near future, there will be another Fake Nerds Watch after yeah. today because yep. we'll have the new Game of Thrones out. There yeah. will be uh, another Basement Arcade this week. Yep, yep. Um, 
Other than that, uh, this uh, recording is going to go up. All our podcast episodes are now going to go up just the way the last week's did as videos. Occasionally, we might do video recording like we did with Endgame for yeah. them. Uh, but we're not gonna, it. But we're not going to do it every every week. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, but it, it definitely will do it more more frequently in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, Downright Nerdy Podcast brought us up. Uh, they just dropped their episode yesterday. I haven't yeah. listened to all of it, but I listened to most of it, and um, and we had a whole lot of conversations about Endgame. They kind of did. I think you we're talking about the future of the MCU. They kind of did the same thing, but they also kind of did a second part of their Endgame discussion right, like a I week later. That. I imagine we'll probably have a few thoughts that we'll share in that regard, but not a lot. Um, anyway, they they uh, shouted a few of us out, uh, specifically talking to them about Endgame and time travel and stuff. And then uh, they brought up the bingo card thing because mm-hmm. they'd done that and. Uh, Michael felt really bad uh, because he didn't do very well on Listen, his bingo card. Listen, he shot card. for the stars. I I, I think dream yeah. big, man. Dream big, like yeah. I had no, I thought he did there's th- th- nothing wrong with what he did. Yeah. But because some of us got bingo and he got like next to nothing. Yeah. Uh, they Riley on the pro- podcast said that we need to do a rematch and they want a rematch of bingo cards for Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm down for that. Hell so yeah. So this All is right, what I have to know say. What? Challenge to accepted. Yeah. Damn it, Brandon. Oh. Are you really going to say that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to like, challenge accepted. Well, there you go. I don't think I'm going to say it. So I ain't uh, really. There you go. Yeah. It's uh, a check them, right, check them out. Uh, they're, they're, they're a good group of people. They have, uh, I, I, Ben was listening to a little bit of it with uh-huh. me, and I'm like, man, I don't agree with that opinion. But, oh, yeah. but, I, but I respect the reason why they yeah. feel that way. Yeah. We were, I, I haven't watched it yet. How were they? I, and I don't want to say like I don't agree with everything that they say. Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't listened, but are they, were they positive on Endgame? Or did they yeah, yeah. Uh, it, Michael felt. Uh, I think they both kind of the the main host, Michael and Riley. I think they both kind of felt uh, more positive on further reflection over a week. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they were negative to begin with, but they they liked it even more in like deep thinking and hindsight kind of thing. Cool. Like like me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So what about I, you? I guess I will go. Hell yeah. Um, I, sh- I did see three movies this week. I tried to make it four because I, I wanted to try and see Endgame before the end of the week, but mm-hmm. it was not to be. Um, I saw Curse of La Llorona, the I latest in the Conjuring films. So, what's it's which fine. thing? It's yeah. fine. Okay. It's not as good as The Nun, which is a low bar to set. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't <laughs> I hear the great I, things. I heard you guys. Yeah, I that's remember interesting. You, you, Brandon, were saying that the bun was uh, the bun. The, the bun. bun. <laughs> There's the a bun. shirt. <laughs> that's a. God damn it. Oh, my God. It could be It could be the nun, a nun Stop with a bun coming up with Stop. shirts. <laughs> Jen is going to murder you. We've I'll, already. I'll, how I many? T- how I've many? only asked her for one shirt. And, and when I t- I'm not going to say it on the air, but when I tell you about it, you're going to love it. Uh, I, I have a question because I yeah. the the thing is uh like the nun didn't bother me that it didn't do super well because I was like that's fine it did the, uh, it did one of the best of the Conjuring franchise no I mean like critically critically yes um and it didn't bother me that it was received that way or anything but Curse of La Llorona there's a lot of real cool history and stories to that and I hear that almost none of it is utilized yeah no that's really unfortunate that that feels yeah. like a real waste so as i've as i've said before um i think annabelle is the worst of the conjuring franchise uh, mainly because i think the nun is only better because the nun has more likable characters and i'm invested in those characters whereas the, nun, the that's important yeah, yeah where annabelle i don't remember who those characters were sure um but the curse of la llorona um is kind of in this in between like i like some of the characters i don't really like the other ones but the biggest offender to this and being a conjuring film i think that it as a conjuring movie hurts it because it's such a it's such a take take away the line of dialogue it's not a conjuring film yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah um but it relies too heavily on jump scares 
Every I've scare is a jump scare. I've heard that too. And that's something the Conjuring films have just gone pretty far. Yeah. Like, I mean, they it, not that they don't do jump scares, but they don't rely on them. Right. And so this film relies on jump scares. Yikes. Um, the, the that's when your scares aren't good enough to just be like tension filled. Right. There know? are some good tension scares when they rely on those. Those are pretty good. Uh, the design of La Llorona is good when sh- her shawl is over her face. Uh-huh. I don't like it when her shawl's up, which is actually happens quite a lot. Um, is it like a, is it just like a generic like Rah! yeah pretty much yeah. Um, oh. I kind of have a similar problem with the nun the, like oh, yeah. Balak has a similar has a similar facial um, issue it, it, in in many ways this disappoints me because this should have been um, different culture version yeah essentially yes. but different culture version of um, the woman in black yes absolutely it's a very absolutely. it's a very similar uh, execution and story and the woman in black is really well done yeah uh, and I film. and I wish that this film was closer to that, but with all those different uh, yes. attributes of what the story yes. has related to its culture and everything. There, are, there, are, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There are some good scares in it. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a not priest who, like, kind of like what the Warrens do. Um, but so there's, so, but he's using them as bait. There's a really good scare in the film where the the and it's kind of a conjuring staple. Um, where they look up at the, stair- uh, the stairwell and the shadow starts to disappear slightly enough so that you see a silhouette of something and it's her and then they like then the shadow uh, com- gets br- gets darker again so she disappears uh, that was really effective there's some good effective stuff but it's too few and far between sure. that's a shame I oh. was disappointed that's, that's unfortunate bummer. yeah um, when the nun is <laughs> the bar, yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a th- it's it's a low bar, but La Llorona is uh, a lot lower. I think I think because we were talking about Cinematic Universe just a little while ago, and Conjuring is arguably the second or third most successful. Yeah, um, absolutely, sitting below the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think the only other one that's even close, and it's not really there yet, but it will be, is Fast and Furious. Yeah, um, with Hobbs and Shaw what? coming out, and and potentially other spinoffs. Um, yeah, the Conjuring films do very well. Yeah, they and do, and and now I'm I'm hoping that they stop spreading themselves out a little too thin, yeah. I think. Real quick, just I just want a yes or no. Would you guys watch a Han Fast and Furious prequel movie? Yes. Yes. That's I like, all, that's, I like I don't, the character that's, that's Han That's all I want. I like that character I'm gonna a lot. Say To be honest with you, if you want yeah, to expand the yeah, universe. But I'd rather there were the space for him to have a film with Gal Gadot in it. Yeah. It because be I liked prequel. him. It could still be. But like, it'd have to be a, it'd have to be a prequel in between like five, five yeah. and six, yeah. and if that was the case, sure, because I think he worked best when he was in the relationship with her, and they played well together. They were good, and I'm more interested in that honestly than I just. Didn't, I didn't him. even consider that. I like that better. Um, yeah, so we're, we're quickly going back to the Conjuring sure. cinematic universe. Um, it, it, there's room for the Conjuring success to help small, lower budget horror films 100%. like La Llorona. Hundred percent. I don't think. I, I think if this film wasn't a Conjuring film, it actually might have been better received. Is this a Cloverfield Should, situation? You know what kind I mean. Kind of. Yeah. I yeah. think this. I think what my my thing is that it feels like when it's when it's closer to the Warrens, there's kind of a quality control before yeah. they approve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there isn't the further away from it it gets. Yeah. And I don't want them to do that because I I want them to like I'm all for them continuing this train of this universe and everything but i want them to bring the same kind of let's do this well let's think of this through yeah. and and execute a good horror film that they've been doing with the main conjuring films and with the sequel to annabelle because annabelle creation was really strong yes it was um and that's and i feel like that was because you know they looked at annabelle and went you know what we could do this a lot better yeah uh and and it's a real shame that because 
it's a real shame that La Llorona isn't stronger. And, There's so much room for that to be really good. Yeah, and the other thing is, this director, the director of La Llorona, is directing Conjuring 3. Yeah. So that gives me pause now, after watching the To La be Llorona. fair, I... Mm, yeah. Horror movies are are tough. I was going to say, like, you know, directors, not everything could be the writing, but, but directors do decide a lot of the, the scares and everything. Yeah. So. so hopefully... I'm hopeful. Yeah, I think there's you're on something about the quality control thing. So I think I'm I would I would be a little more worried, but those two Conjuring movies are awesome, and yeah. I don't think they would let that happen like they would a Lolly Rona. I hope not. I mean, like you know, you James think. Wan. James Wan kind of has some oversight. James Wan. Uh, fun fact: that the movie's out, my NDA's off. Uh, James Wan actually had to come in and fix the Nun. So the, perp- the the final copy of the Nun is what James Wan had done because he was so disappointed in how it was turning out. Sure, oh. and I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. and that 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 causes me to to think like he needs to be watching like if La Llorona is worse than that. Yeah. He needs to be watching these properties a little more tightly or put someone he trusts in the position where they can. Yeah. Um, someone needs to be doing oversight to make sure that they're they're li- going up to the bar that they should. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now it just feels like, yeah, that's kind of a neat idea. Let's pump that out. Yep. Um, all right, so moving on with that, I've watched Penguins, which is the new Disney nature film. Is it cute? It was really cute, yeah. I quite right. enjoyed it. Uh, beautiful films, those Disney nature movies. They sure shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and I saw Longshot. Um, which oh, is, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, hey, guys, the romantic comedy is back, and uh, it's successful. The long shot's really good. I was really looking forward to this, man. I it's was hoping real this was good. I, will, I was going to want to see this movie. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm into watching it. I liked it a lot. That's good to hear. Um, apparently, I've started watching Gilmore Girls, which is not something I realized until like two days ago. What? Um, my girlfriend just puts it on, and I've been kind of gotten into it. Oh. Um, Riley? Is that her name? He, who's R- Riley? Riley? Is there a character named Riley? Nope. Gilmore Girls? Rory. 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 Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um, I really enjoy it, but Sean Gunn's in it. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, say Sean Gunn yet? Yeah. So seriously? He's a main character in yep. every single yes. episode. Yes, And I was, watching, I was watching this. I was watching this like, that's that's Sean Gunn. I had a very sh- shocked reaction. So That is show is actually really well Jared Padalagi and Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. yeah. Yep. A lot of, lot of actors actually got their start in that show. Uh, I saw I saw Rami Malek had a small cameo in that yep. show. Really? I believe it. Really? Yes. Interesting. And uh, Melissa McCarthy before she blew Oh, up. that's true yep. as well. Yep. She's wow. really good in it. Yeah, I mean, Gilmore yeah, Girls I, is all right. Honestly, I quite enjoy it. Um, but that's all I wanted to bring up that. Um, free comic book day was yesterday. Anybody go? Uh, no. no, I was at work. No, yeah. I, was, I was at a Renaissance Fair. I actually forgot to ask if we wanted to go there today. Uh, uh, I would have said yes. <laughs> I forgot I that. I would have liked to have gone. Uh, I missed it too. I uh, was really bummed about that, but hopefully you guys did. If you guys I mean, did. What time is it? It's uh, not. Pause right now. No, it's it is. <laughs> they're no, closed. It's not no. even close. Yeah. That um, sucker's closed. If you guys did, if you guys, the audience, went to free comic day, let us know what you guys got. Yeah. We'd love to hear hear about that. Um, you guys might have known. Uh, I also really did, are the fake nerds this week. I, oh I did. Uh, I started doing Godzilla posts. I, I said saw. every day till May thirty first. I was going to do a Godzilla post. Then I realized I got real bored. Uh, <laughs> oh, Brandon, you got to commit. So three days in, I was like. I'm gonna do this differently. Well, you're no Russo brother, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, three days in, I'm gonna I'm gonna not do just the movies because there's only 35, and I've probably seen 12. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. um, well, you should think about wait, that wait, before wait. you, you start. Have you not it. seen all the Godzilla movies? 
I've seen all the Hasty films. I've seen all the Millennium films. I haven't seen all the Showa films. Wow. I've I seen like the this. I've seen like the heavy the heavy hitters. I genuinely didn't know this. Yeah, Terror, Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Haven't seen it. I've only seen Godzilla versus. There's Mecha no Godzilla. way I've seen more Godzilla movies than you. That's crazy. I've, I've seen every single one. Yeah, I've seen I I've seen the, all the Ray Ray films. By the way, I found out that the, the new era that we're in is Ray Ray. Uh huh. Um, or I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But um, are we in an era right we now? We are currently in an era. Yeah, they're they're, they're calling it that. Yeah. So Shin, not and just the anime America. <laughs> no, just, no. Shin and the anime and the anime films are in an era of Godzilla films. What the, how is that an era? They're not even connected. Ash Japan. <laughs> hey Japan, <laughs> what's going on? Shin, Shin Godzilla is a standalone product. Thanks Japan for ruining that. Yeah. Hold on, let me call Japan up real quick. Yeah. Uh, you got, oh, you got his number? Cool. Yeah, um, I, got, I got. I had the prime minister on the line. So gotcha. Nice. Um, yeah, I've seen probably half of the Showa films. Honestly, I sense a Godzilla marathon in our future. Let's do it. I do sense a Godzilla marathon in our future, and I am totally down for this Godzilla um, marathon. Yeah, so I'm gonna do something differently. I'm gonna like post about the comics and thing. I'm gonna like, just change it up, something a little bit more interesting. Um, cough, cough, Godzilla, half century war. Cough, cough. Honestly, um, I've been doing just mostly moving, trying to get my place in order. Yeah, um, that's fair. Had a fever yesterday, which came on quite suddenly and disappeared quite suddenly. Nice. So hot flashes. Fine. It should be. Was it right cat now. scratch or the one that Frank Sinatra gives you? Ooh, cat scratch fever. Okay, <laughs> I got um, a reference. Let's move on. <laughs> Anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we move on to our news? Um, there's a there's a scene in MK11 where young Scorpion, who's evil, is he's meeting old Scorpion, who's dope and is like running like the Scorpion gang to be good guys. He's not good. He's just dope. Well, he's good and dope. But <laughs> evil Scorpion's like you bring you bring dishonor to the family, and then you have to fight old Scorpion, and then old Scorpion kicks his ass, and he's like, "Yo, young Scorpion, listen to me. I'm obviously you. You should be good." And he's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> And it's just, it's just really cool. It's just I was expecting him as like you bring dishonor to the family. No, nah, and he's like, like, no, we bring all the honor, dude. It's uh, it's really good. That's all. That's all. I all right, let's get into combat. our bread and butter. All right. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to start, we have some bad news, some sad news, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter Mayhew, the actor best known for Chewbacca, uh, yes. in the first nine, what uh, uh, are those movies called? Star, Star Wars. Wars films. There you go. Um, the first nine Star Wars films. Um, the first film he was not Chewbacca in was um, uh, Solo, Star Wars Story. Yeah. Uh, that was purely the new guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 74. So eight Star Wars films, not nine. If you don't count Rogue One, which I was, just to make it easy. But he's not in it. I know. <laughs> okay. What, was he in nine at all or no? No, he's in no. nine. No, he's been. He's he's not in nine. He's not. Oh, in he's nine. not. Oh, he right. he has he passed the mantle on to a younger actor yeah, in, solo, in solo, and that same guy is doing it Got for it. Last Jedi. Okay, that tall for, blonde for, for Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he he is not as far as I know not in Rise of Skywalker. It's just the new yeah. guy. Um, but in Last Jedi, they did they both did it. It was a dual yeah. it was a dual role. Um, yeah, that's really sad. He was seven foot three. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, he was a he obviously loved the role. Like he was at cons all the time. Oh yeah, he was. Uh-huh. A, he was a. Uh, I mean, I like. I don't think any of us met him, right? No, no. no. But he seemed like a big sweetheart, and he was always he seemed like a real nice guy, man. Yes. Him and Anthony Daniels were. All, oh, they yeah. always embraced their um, their Star Wars because Anthony Daniels, he no one else will voice C three PO. No matter how big or small, it's always his voice. Yeah, yeah. No one else will voice three PO except for him. Yeah, he doesn't even do the 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 body anymore for C-3PO, but he does do the voice still. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Peter Mayhew passed away at the age of 74. It's very sad. Yes. Um, we're really 
Sucks. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. Lived a long life. Yeah. He's he he one of the most lot. iconic characters in history, though. It's yeah. hard for someone that tall to live so long. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, man, right? Because um, it's... it's uh, for taller people, I'm not talking like six five, like me. Like no. we're like talking like seven, seven foot, yeah. seven foot. Yeah, um, that's this harsh. This is your organs, man. It, it's right. harsh to be that. Same tall. with really short people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it, your body isn't made the way it's supposed to handle those or, or like the process of your organs and yeah. it, stuff like that. It's harsh on gravity. Like your knees start to like it. It's like he was always walking around with a cane. Yeah, that's uh, why it made him look real cool. Though it's all in the Star Wars films, uh, the late, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi. He's always whenever it, whenever Chewie is sitting down, it's him. Mm-hmm. It, whenever Chewie's walking, it's not him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's really, yeah. really bummer. He'll be missed. Yeah. 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 And you said someone else passed yes, away. I forgot um, his name. Yes, John Singleton. Um, he had a stroke over uh, last weekend, but he passed away on Monday after the podcast. Yeah. Uh, he was fifty-one. Uh, he. He made Boys in the Hood when he was 24, and he was nominated for Best Director and Best Screenplay at 24. And in the early 90s, for a black filmmaker to do that, it 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 was next to Spike Lee. Like he's one of the most important black filmmakers in history. Yeah. Did and he also direct uh, Friday? No. Oh. Uh, but he did direct. His track record isn't as isn't as great. He did do Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, which is fine. But he's also uh, he co-created Snowfall, which is a new FX show about uh, the cartels, and that show is apparently pretty good. Yeah. But, I've heard good things. Yeah. But yeah, but Boys in the Hood is such a not monumental film um, for 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 black people, and I'm like uh, like it for me like it, I think it's a good movie, but it doesn't have the impact that's for other people. Sure. Um, and it's uh it's a shame because that dude that dude was was my dad's age. That's real young. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. uh it's a shame. It's uh, as yeah. as the Empire podcast would say, it's no age at all. No age at all. It's true. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we move on to something better, yeah, happier, perhaps, yeah. happier? Yeah. Um. All right. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I like si- those guys. Has signed an exclusive deal with Sony. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, really? you didn't hear about this. No. Okay, yeah. Oh, so they shit. signed a, a five-year exclusive deal with Sony. Oh, they got money. To develop, uh, I'm going to move my microphone. Don't worry about the noise. Um, <laughs> signed an exclusive deal to develop projects around Venom, Spider-Man, Morbius, and Silver Sable for the, s- for the TV screens. Mm. For television. It's hmm. a television deal. That's... Is it tied to the movie? Not that we know of. Uh. However, they did say... But those the, are the characters... However, they yeah. did say the Into the Spider-Verse characters... Uh, are reportedly also on the table, but there's nothing saying about this. This is television. Doesn't say if it's animated or not. Yeah, I would assume so. This is weird. This is quite weird. Because Mor- Morbius and Venom, those are these the are mo- all people yeah. getting movies. That's they are they are incredible talents. But like that is that makes me think they're gonna like make like an Avengers everything with those characters, and like we're gonna have a TV show about them. Like it's uh, everything about this is exactly why I was nervous about if Venom did well. Sony's yeah. gonna oversaturate this hard. Yeah. Oh, Luna. Well, oh, our pup, puppy hates this news. Luna's scaring me. Luna again. hates Sony news. <laughs> I hate vampires. <laughs> I hate Jared Leto. <laughs> oh, that's such a sad it is. moan. I'm man. just going to leave all of this in. I'm going to listen. I don't like Jared Leto either, man. I get it. All right. All right. Well, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller said. We are so grateful to everyone at Sony Pictures Television for choosing to partner with us and expand our endearing and enduring relationship with the studio. Together, we aim to make groundbreaking work of the highest quality and integrity and to place that work in convenient proximity to your eyeballs and ear holes wherever you may be. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Well, it, it's I, weird. It's, it feels like a double-edged sword because Lord and Miller, great. Love those guys. They did Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. Love that movie. My favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Doing stuff with Spider-Man villains that also have movies or had movies coming out. Here's my best case scenario, how I see it. I'm gonna move my hand because it's right where I'm not supposed to put it. Um, the only way I see this for me working is if they if they make a Spider-Man Spider-Verse 
uh, animated universe where the where the animated Morbius character is in there. It's not the Jared Leto one, but it's the character Morbius. So there is synergy. That's the only way I can see where they introduce those characters in this universe. You know, we have like the Kingpin from Spider Verse. That's not the same Kingpin. Yeah, and and even then, I still think if you're doing the live action and shoving those characters out in these animated forms in different versions, like yeah. it's it's too much. No, I agree. In in my it, no, I know. Like yeah. even in the best case scenario, I still think this is this is. Oh, you like that thing? Now let's just cram it. They cram don't it have, down their mouth. Cram it all out. They don't yeah. have Avengers, and they want money. They're going to do everything they can. Venom They get Venom money, they get such money a when Spider-Man's in Avengers. No, like. I know, but they're like, we need more. So uh, let's make an animated uh, Morbius. This I is hate Sony. Phil Lord and Chris Miller do give me, you know, I like them. They're so talented. Gives me, gives me, gives me hope there. However... The way Sony has handled the Spider-Man property, so was the even guy who did Venom before he did Venom. Yeah, even <laughs> post, even post uh, the so- the Sony deal that allowed them to use Spider-Man in the MCU, not they don't need to do shit. Yeah, with any of these characters, I think Spider Verse is was, is a fine and great idea. Yeah, uh, th- even even if Venom and the live action films weren't on the table, I'd still like. And you told me, oh, they're making these animated TV projects around Venom for. Spider-Verse and, and Morbius for Spider-Verse and Silver Sable for yeah. Spider-Verse I'd be like this is still too much yeah like no matter what way you and, slice and it and they didn't say that so it does worry me that it's just gonna be the Jared Leto but it's animated it's like it'd be like the Marvel shows getting just a Guardians of the Galaxy oh, man. Mm-hmm. like that's what I'm worried about yeah. that sucks <laughs> It kind of reminds me of Disney XD doing, yeah. you know, the As- yeah. Avengers Assemble, oh, yeah. the Guardians the, of the Galaxy, and bad of, the bad Avengers TV show that you guys and, were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and fine Avengers TV show yeah. that we were talking no, about. No, ta- what about the bad one, the one that no, no one likes? We we're saying, it, they, the, we're saying Avengers is Assemble one. is fine. Oh, okay. I don't think, I don't think that show it's is It's not bad, it's bad. just clearly not the, the show before it. Um, it's not worth my I really, I really don't feel they would put their names on this if they really didn't believe they have something special. True. Because they do not make bad, they have not made a bad thing yet. True, and their their quality control is is on point. So, I don't like it, but like my head isn't completely buried yet. And but you know, there's a first time for everything to go wrong. Yeah, and no, I know that's that's what's scary. That's what's worse. Sony is the company that's going to ruin directors because the guy who made Venom before was fine, and now what if this is the first? Oh, this yeah. is awful. I mean, like I. Sony's gonna take everyone with I'm, them. Into I'm the pretty grave. much anti everything that Sony does related to Spider-Man properties that isn't Spider-Verse. So even Homecoming, or sorry, uh, uh, Far From Home, that's Marvel. I though. don't count that because I, I consider that part of the MCU stuff. Even though Sony's connected, that's Kevin Feige's making those call no shots. Okay. Marvel still has creative control. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over those. Uh, but the things that money. Sony decides to do, Spider-Verse, I'm like a plus. Everything else, I I really that, wish it would just stop. <laughs> that new trailer is gonna have a big spoiler warning in front of it. Apparently. You see There's that? Trailer. Oh, the Spider, the Far the From Home far trailer. From home it's trailer. Gonna that's a rumor. Wow. Is that it's gonna it's have, have a, uh, a Tom Holland at the beginning being like, "Okay, so look, <laughs> if you didn't <laughs> see Endgame, uh, don't watch this trailer." Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. like that's exactly what I want them to do. I want them to dive into what the hell happened. Yeah. Well, and they said we'll the Russo yeah, yeah, brothers yeah. were like, as of tomorrow uh, on Monday. That it's like eh, it's free game. Say whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Spoil the end game, and I'm like, dang, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on. Yeah. Um, so some comics news. We talked about last week. The news. The news technically broke this week. Uh, Batman v Super. Bat- Batman v Superman. Jesus Christ. Batman. Batman Superman. Superman. The comic book with David Marquez and Josh Williamson. Uh, there's some more information on that one, but it's basically what we already talked about. So we're not going to touch on that. Yeah. But uh, it's here. It's definitely sounds really good. Double happening. Really, really cool. Really excited. However, yep. the big news came today. That Patrick Gleason, who is yeah. a prominent DC writer for a long time, DC writer and artist for yep. a long time, mm-hmm. never um, heard of him. Okay, I'm um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, for a while, he was on Superman. For the, those who don't know, he was on Superman with, with um, 
Peter J. Tomasi. They didn't do Batman and Robin with him too? You did Batman and Robin yeah. Peter That's Tomasi. a seminal run, he baby. He was also drawing um, Young Justice. He was. Recently and drawing Young Justice. I was loving... I, I mean, it's been a while since I've been to the story. I haven't picked up because I have a few issues of Young Justice waiting for me. And I They been, don't have him as I, artist. Ah, oh, damn it. Because <laughs> I really liked him. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's great. Well, however, Patrick Gleason has signed an exclusive, exclusive. contract with Marvel Ooh. Comics. Oh, my God. Um, they released, like like, a, they released like a promo image of him just drawing the Marvel characters, and I'm like... Oh my god, he draws maybe the best the thing I've ever seen. Like it's, like the Fantastic Four. You know what this reminds so me good. of? I mean it's not as big as when Brian Michael Bendis jumped ship from Marvel no, to DC. No, but it's big. But this is pretty this is kinda like a reverse Bendis situation. Little, it's more like bit. a reverse David Marquez situation. I mean, yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's I'm the happiest about it because uh-huh. I was like, Man, I was really liking that Superman book. And then Bendis is writing it. I love Bendis. Now Bendis yeah. is writing Superman. But I was liking that Superman book. Oh now this guy's writing Spider Man. That's yeah. my other like my number one. John there Spider-Man. you go. Now actually Actually, he is drawing a Spider-Man story yes. oh. in Amazing Spider-Man 25. Uh, it is going to be a backup story. No word yet if he will be okay. the current ongoing artist on that on that book. All right. We won't find out till a little later. Yeah. But but he is doing this. But he is working on the Spider-Man. He's working on the Spider-Man titles. He yeah. is part of that that group of editors. So hey, he is yeah, drawing man. a yeah. spider. His Marvel characters look real good. He's drawing a spider. That's all I care about. It's, it's super interesting when you have uh, an artist who is so loyal to one company, you know, for n- not like loyalty, but like contract reasons. Like, um, who was it? Um, who's the guy who came up with Justice League with Scott Snyder? Um, oh, Jim Chung. Jim Chung. Yeah. He was a primarily Marvel guy. And the first time I saw the Justice League versions of Jim Chung, I'm like, I've never seen them look this way before. And I love it. So it's the same way. Like, I've yeah. never seen characters look like Patrick Leeson DC characters. And it I'm like, allows you, it oh, allows, this is awesome. It allows the characters, you know, regardless of, like, voices of, of writers or not, you know, it's it's more interesting when, when artists go over from different companies because yeah. you get to see these vastly different artists working on these characters and, and oftentimes they look so different yeah. that you're just like wow this is a really it's fresh refreshing. look for these oh, characters yeah. oh it's funny because when we hear news like this like Gleason getting an exclusive contract with Marvel Bendis jumping ship from Marvel to write exclusively for DC um, I remember reading the foreword before uh, Batman Long Halloween where both Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale were talking about like yeah we after we were done doing a book at DC we just jumped on the subway we went over to marvel to work across the street yep yep and they would just jump back and forth constantly doing different projects here and there and those guys names are both very prominent in both dc and in marvel he's yeah. the chief creative officer for uh for marvel TV? and no it's just for comics oh, comics. oh no okay. sorry that's joe casada mm-hmm. jeff loeb is on the marvel television yeah side. He, You're right. all his um jeff loeb was the executive producer for the all the marvel television uh yeah, Netflix it, shows. it still is yes people hey man people who work in comics love comics it doesn't matter what yeah it's cool when they get to jump shit like that. Yeah, yeah Jeff awesome. Loeb was the chief creative officer for Marvel mm-hmm. for a while, if I remember. He was yeah. also the editor-in-chief uh, at Marvel for a little bit. Mm. Interesting stuff. Um, Open it. So, yeah, so that's really cool. So, um, uh, Patrick Gleason had a quote, if you'd like me to read it. Read it. Uh, I am so pumped to be joining the Marvel family as a newly exclusive artist and writer. C.B. Sabolsky and everyone at Marvel have been so welcoming and enthusiastic about what we are going to do together. And it's been nothing short of awesome. Since I was a kid, I've dreamed of working with their iconic and now world-renowned heroes. It's exhilarating at this point in my career to reach a new high point and to be drawing the Amazing Spider-Man. I can't wait for fans of for the Marvel of the Marvel Universe to see the crazy and exciting comics we're going to be to, we're going to make together. Hell cool. yeah, dude! Awesome this is stuff. Awesome. I'm very excited for this. I'm very excited to see what books he does. More so, honestly, like these days, um, because I've I've talked about how I've not 
been the biggest fan of Bendis on the on the Superman comics. Mm-hmm. Like it's not for me when an artist jumps ship. That gives me a sense of like, wow, I can't wait to see that character with that voice. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see that that art on that character. Yeah, yeah. So it gets me more excited whenever artists jump ship. Honestly. Yeah. So yeah. Um. All right. So moving on. Anything else? Moving you guys on add? downtown. Here we go. Um. I call this MCU adjacent, because <laughs> um, I have a theory about the uh, about the TV shows done by Jeff Loeb. Ooh. But Hulu has announced um, on uh, oh right, releasing this Wednesday, announced that they are going to be doing two TV shows. One based on Ghost Rider, with Gabriel Luna returning as Robbie Reyes, reprising his role from Agents of Shield. All right. Um, and Hellstrom, which is interesting. The son of Satan. He's Hellstrom, not the son of Satan anymore. Hellstrom is interesting because in the comics it's Hellstorm, and her, his sister Anna in the in the show is uh, Satana in yes, the comics. Satana, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So I'll talk about Ghost Rider first uh, because we know that character. We've seen this character on Agents of Shields. Gabriel Luna returning. Um, they say it will be a new iteration of the same character with an unconnected story from the one we saw in Agents of Shield, which is weird. Very weird. Okay. I don't know why you're. Bringing the same actor, That's then, but weird. okay, yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be produced by Jeff Loeb and Ingrid Escaheda, mm-hmm. sure, who will s- also serve as the showrunner. Uh, she, she, I'm assuming it's a she, had this to say: "I couldn't be more excited and honored to be handed the reins to a Marvel character as beloved as Ghost Rider. This story hits every note for me: my love for grounded yet conflicted characters and my desire to scare the shit out of people." That sounds good. It's important to me to find an, uh, to find a take that thrills existing fans as well as wider audiences, and I believe we've done just that. Interesting. Um, I wonder. What do you think about this? I wonder how like close to the Netflix level these Hulu shows are going. What is Runaways Hulu? Yes. Yeah. What is Cloak and Dagger? Freeform. 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 Wh- oh, is that, that that's an actual TV station, right? That's yeah. ABC Family okay. now. Okay. We we knew it as ABC Family. Okay. Um, I'd imagine it's probably like that level. Because I mean, right? like I always picture Ghost Rider's all special. Because Ghost Rider's got to go, so it's it's got to have a good budget, and it's got to it, <laughs> it's got to it's got to go pretty darn like dark, brut- brutal, brutal. If it's gonna do yeah. it, if it's gonna do it justice, yeah. Um, uh, on the level of like what Punisher. Is is capable. I can. I will say. Um, I enjoyed for the most part him on Agents of Shield. Yeah. I think you can do PG thirteen, especially with him, since it's not Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I think yeah. you can have him be a teenage ghostwriter and it be PG and it be and it be toned down. Yeah. For sure. Which is fu- uh, which is not exactly what I want. But no, well, yeah. he's not a teenage ghostwriter because Gabriel Luna's well, well sorry, 30. but that's, oh, you're right. But yeah, a yeah. younger, Young, sorry. younger ghostwriter. He's not Nicolas Cage, forty five. Right. Yeah. A a a different and younger. A youthful. Not going, not the one who goes to hell all the time, yeah. Ghost Rider. Okay? The young dude who's protecting his because younger brother. It, and that's very much like yeah. when this came out, I'm like, well, you know, I'm kind of glad that they're not trying to do Johnny Blaze because I don't feel like Hulu's capable of doing Johnny Blaze yeah. justice. And it's, it's not even that for me. It's just like you've already kind of like established this is kind of separate. Like Johnny Blaze is is such an important character. Like I feel like he needs his own thing. Like and especially a darker thing. Yeah, yeah. Like give him that's, the Netflix that's, shit. Or that's or what the, I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But like yeah. we're not getting any more Netflix shows. Or so. w- then what? Who knows where we'll ever get Johnny Blaze? You'd have to put the 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 dark stories. Would that be? Would ha- would be going on Hulu? Like that's what that they're the more mature content goes on Hulu. The family Handmaid's friendly stuff Tale goes on Disney is Plus. Hulu. Yes. Right or Amazon. It's Hulu. Okay. It's Hulu. Okay, so Hulu can be dark and gross and okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's it's just it, we haven't seen that out of. The Disney maybe yeah. maybe Disney this is ABC the test. Camp. Maybe this yeah. one will be darker than we think it will. Who knows? Um, so I, yeah. I I I was 
about to say I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of how how Ghost Rider was handled on Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Reyes in the comics is a is a teenage kid who had to who had to drop out of uh, high school because he had a full scholarship. But his uh, his brother was his his uncle had died, and his brother was crippled because of it. Mm-hmm. And his uncle pos- ends up possessing him and becoming uh, and making him Ghost Rider, which made him vastly different than every Ghost he's Rider in the comics. He's a spirit of vengeance, but he's not the. He's spirit. not even a spirit of vengeance. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. His uncle it, he has the satanic. Uh, ghost of his uncle yeah. and not a spirit of vengeance yeah. that's why he was so different than every other ghost rider they took they made him a generic ghost rider on Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've never been very happy about that especially because they made him kind of a dunce who couldn't make it in school mm-hmm. and not a not a not a smart kid who who was good but who chose yeah. to drop out. out to take care of his brother yeah as I felt like uh, like I've talked to a, I had a friend uh, Nora who worked at the comic book yeah, store yeah. she was Latina mm-hmm. uh, she talked to me about how that was actually really racist because it perpetuates a stereotype I'm not gonna go there I just want to bring that up yeah um, I would like to see more of that story because I like the idea that each ghostwriter is different mm-hmm. and I want to see those differences celebrated. If you're doing Robbie Reyes, don't do a Johnny Blaze story with Robbie Reyes in that position. I agree. Um, yeah. I I just want to see the differences of the ghostwriter celebrated. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if this is almost like a uh, like a PG-13 ghostwriter where like he is it's kind of like its own narrative. It's not tied to Agent Shield, and he's uh-huh. in L.A. taking care of his brother, and then he has to take care of crime around the city. Yeah, the unconnected storyline thing actually gives me hope. That Same. Like, well, okay, so you could change his character. You could make his character closer to the comics. 100%. Yeah. I'd be really interested and man, in that. And, man, well, that design is so effing good, too. Would yeah. this still be connected to the MCU or no? Well, that's why I say it's MCU Jason. If okay. it is if it is truly a, a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then, then, technically. then technically, yes. All right. yes. However, if it is its own thing... Like we're hearing, like it, we're we're interpreting, then possibly not. It yeah. could be as disconnected as the offenders are, which is also Hulu. Mm. Okay, so we don't know. Okay. At the inter- at any rate, it would have to be set in 2023. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this brings uh, hell yeah. This brings everything up to six Marvel shows on Hulu, right? Yes. There are four amongst the the offenders series. Yeah, and, and then, then it would be this and then one this and then. And the, Hellstrom. Yeah. Okay. So from Hulu, real quickly back to Marvel's Ghost Rider before we get to Hellstrom. Um, from Hulu, Marvel's Ghost Rider, also known as Robbie Reyes, is a, is a quintessential anti-hero consumed by Hellfire and supernaturally bound to a demon. Uh, Reyes lives on the Texas-Mexico border, and when he oh, moves the writer, Roby. Roby. That's R- awesome. Texas-Mexico border means they'll probably do more Latino stuff then. Robbie brings okay. vengeance for the innocence uh, he encounters, but struggles. Uh, to control the power he wields. By the way, he's really good on Avengers. I really like his character on Avengers. Jason Aaron writes a really good. Oh Robbie yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, I agree. Um, he's on the Avengers right now. He is. His, uh, his, his, I love it. His his trunk has a his his trunk has a portal to hell in it. Uh, so he just starts putting people in it whenever he's done with them. He's in, <laughs> in the first arc, he takes over the body of a celestial, becomes yeah, ghost, a yeah. celestial ghost rider. It's, it's so cool. It's like the coolest thing that character's ever done. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so Hellstrom, formerly Hellstorm. Uh, Hellstrom, Damon and Anna Hellstrom are the son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. Yep. Also known as Satan. Um, no. He was, so originally in the comics, they were the actual sons and daughters of Satan, and then they nixed that because Marvel didn't want to deal with Satan. Yeah. Um, the siblings have a complicated dynamic, uh, as they track down the terrorizing, the terror, and down the terrorizing worst of humanity, and with their attitude and skills. Each with their attitude and skills. I didn't read this beforehand. Um... This, uh, so you're the only person who's seen Hannibal, right, Sparks? 
Correct. This, to me, sounds like... I have seen an episode, thank you. Okay. This reminds me of Hannibal. It's the children of serial killers hunting serial killers, or Dexter. Like, this sounds like the the darkest thing Marvel's ever done. We'll see how actually dark it is. Sure. But the fact that this is even the idea of a show is surprising to me. It really is. Right. I'm I'm really... Like, there's not as much information, but I'm really excited to see what they do with this show. This one is produced by Jeff Loeb and Paul hmm, Zabizewski. Does it say what else he's done? Uh, he he's been working pretty consistently in television. He okay. works on, he was a writer on Ages of Shield, okay. um, Lost. He works TV for, guy. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Can can uh, like if Hulu's going to go this dark, there's no reason we can't get our Netflix heroes back. I don't think it's. I a, mean, once yeah. the contracts. Are it, that, over. That, it's just a schedule. It's, it's a, just a contracts waiting thing. Yeah. Because you know Marvel wants them. You know they will probably want to do stuff unless yeah. Feige decides to introduce them in the show. Right, the, that's what I mean. Is like we, we yeah. by that time, like they might repurpose them into something else. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, Paul said this as a lifelong as a lifelong Marvel fan, I feel incredibly fortunate to help bring this darker, thrilling corner of the of the comic book universe to life, and I'm just grateful to everyone at Marvel Television and Hulu for the opportunity. Marvel's known for all the heart, humor, and action they put into every series, but this time around, we're adding some scares to the mix. I think we found a compelling way to dissect some of our deepest fears through the experiences of our two lead characters. Dissect, because they slice things. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to touch uh, on? I'm not like... I've All the, the Hellstrom stuff I've read has only been in Ghost Rider or Doctor Strange stuff. He, they debuted sure. in Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, and then there was the, the, the Damned event that was last year with Doctor Strange and stuff like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Hellstrom was also in there a little bit. Um I think it's cool, man. I think like I think Marvel's like really gonna start taking risks. Like like they like Thor Ragnarok was a risk, but like this sounds super cool to me. I hope they stick. I hope they stick with the darkness and how crazy it is. Now remember, this is Jeff Loeb. Yeah. And so the thing is, so yeah. I'll explain my MCU adjacent thing a little bit more. The Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige don't seem to be working together when it comes to the TV shows and whatnot. Now we have the Disney Plus shows being produced by Kim Feige and not Jeff Loeb. It looks like those shows are the ones that are going to be connected to the movies. And even they've even said these shows will be will impact, the, will impact the movies and, and so on. So it feels like to me, and we'll get to the, ne- to the next thing, it feels like to me he's saying goodbye to the TV shows produced by Jeff Loeb. That could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, I, I, we've brought it up before. I, we know that at one at some point the Russos were in conversations about having the Netflix characters and that like they, they Jarvis they was thought in about there. it. Right. I was gonna say the fact that Jarvis came from the TV shows and the films means Kevin Feige isn't like hard no about this. No, I've never said It's just it how it does it work? How does it work? How can we make it work? That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh and and I think as long as that can be figured out, then there's a future for it. What I just think is, you know, Kevin Feige's not he's not in the talks, he's not in the room with these. What talks, I will say is, shows. Uh, what I will, yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I, what I will say is that I don't think that he is completely oblivious to what's going on with them, and I don't think that uh, he's looking for how to use anything that they are using now or will be using soon. So if he does want to play with them at all, he has to go to the shows because that's obvious from what happened with Inhumans. Inhumans made a show, and therefore he was like, "Well, we can't do the movie." Uh, I don't think he was ever interested in doing the movie. 
At one no, at one time they that was on that was on a sleep. No, here's okay. So okay, so all the backroom chatter about the Inhumans film was that Ike Perlmutter forced him to put the movie on the slate. Ike Perlmutter was heavily forcing this movie because he wanted to say he wanted to say screw you to the X Men. We saw it in the publishing line. We saw it with that. Kevin Feige was never on board with doing a movie. So when he got Spider Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, he was very happy to take it off the slate. You saw it with his interviews when he said, "Yeah, it'll happen. I guess whenever it happens." That's why Ike Perlmutter. Adamant about doing a adamant about doing Inhumans, gave it to Loeb to build his TV show. Okay, whatever. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I Kevin Feige let Jarvis come from Agent Carter. I don't think that he's opposed to if there's there's good use and they want it of anything from the TV shows coming over. It's mm. just will it will it work the right way? I think I think top of the list of anything is because I think it's probably the most wanted thing. And the thing that he, Kevin Feige, I think, would most likely be wanting to see himself mm-hmm. is bringing Vincent D'Onofrio over to be Kingpin in a Spider-Man film. Probably. I think that's probably highest. That'd be I, I think that's probably highest up in anything anybody would consider including himself. That would be legendary, himself. man. So it, the possibilities are existent and open. Who knows yeah. what will happen? Yeah. Who knows? Um, all right. So moving on. Let's. T- uh, let's. Mm. That's mm. a good. Se- it's a good segue, but we segues. should do this one first because this was last week and we missed it. Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Swamp uh, Thing. The Swamp Thing. How did I miss this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, t- I told this. Like, we mind. were we were just very caught up in an Endgame. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maelstrom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it. the Swamp Thing trailer for the TV series coming out May first. Uh, not May first. May thirty first. Uh, <sighs> has dropped. It comes uh, out this online. month. Yeah. Yeah. End of the month. Oh my god. And, Same uh, day as Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh my god. <laughs> um, this is. This looks really good. Yeah, for a show that's apparently having a lot of behind-the-scenes problems, this show looks awesome. I will say that having watching it the second time, uh, no detriment of the show or anything. Yeah. Uh, there is there is real bad ADR in this trailer. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, and, yeah. And I feel I feel for them that I feel like this was maybe a little bit rushed, trying to kind of counter some of the bad press yeah. that was happening. And but you I, know what, I feel man? For them on that, but the look is the good. rot. The look looks is good. Good. Yes, I one hundred percent agree. I feel bad for them that the ADR kind of yeah. kind of yeah. uh, all the visuals of this of the, of the show look like. That's what I wanted, man. Yeah, it's yeah. dark and spooky, and like there's like creepy rot crawling into people, and swamp things rising from the swamp. Like, I'm all for it. I really hope that this is the show you want it to be, because if it's a show you want it to be, I know it's yeah. the show we're gonna enjoy. Now yes. I know. Uh, uh, I think all of us have have read. Uh, I, the, the dog's just being super cute. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Scott Snyder's um, Swamp Thing run. I have. Uh, yeah, also, um, uh, in Animal Man, there's like the rot disease that's killing people. And like, God. I'm really wondering if they're influenced by the modern comics and the old comics, doing both at once. Because if like, there's like, th- Abby's like investigating some disease in the swamp, right? What yeah. if it's born from like the rot and it's included? Dude, can I, like, if these shows did well enough that they, they did, they brought in Animal Man and did that story, I would cry. Holy crap. I would cry. Yeah. So so much goodness. The, yeah, yeah, the story of Rot World. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god! And you have the Titans, so you can have like all the crazy stuff with like Batgirl being a bat and like like giant robot Batman. Yes. Oh yes. You yeah. This the, show looks real good. You could bring in the gray. Yeah. The fungus. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That was. I mean, that Part was after. Oh yeah. yeah. That was after. Um, there's, yes. there's, uh, they're they're doing a smart thing by it looks like using all as- aspects of the comics in season one, for so sure. they can really develop whatever they want. Um. Yeah. So so far, I'm really impressed. I'm really impressed. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm. Um, I. I'm anticipating it. I hope that. I hope that it isn't something where we're going to find out that it's already kind of been predetermined to, for death. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I really hope same. that's not the case. Yeah. Same. Um. All right. Then Ages of Shield released a new trailer this week. Hey uh, guys. For season six. I. I'm kind of on board. Probably set in 2023. 
<laughs> it's not. It's not. No. no. The that people have already seen the the first episode for the season. Yeah, uh, they've, they've done reviews. IGN about it. reviewed and they said yeah. they liked it. All right, so if it's not set in twenty twenty three, I've seen I've seen both good, bad. Yeah, um, it's set one year after the events of Infinity War. Okay, so are half the people missing? They don't acknowledge anything about that in the mo- in the show. Fifty percent of the world is gone. You better you better they acknowledge don't that. Acknowledge they really anything don't? about that. No, that sucks. That's what I was reading in the like what it said in the review is that they are focused entirely. First off, nobody from the team got snapped. Perfect. And uh, how coincidental. And they are entirely focused on the loss of Coulson and finding Fitz in space. And those are the two things that the what team if Fitz is, was snapped? And those are the two things that the team yeah. are oh, focused on. And nothing else. How um, awful would that be? Like Fitz is snapped, so like the entire mission is to go get him. They yeah, open yeah. Up they that open it up and it's ash. Ash. Um, oh boy. Yeah, it's. Uh, so this it's no longer able, I think, to be considered part of the MCU. I don't think that at any point during this show they're going to acknowledge. Because this is the, some the Avengers snap. level shit also, happening. Also, now. and I'll tell you. What we're seeing in this trailer, if it were one year after the events of Infinity War, based on where we see Black Widow and the gang in Endgame, I think they'd be involved. They would. So This is world-ending stuff. I, I'm pretty sure if you want this to be connected to the films, that ended at five. That's yeah, very true. I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. Which, in a way, is fine. Because for like, me, it ended you can, at three, honestly. To be honest with you, I think it ended at five for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think four and five were the strongest seasons, mm-hmm. uh, not counting the part of season one that was the Winter Soldier stuff. I think four and five are the strongest points of the show. Yeah. Oh, man, I think so, too. I'm still saying, like, connectivity. I think No, no sure, sure. I, I understand. Uh, yeah. But I think five was the, p- the proper ending that I wanted. Yes. And this looks cool, but it also looks like something where I'm not really going to think of it as as part of this anymore, just like I pretend that Inhuman show doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. I got some, like, Mad Max vibes from some from, from <coughs> of this. Yeah. Um, so basically the plot is apparently an alien who looks a lot like Phil Coulson, goes from planet to planet, destroying other planets, uh, and now it's time for Earth to be yeah. destroyed. Uh, I think it's because uh, you have Deke from the future, uh, and he's in the past, and, they, and there's very sure. there's a couple mentions of time stuff, and, like, you're out of time, and, like, yeah. uh, they're coming to get me. So I think uh, evil, not Coulson, is there to wipe out this planet and this reality. Uh, to I'm, fix the timeline. I'm curious to see, yeah. uh, but it's it's going to be hard to... I was very pleased with the way Season 5 ended, yeah, and you're going to have to be a pretty good show to make me feel like it's it's justified there's a fundamental, going past this There's point. a fundamental thing of Coulson being there after the way he went out, where I'm like, I just don't like that this is happening, Yeah. but the trailer they gave me, like, <clears throat> it probably... I, it doesn't. It didn't have to be like uh, uh, Clark Gregg being yeah. that evil character, Sure. but I'm sure it's it's impactful for the characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, we just watched him die and he's back evil. I mean, it's kind of like... Um, <clears throat> uh, a year later. A year, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like Supernatural. Supernatural, for me, ended at five. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's 15 more seasons. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Ten. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> there's 35 more seasons. I'm good. Ben, tell me how much you love uh, not evil Coulson. Uh, I don't. Okay, cool. Because I, I want S.H.I.E.L.D. No, I, I haven't know. seen you S.H.I.E.L.D. You just haven't said anything in a while. I just want to get no, you in. No, but... I mean, this trailer actually does look good because I remember we you showed me the first trailer and the second and Sparks was telling me how Coulson died in he died last like season. Awesome, dude. Yeah, and then so we see Coulson and he's like, "Who?" I'm like, "Oh god damn it, why?" Yeah, this but seeing this trailer it makes like, sense that he's an alternate doppelganger thing. Yeah, so cool. I'm okay with that. I'm like, oh, so it's not the Coulson. He just, it's not the stupid trope of I have my memories wiped and I'm bad now. Soon the power of love will get my memories back. <laughs> the power of love. Yeah, that. Sometimes the trope works, other times it doesn't. No, oh right. shit! I just realized that it's you know what? Someone probably picked up his body, reanimated it, and gave him a false memory, like Captain Marvel. Nah, 
No. Uh, you want to? That's not it. You want to bet money? Yeah. You think that that? Ca- you know what? I don't feel strongly enough d- about it, but I did I, you watch I the final really season of Shield? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely I, not. I, I don't think I don't think that's what they're doing. I I I will give it that kind of credit. I don't think that's what they're doing. I don't think that's. I think Coulson. I think he genuinely is from some some other spot. I'm, I'm not giving place. it enough credit. Ryan's giving it too much credit. <laughs> because well, because he comes down and he has that line about um, which I think is pretty good, where he's like, I've I've come. I've raided a lot of planets. None I've never been the one where me. they've recognized my yeah. face. Yeah, that's exactly. what I, that's so. why I, where I was coming from. That's the line I, I was basing my theory on. The, if he goes, if this, if this this alien species are like, yeah, you're you're just this evil person, and then they come down and it's like, oh my god, Coulson is like, oh my god, I'm Phil Coulson. No, it's I don't, think, with Captain I don't Marvel. think that's what it is. The plot of Captain Marvel is all I'm saying. <clears throat> I'm not wrong, but hey, you she know what? wasn't she wasn't killed. True, and, and then. Br- I like, thought she was dead. She wasn't killed for the second time. Yeah, that's fair. And then, br- like, it's too much. I think even the writers know that's too much. I hope so. Uh, is this of course, I could be wrong. They they surprise me sometimes in good ways and bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it still um, Jed Whedon as the showrunner? Yes. Interesting. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, we're not going to say this one yet. Crawl. Um, Ooh. Is this Ooh. Sam Raimi? Alexand- Alexandra? When you said that, it sounded like Kroll. Alexandra. Like K-R-U-L-L. Kroll. No. And I'm like, what? Kroll. C-R-A-W-L. I know. Which is the, a low-budget horror movie that looks really rad. Yo, man. There's a storm in Flo- is it Florida. Is it Florida. There's yeah. a storm in Florida and it's a house a gets flooded. It's a hurricane. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of cro- uh, alligators. Crocodiles? Alligators? Alligators. Alligators come uh, in like wreck shop. Uh, so I'm okay with this. Yeah. I really, I'm like, all right. I, I dig it. This is not lot. Sam Raimi directed. No. no. It's Sam Raimi produ- produced. Alexander Aja, who the did The Hills of Eyes and... Uh, the Evil Dead uh, remake. The ev- uh, no. Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Are you trying to do The Evil Dead 100%. remake? 100%. Who did The Evil Dead remake? I'm going to look it up. Okay, he's going to look <laughs> it up. One second. I know it starts with an A. Okay. Um, yeah, I think this looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's this low-budget horror film. Uh, you can tell by the fact that the CG on the, cro- on the alligators doesn't look great, but it looks really inventive and really fun. And uh, I think I will say... That the disadvantage I think this has in comparison to something like Don't Breathe, which Fetty Alvarez, si- Fetty Alvarez. similar like enclosure kind of thing, yeah, um, is that Don't Breathe had Jane Levy, who is really great as mm-hmm. an actress, Hell and yeah. this has I don't know, but Ooh. she seems like kind of like step up above sci-fi maybe, and <laughs> I I I'm not feeling like I'm gonna be super invested in these characters maybe, yeah, uh, but like the concept seems neat, yeah, I like that, yeah. I just like. The, like the low budget concept. It reminds alone. me yeah. of that. It reminds me of that. Um, there's some other characters in it too. There's some really interesting things I thought about. Oh yeah, it looks like he's, he's in a supermarket. It looks like there's. Um, your eyes are literally rolling in the back of your head, Ben. No, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> ben, I saw your eye in the back of your head. I saw the. You just of your worked, eye. You just worked into something real quick. <laughs> you were. Where was Ben? Where was Ben? He was in Ben the whole time. You were. You were not here for a second. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <Sorry>. Um, <laughs> No, so um, there's a bit. Of, there's a bit with the dog swimming. Really hope the dog survives. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a bit. It looks like a supermarket. What it l- reminds me of is the shark in a supermarket movie. Bait. Bait. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, is that the movie where I think it's flooded, but a shark gets in there? A tsunami hits. A tsunami hits, and there's a shark uh, in a supermarket. And more than one. Like three sharks okay. get into a supermarket during a flood Bait, from a tsunami. Crawl. Nice and easy. I love it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. yeah which is which is a all right movie. All right, and this yeah. probably will be about the same. Yeah. Well, also, what I'm actually kind of drawn to this mo- for the movie Crawl is that it's not one of those like bombast. It's not like the Meg, where it's like, oh, it's this larger than life creature. It's hey, 
that is cinema masterpiece you're talking about, The Meg. How quickly can I get home from here? <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead. Yeah, Sparks, I don't believe you for a goddamn second. Go ahead, then. Uh, it's, but it's just a bunch of gators that just happen to show up in this house, and it's like, hey, food, let's eat. Bunch of gators. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're not like giant gators. They're not like it's not like they're classic gators. They're, they're just like a bunch of gators native to the area. Well, yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but with a shark, you need to have a reason why they're going after them. You need to have a, a yeah. either it's starved or it needs to sense blood or uh, something. or it, for revenge, like Jaws for the revenge. Uh, uh, not Jaws? if it's a bull, tiger, mako, or blue. But oftentimes the shark movies are great whites. Yes, yeah. they are. I yeah. know. Uh, but I was saying like. Uh, those sharks, they they like to attack anything. Yeah. They, they, they're known for, like, that's the ones where, like, if you go to waters there and they're like, look, you know, hey, these sharks, they're they're going to attack you, like, flat out. They're going to go for you. Yeah. They want to. Yeah. But for an alligator, I believe you just have to be around and it's going to go they're for you. Amp- they're amp- as far as I know, alligators are ambush creatures. So if you, if you see- meet, they'll eat you. <laughs> yeah, if it's essentially, if they think they could get you, they can try and get you. If they meet you, they eat you. Essentially, there I was you trying go. to make the. Yeah, no, it. I like that. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. All right, that's the highlight of my day. Goodbye, <laughs> everyone. Um, Podcast over. Everybody gets one. No more trailers, right? That was it. We have nothing more we want to talk about. Is this a joke? I actually don't remember. Uh, no, it is a joke. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Oh, wow. So what a week this. What a week for everyone. The, I have to tell say you guys this. Yeah. If you heard <laughs> a, a scream. In the wind. It was you? That, oh, yeah. It wasn't just you. It was Paramount, um, too. <laughs> sorry. So I just wanted to double-check something on Crawl real quick. It is yeah. it is gators in the movie. Um, uh, they're a little big, I think. Yeah. They look okay. more like cr- crocodile size. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, gators are smaller than I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So ga- gators are smaller than crocodiles. Like, equally, like, they're, they're dangerous, too. Um, but the design definitely looked more like crocodiles to me, and I'm like, I, ho- I hope that there's these actually are gators and look I, like gators because so. they yeah. look the size of crocodiles right. to me. Sorry, I'm weird about nature. That's fine. No, we know. <laughs> the the Meg is bigger than a normal shark. You know that, right? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, we so we watch bait. There's three megalodons in a supermarket. <laughs> I think the I think a supermarket is, is the size of a megalodon. <laughs> what are they yeah. swimming through a freaking Winco? Jesus, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a super Walmart. I'm sorry, Sparks. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a Costco. Right. So the Sparks song of the Hedgehog yeah. trailer dropped, uh, much to everyone's dismay. You, you think you were dismayed? Oh, I was just saying. Every, yeah. Oh, ben, ben, were you shocked? Oh, honestly, honey. you were really shocked. I looked this, that I was gonna. Ben, we, we knew. This oh, is we same, knew. No, this is the same image we saw with Chris Pratt. They didn't change this. To, oh. to be honest, okay, so a leaked image of Jim Carrey came out as Eggman, and and like Ben, Ben and Ryan saw it around me, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, okay." And I, honestly, I looked at it and I went, "Yeah, I think I know what this movie's gonna be." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, trying to be positive, I can be positive. Actually. Trying to be positive. Does Sonic the Hedgehog go through parallel dimensions frequently? Trying looks- to be positive. I thought Jim Carrey's leaked image with him with his hair and his smaller mustache looked fine. I still like the way he looks. It honest. looked fine. The ending image of him in the trailer—that's Robotnik. That's one of the—that's well, that's the only live-action Robotnik. Dude, we that's probably have, dude, but that's, it looks that's probably the end of the movie. It looks great. I think that yeah. image looks great. Um, the robots that Robotnik uses—they look like Robotnik robots. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could believe that. Mm-hmm. Ben Schwartz, I think, thinks sounds fine as Sonic. I, I have I no agree. complaints. Yeah, I agree. Everything else fucking sucks, and I hate it, and I yeah. want it to die in fire. So Although it is 
as you and I talked about earlier, it's really weird that they went with Ben Schwartz for Sonic. Yeah, it is weird. It like, is if you're going to yeah. replace the Sonic voice actor from the video games, why yeah. not get a known name? Like, when I heard that he was cast as Sonic, I was bummed at the Not voice. that I'm saying Ben Schwartz is doing a bad job. Exactly. But, I mean, I know how we talked about the design of Sonic before. I know how much we ragged on it, but just seeing it actually animate, seeing, it, seeing him run and... The only other good thing I can say about Sonic is that they got the sound effect for the spin dash right. That's straight from the game. You know what's interesting? But besides that, it hurt my mind. It hurt my soul. Does Sonic frequently tap into the speed force and to? That's not a thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's not supposed to be a thing. That's I'm like, why does he have lightning? Sonic never, even in all the cartoons, the only thing that Sonic has is like a little trail of fire because he's running so fast the ground's on fire. Now one of the one of the things I was, you know, I I've been trying to, you know, say like I can understand the the change in the design. Yeah. and I'm all the other redesign, all the other like designs, I was kind of like, I'm not sure. You know, so you still got the problem with the eyes and uh, the, the gloves and everything, but but like this one, uh, look, you see it in motion. You're like, look, oh. there is a there is a there is a rule that both Voltron and Godzilla use. It is called the silhouette rule. If it looks like the thing that you are trying, to, if the silhouette looks like the thing you're trying to emulate, you you can fill that in. Look, you make a silhouette of this thing, you're gonna wonder what the hell is that thing? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I can't believe, I can't. That they dropped this trailer and weren't already redesigning Sonic for the movie, I can't. Like yeah, the, the, these just... images are ex- that it was the same thing leaked months ago, and the internet was like, "That's terrible." Uh-huh. Uh huh. And they knew, they knew, and I can't believe that. I think that they genuinely have been working on it, but they had this queued up. And they're like, "Well, we gotta put a trailer out." So they put the trailer out, and they they were just ready. For the fan backlash and to be like, "Hey, we're redesigning him." I really hope that's I, the case. I I can't imagine that they because wait until till the till this late yeah. to fix it because I'm like, this shouldn't have shocked anybody. And if people you don't know knew what we're you talking knew about, this is what it was going to look like. The director came on Twitter and said, "Hey he guys, we've been listening to your response. This is this has never happened before. No. with a big budget movie. Listen, guys, we we know you guys don't like the design. Is it a big budget? Yeah. It looks real it's, cheap. It's bigger than it's a blockbuster it, big movie. I mean, it's not Avengers, but it's hold on. I'll look up. It's the triple. Budget it's probably I heard triple it was ninety million. That's I that's heard. Actually, oh, that's actually lower than I expected. I heard it was ninety. That mil. sounds right. That's actually not this bad. Movie looks. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I forgot my train of thought. Who cares? No, I mean you're right. The, <laughs> what was the, the about you're talking about sorry, you're saying Twitter. He's on. like, hey, yeah, uh, this thing looks like shit, and we understand, so we're gonna fix it. Gotta fix fast. Yeah, the new hashtag gothic fast. Truthfully, truthfully, that does create that does create problems. One of the things is. You look, the CGI guy, the people who work on CGI VFX, the whole VFX industry is underpaid and underutilized. Uh, yeah. It's estimated it's estimated to be around $90 million. Um, however, knowing that they're going back and changing the CGI to animation, they are adding costs. Of course. Yeah. 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 And so it, it is it is difficult because, you know, the VFX industry um, is a suffering industry for how, for how often it's used. Mm-hmm. Uh they're constantly overworked and underpaid, so this is creating more overworking. This movie comes out in six months, and yeah. they're just movie they're redesigning comes out. the and, whole character. And that's why I'm like, I I personally don't believe that they weren't already retooling this. You're right. I I can't imagine that they saw the response to the leaked images and went, I think let's drop a trailer and then decide. Yeah. I can't. I can't believe that. I'm like, you must have, you must have if started they, changing course and then people, just had this trailer close to finished. So you're like, well, we should probably just if people were put that bi- trailer out. If people were bitching and moaning about the way Sonic looked beforehand, even before this official trailer came out, they should have known that there's trouble in the waters. I'm, you guys know, I'm a diehard. Yeah. I have been through this with this character through thick and thin. I will be the first to tell you what a good and what a bad Sonic thing is. I 
never yeah. even wanted a Sonic movie. Paramount thinks we want one, so we're and, getting one. Uh, Why isn't it animated? Thank you. That's first of that's all. That's how I feel too. But great question. I mean, they're gonna, if they're gonna fix it, but they still want to try and make that November release date. I say, a that's also stu- dumb and stupid. Actually, just delay it. I don't okay. care at this point. Uh, delay it. Uh, make sure Sonic looks. Good. Can I can I tell you what you already sunk the ship? Oh yeah. Um, this yeah, thing like, is like this. The, uh, can I tell like this movie like fixing Sonic's design is going to fix a problem, not yeah, the, the problem, problem, which is like the plot. this is not a Sonic another, movie. Another problem. Right. Paramount needs a hit so bad, right? This is the, again. This is the first time this has ever happened. We're like, hey, we're going to fundamentally change what the character <laughs> looks like, but like a couple months before the movie's out. Right. Again, if they had been working on it, they didn't tell us that. No. Right. They, they went. They were like, we need this movie to be good. Because we need money real bad. Please do I, damage control. I talked. I, I was saying to you guys, like you know, when we're talking about what the plot was and it was going to be live action. I said, well, it's probably going to be like Rocky and Bullwinkle, the 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 live action adaptation where the animated characters came to the real world and they still looked animated. But it's and you know what? I was thinking, well, we're out of that era. This looks like Rocky and Bullwinkle. This yeah. looks like the movie Rocky and Bullwinkle, it where he comes like- out of an animated world and he's still. Freaking like animated. This movie should have came out. It feels like it came out in like 2007. Yes. <laughs> this movie should have came out 10 years ago. Yeah. This this movie does just seen the. Why isn't it animated? Yeah. It's not. It's not. Uh, it doesn't seem outside of having Sonic, Rings, and Eggman, kind of. Uh, it doesn't seem to have anything that's taken from the Sonic games at yeah. all. Uh, do his I, rings constantly make parallel universe? Here's travel? the thing. Actually, that's called a are warp. You gonna, are you gonna do it eight more times? Or I don't like understand where they caught the <laughs> idea from. I'll tell you exactly where they got the idea, idea from. There's a th- item in one of the Sonic games, so- it's Knuckles and the Chaos, called Warp Rings, and warp was, rings. they were used in the Archie comics at the end of the run, where essentially there were teleporters. It's a. It looks like a. Uh, it's a smaller ring, but once you throw it up, it's it'll a enlar- sling ring. It'll enlarge, okay. and you can. It's yes. It's exactly like Doctor Strange's sling ring, um, but you have to. Think the location beforehand. Toss it up. You walk through. Boom. You're good. So okay. Anyway, so there's precedent. Here's okay. here's here's the thing. Uh, I think the movie, as what it is from what we've seen, as what it is right now, with a better design, Sonic is actually going to do worse financially than just leaving the money. it as it is. Not only that, at least bad. It's a bad movie. People would want to see for like memeing it. It's the mm-hmm. next internet. Oh man, this movie that kind very, of thing. They've it's, already it's been that making jokes about now it. Mm-hmm. that Sonic will actually look potentially look right in it. It's losing that. It's just going to be a bad movie. Like, the amount of th- this past week of internet memes created off of Sonic's look. At least it would have had that going for. I've already it. shown you. I've shown you guys a bunch already. Oh yeah, right. They're, they're yeah. good. It, it, it at least would have had that idea of being like the next uh, biggest memeable film since Shrek. It, it could have had that potential potentiality yeah but now that uh he might be redesigned it's like okay so that'll be fixed and then the movie around him will still be hot Shit. so now garbage. i'm gonna be positive for a second i saw jim carrey from 1995 for the first time in like 20 years he hasn't been ace ventura since the 90s yeah and for me I, it, it may not be like the best dialogue but seeing jim carrey be jim carrey i'm like Oh wow, I missed that a lot. I, I missed that a lot. I was more interested in, in seeing Jim Carrey than I don't look. I don't care who Robotnik yeah. is, um, but I did like what he was doing. Like, I so found him I charming. His, wor- his look, I didn't care for. His, what he was doing as an actor, I was like, I you know what, this is Jim I'm Carrey. I'm into Jim Carrey as Robotnik. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and uh, that's that's it. That's true, and I th- I don't think anybody is against like Jim yeah. Carrey being every that person. Every but... internet meme I've seen is just Jim Carrey is gonna carry this movie. Yeah. Jim Carrey, poor James people Marston. Been, dude. People have been saying that Jim Carrey is gonna save the movie. I'm pretty sure he's I not, but I at can't... least it's gonna make the movie watchable. I can't even feel bad for James Marsden because he did hop. No, he I know. know what he's walking. No, oh, I've seen that. I've seen I those know. memes. I've seen those memes as I just, well. That dude's so talented, and he's like on Westworld. He's incredible. He is, and I'm just like. Why do you keep doing these shitty animal movies? What are you dude? doing? What are you so, doing? So, uh, yes, Jim Carrey, I think will be good, but it's and that'll be nice. But it's still just going to be like a nice gem. Oh no! Yeah. In a, a chaos in a film in that that isn't good. Yeah. And then a Sonic who does look good. Yeah. Uh, like it's all just it's just a, a mess. It's, it's just a mess. mess. It's messy. Uh, it is the start of the Smash Brothers cinematic universe. Oh my god! Though. Stop it right anyway, there. Um, you want it. I want no, it. it isn't. Detective Pikachu is. Um, oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I will drop this little. It's not that important, but it's really funny. Um, oh no, I know where you're going. This with trailer this. dropped out. Yeah, because we talked about it this morning. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter, a celebrity, posted a picture of himself and Shadow the Hedgehog, and saying, "Just something to think about." What actor do you think? Post a picture oh of I want to be Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh my god! Was it The Rock? No, no. Um, um the guy from Fast and Furious. No. Tommy was so. Oh. Posted a picture on Twitter of himself and Shadow the Hedgehog, and let me tell you, as <laughs> awful as that is, <laughs> that would sell so many tickets. It's insane. So, to- so Sonic, how's your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you the true power of chaos control. I did not hit Amy. I did not. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> You're the real faker, fake. Gosh! I don't understand people's fascination with Tommy Wiseau. He's a fascination. That's fine, <laughs> but that's that's unbelievable. It's it's yeah, Sparks, You broke me. That's with that. awesome. But I was told that by a friend, and I and I was shown it, and I'm like, oh my no. lord, chaos no. emeralds. Huh? You want to? And I genuinely don't believe Tommy no. was so really meant to. I somebody who knew. How smart that was as yeah. an insane idea. Told good, Tommy right. to meme. post it. Quick, but it's incredible. Quick little side note: we can finally get off of this because I don't want to talk about it anymore. But so the other day when this trailer came out, I got a Facebook message from one of my cousins in Montana. Oh, because you're the Sonic guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. my entire family, my entire Montana side of my family, knows that I am a huge Sonic fan. And he sent me the the link to the trailer, and he's like, "Hey Ben, this made me think of you. I'm just scared for the onslaught of stuff from my family." Oh my like god, sending, this is what you like, Ben? Send, no, sending me Sonic stuff because oh, they okay. just saw the name Sonic, and they're like, "Hey, Ben likes that. Let's send him yeah. stuff like this, or let's show him stuff like this." And I'm just sitting there mentally screaming because yeah. <laughs> I think this design is just. God I awful. thought this was going in a different direction where, like, they've never played a Sonic game. So, like, oh, I can finally do something you're, that Ben I likes. Think my co- I think the cousin who sent it to me, I think he has. He's yeah, just yeah. a few years older. Than, ben, he's a little you, older than I am. You're, you're me when Dragon Ball Evolution was coming out. Oh, you, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Dragon Ball guy. He loves Dragon Ball. I'll send him the trailer. I'll show him the thing. You want to run that again? Oh, no. I, <laughs> nope. No, no, I don't care. <laughs> That's like comic book movies. Like, You're not going to cut it anyway. I would if you want to run it again. Yeah. Too late. We all have our, our uh, specialties. Oh, yeah. boy. All right. Shall we get uh, off this topic? Boy. Gotta leave this thing. Gotta gotta be real fast. Jeez. <laughs> gotta fix fast. You kidding me? All right. Then time now for our main topic. Um, might as well just say again, we've been saying it since the top, full spoilers for Avengers Endgame. 
Um, we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe future. We're going to be talking about what the storytelling potential of the future films could possibly look like. Future. Thank you, Squidward. You're welcome. I love you. So I think uh, Sonic is the first film in that one, right? Sonic. No, it's actually Detective Pikachu. I was just corrected <laughs> on that. <laughs> what were you just going to say, Sparks? No, uh, it's nothing. Okay. Um, all right. So we, we, you know, so at the end of, I guess, full spoilers. So at the end of Avengers Endgame. Uh, we are stuck in the year 2023 yeah. with 50% of the entire universe back as if it was still 2018. Yeah, That's, first of all, for a lot of people who were married and then that person died and they got remarried and now those people are there back. There are all oh. kinds of scenarios that are really They are literally awkward. too many to name. <laughs> right. Because so, Tony Stark's got to be able to keep his daughter, man. Yeah. Um, but he dies anyway, so. Well, you know. Here we are. Hero moment. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, hero we are. How do we want to mm. start this? Where do we want to Why don't go? we start with Spider-Man? What do we uh, think is going to happen with Spider-Man? Yeah. Good idea. I, that's think really, so. that's I think one. I think let's do Spider-Man. Let's talk about the films we know are coming. Let's talk about the Disney Plus shows we know are coming. And then we can go from there. Okay. So Spider-Man Far From Home is the next film coming out. It's in a couple months. Uh-huh. Uh, opening in July. Yep. I saw a rumor this week. I don't know how... I don't really feel anything about it. But I saw it and it said that we're going to find out Mysterio is from an alternate time all oh, right alternate dimension reality thing i don't want that uh, see here see that's like cool comic book stuff so i'm into that I, right it immediately makes me think of jessica jones after secret wars because in that new jessica jones book there's a character from the pre-universe saying <clears throat> i know all this stuff that none of you guys know and it's freaking me out i can see that working as a good actor jake gyllenhaal is sure to work that into emotional core i i ever since i cast jake gyllenhaal i'm like there's there's got to be some meat on this character yeah, there has to be so i'm wondering yeah. what that's going to be yeah uh, I'm not saying that I buy into that that rumor necessarily, but like it's if that it's were definitely it, interesting to think about. If that were it, I wouldn't be mad against it. Yeah, I think they, you know, they want to. I guess it could be because they talked about how Spider-Man: Far From Home was the next film because they wanted to get a uh, ground level view of what the universe is now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, introducing us to the new universe. Um, and I guess that could be a way to do it, but I think that's probably telling that it's probably not because you know you want to. Is this going to be this character? You know, maybe he was snapped, or maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I I'd assume I'd assume for how fast this is happening after Endgame that he was not. Yeah, because he like yeah. I don't think he can. He looks like he's like a mystical master, and he has all this armor and like tech. Like I think this he's, is, he's this been is working very on it. soon after Endgame. Yeah, yeah, he's been working on it for a while. Yeah. Apparently, like they touched the end of Endgame. Yeah, um, much like Rogue One touched the beginning of of uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, I yeah. I would imagine that he's probably like he's the dude who's getting Fury up to speed on this situation. Mm. That's why Fury trusts Fury. him. Yeah. Because Fury was snapped, yeah. and he's like, oh, what's this thing going on? And then Jake Gyllenhaal's like, oh, yo, dude, I've been dealing, I've been doing this whole thing. I'm, so, I didn't get I'm so excited, because they're posing him. They're doing the Frost thing from Dragon Ball, where he's Frieza, but he's like, I'm actually good, and I'm saving people, but yeah, I'm yeah. actually a bad guy who's causing problems. Right. That's so genius. Um, I yeah, love so, it. So we know that from the... from. I mean, the Russo brothers, they must know this, but uh, all of Peter's classmates were snapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, conveniently. Conveniently. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Probably um, Peter's teachers, too. Probably Peter's teachers. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah. I would, I would actually assume Aunt May, truthfully, uh, because I don't think they'd want to. I mean, I, would I don't like think to they're see going to do uh, a character beat where she's gone through five years of losing Peter. I, I don't really, think that's going to. Be I don't part think of so her. either. And what I want to what I want to say is, I don't think that's where they're going to go. I don't. I think you don't have the the storytelling too to do dramatic, it. Maybe. But I would I would have liked to have seen that. 
Uh, personally, if we were if we were further away from the freshness of Uncle Ben yeah. that's implied in oh, the previous yeah, films, yeah. I'd be more into it. Right. I think that's too sudden. Yeah. Uh, for a character to have to go through, I think that there's a there there would be a cost to that that I I feel like would take a long time to unpack and explore with her. Right. I also think that the nice thing about her finding out that he was Spider-Man in the uh, end of the last film yeah. is that we can kind of see this very supportive, like fun relationship that's kind of been teased in the, the trailer oh, yeah. of her like being very supportive of him being Spider-Man, which isn't something we've seen yeah. handled in the films a lot. Like not directly like this, like in yeah, the previous films, knows, it's always been yeah. like, like, she's, she's always known or she's found out and she's been like, I, I, I'm glad you're I out there. Knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think that, if she'd lost him for five years, that would create a very different dynamic oh, of yeah. how she feels about him being Spider-Man. And I don't and, think and she'd I, want him to. And be I don't. Spider-Man. And I don't want to see that right now. Yeah. So I'm. I prefer her snap, especially after Endgame, like it, with the dire consequences and like it was a fun movie, but there was a real like tone to it. Yes. Like I want Spider-Man to be light and refreshing. This kind of needs to feel a little closer to Ant-Man and the Wasp post Infinity War. This needs to be like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So happy's um, in it. Yeah. So I just want to really quickly bring up. I guess the Avengers Tower or whatever, whoever bought it, is still under construction <laughs> in twenty twenty three. I wonder if that's just a thing where they're not revealing it yet. Like, like, because, like, the trailers aren't going to show that, oh, obviously. Right. The yeah. trailer won't show it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they, it's for whatever reason, it's always under construction on the yeah, bottom yeah. part. Um, I didn't realize that the Avengers Tower is where the MetLife t- building is. I've, um, I'm, I don't know New York very well. Yeah, and the New York skyline, where it is, is the MetLife building. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess Tony bought the Met Life building and built the Avengers Tower over That dude it. loves buying buildings. Well, Stark Tower. The Stark Tower, yeah. That I think became that was, Avengers Tower. I thought that was interesting, because yeah. I, I knew its placement, but I always thought the MetLife was behind it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somebody, I don't remember, somebody was like, oh, yeah, John Favreau's definitely done it. I'm like, no, he's in a... He's Far in, From Home. <laughs> oh, yeah, they like, must how, have not seen definitely the flirting how with much of the, How much of the... How much of the post snapping, like, look, I mean, people probably committed suicide in this five years. Yep. There are people with weird ass marriages. Like, yeah. how, I, how I, much do you I'll think we're going to see? I think not we're, a lot. I think we're only going to see the characters who are we are involved. It with. related to the characters of our Spider-Man film. I don't think that we're going to see much of it outside of that. That being said, I could see them talking about the event itself happening because that's not too spoilery for when they would have filmed this and yeah. kids have like kids who are deal with grief like deal with it like with comedy so like i definitely see like really dark comedy conversations like well i remember when everyone was dead that was crazy like had kids talk like remember the vanishing yeah well to yeah. the yeah. to the 50 percent, it was just it was like it was like the we were nap. dusting oh we're fine yeah yeah that's yeah. how it looked to they, them they yeah. felt they think they passed out and then they woke up yeah, yeah. right so it, and they woke up five years later there's a there's it, it's going to be weird to see how they handle it. Uh, obviously, like they knew going into this movie, they would have had to know. So maybe of there's course. more of it than than we think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just honestly going before we get any further into this. I am just worried that this massive shift will be swept away. Like, oh, don't worry about it. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing weird happened. I think in the upcoming Marvel films, not the Black Widow films, but the films in the five year plan that we know that are coming out. Spider-Man Far Far From Home being the one exception, they are going to deal with that a lot more than Far From Home. I I feel Far Far From Home home will mention it. They'll talk about it a little bit, but then they're going to focus more on Spider-Man versus Mysterio. Can I... uh, What what do you want to see? Something. Okay, but like, like, can you give any more detail than that? Well, look, there's... 
there is a thing with the MCU and the X-Men the X-Men movies are the biggest um, offenders of this idea. Um, but the MCU does do it sometimes where it's like, don't worry about what happened in this time frame. Be- between, I more specifically think, uh, I guess a good, <coughs> a good maybe example. Like Civil War, Infinity War? No, more so Age of Ul- uh, Winter Soldier to Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. At the end of Winter Soldier, Black Widow's like, I need to find out who I am. Peace out. And then in Avengers, she's just like, wow, that was crazy. I've been here the whole time. Like, what happened? I want to see that. I want to see that. Don't sweep that under the rug. Um, I, I think that I, specific moment's way past. What that. I want to see is to not see them not acknowledge it, if that makes sense. I want it to be... A, you want them to respect the history. I want it to be a prevalent thing that we are now in the year 2023. Okay, so I'll put it this way. I think what we're likely to see is characters like Aunt May and Peter... Or Peter and some of the classmates. Happy. And Happy, kind of directly speaking with each other about it. I don't expect we'll see much of it referenced in the wider world mm-hmm. of like people in Europe and stuff. Sure. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. Now, that being said, if Jake Gyllenhaal's been alive the entire time of the snap and that's a part of the plot, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So that's that's some direct relationship stuff. I think that the main characters are going to have reactions to it and like kind of like what the world is now. I don't think we're going to see much of like. The rest of the world. Yeah. So, so I think I, I, I just kind of processed this in my brain. Um, skipping forward a little bit, uh, Black Panther two. We know the movie's coming. The movie made sure, a billion sure. and a half. Uh-huh. Um, Black Panther two. If it doesn't acknowledge that T'Challa has been gone for however long that was, uh-huh. I feel a little cheated. I would like to see kind of, you know, like the sequel specifically, Doctor Strange two, Black Panther two. Like, hey, this was a seismic shift. In your life now, you look at you look at Iron Man one, two, and three. You look at Captain America one and two. Thor, Thor, and Thor: The Dark World. The, those films are were made very differently than the later movies were. They were made to act as trilogies. Iron Man one and two and three. You cannot watch Avengers and you'd be fine. You'd miss a plot element, but you'd be fine. Captain America and Captain America: Winter Soldier, kind of the same thing, but they were starting to go away from that. Thor: Thor: The Dark World. You don't need to watch the Avengers at all. So. I kind of would like to see, and then towards the later end of the MCU, specifically in Phase Three, when we get the Civil War, Thor Ragnarok, like they st- it starts to be, you know, Thor Ragnarok doesn't make sense unless you've seen all the movies. Captain America: Civil War doesn't it's, make sense unless you've seen. It's all where the these. serialized storytelling comes really comes in. It's yes. why we love it. So I want to see that continue. I want to see Black Panther two and Doctor Strange two deal with the fact that their worlds are very different than the ones they snapped out of. I think I think we'll see that. I hope so. Specifically for uh, I'd like to. It, yeah. it, since we are talking about the future of the MCU, I think specifically for Doctor Strange, the best way to acknowledge it is that I think Mordo shouldn't have been snapped. Oh, yeah? Mordo's be been around like, like wow, they, they took out half the Sorcerer's for me. I'm going to finish the job. Yeah. Interesting. I think I think if Mordo's kind of been gaining himself that following, entire time. A cult following. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's a lot. Like that kind of for Strange would come up out of nowhere. I'm into that. Yeah. I'm into I, would, that. I like um, that. As far as Black Panther, I don't know what you can do to really show that. Uh, uh, struggle maybe, in Wakanda? Yeah. yeah. No, like maybe but like, I don't know why there would be because everybody very faithfully followed Okoye. At least it's implied. But and then now, T'Challa, and then but they T'Challa were, but shows up. But it was because up. the king was gone and, and Okoye was just the, the highest in command. But now T'Challa's back. I don't know, I'll, I don't know that Wakanda would be you. broken. No, by I got it. you. Because Killmonger shows up. He's a random and, and they all have to follow the code of like he challenges the king, right? Yeah. 
It could be. I know you like. We talked about it earlier. Like Umbaku. Like I don't think that's right. I was character. just throwing that out. No, there, no, yeah. yeah. But like another Wakandan character who's maybe introduced in the second one. He is the king, and he's like, listen, I know you're back, but I am the king, and this is my rule. So he there there will be conflicts there. I think. But yeah. is that is that too much like the first Black Panther it, film? It, it kind of feels like it is it too do, much it, like the first it, Black Panther it, film. See, and that's yeah, why I'm like, yeah. how I, much time would we really spend I on that I want to say that it won't be the main conflict of the movie, but a sub-conflict is between Okoye and Bla- and T'Challa. Because maybe, o- maybe in like she doesn't approve of the way he's exactly, trying to because lead things because she found better I mean, ways. Because like, I would say almost Okoye, like a civil war between them. Well, I would say Okoye wasn't like was like the interim leader of Wakanda, as in Akashuri is gone. I assume Angela Bassett was dusted as well. Mm-hmm. So even the queen, the queen mother died. So there is no trace of the royal family left. Yeah. So they, so then Okoye and Mbaku are like, you know what? We're gonna help him out with Okoye taking point. And so when T'Challa comes back and he thinks, okay, we can do this, and okay, he's like, no, this is what we've gone through these past five years. This is what we need to do now. And then on T'Challa, and then the two of them butt heads and. May, may not come to blows, but it'll still be. I don't want to say blows, but no, no, something political. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would still be a sub conflict. A main conflict could be something completely different. I have no idea. Uh, but a sub good, a good subplot would be Okoye and T'Challa bumping heads yeah, on how a, to run that's Wakanda. What I'm, that's what I'm kind of. That's what I kind of would like to see. I would like to see not the main plot of the movie, but right. the subplot of something like like she's like. She's like, I want to do it this way, and she's like, Well, this is better. And he's like, Well, sure. I, this is how we did it before. Like, you've been gone five years, T'Challa. Like, you don't know how things are anymore. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, you could definitely do, especially going from Black Panther one, carrying with that narrative. If Wakanda has now exposed itself to the world, I would imagine, thanks to Okoye, mm-hmm. Wakanda did a lot of cleaning up. Yeah. Uh, post what happened with Thanos for that five years, so I Wakanda's would... technology and everything was very much all out there, and now people yeah. are maybe coming back and being like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" It's yeah. like, hey, all over this... the world right it's now, like, Wakanda. It's like, wait, I was over at this uh, thing at, over at MIT, and they're showing off a new Wakanda vibranium machine. That what? Where All right, so there? Uh, I have my list here of like my five wants that are specific to. Oh, like, that's what that was. Yeah. So while we're talking about this, I'm just going to go into one of them, Absolutely. which is Sokovia becoming Latveria and how they can very I'm, much, I'm with very you. much yes. easily yes. introduce politics and stuff into Black Panther Two, having them feuding yes. countries. Yes. Yes. There's oh, some real good political shit right there, guys. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Um, like Doom slowly introduced. Uh, like he's the leader of this country and he sees what Wakanda's doing. He's like, hey, like I respect what you're doing. Maybe we can talk it out. And then he sees Doom's a uh, 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 tyrant, and then they come to blows. And we out actually of, have a Victor Von Doom. After out of all the Fox characters that they've now uh, acquired, uh, the Fantastic Four and Victor Von Doom especially is the easiest the, one you can oh, introduce. Yeah. And the potential for Doom as like a character for literally 20 years is. Well, you guys have read the comics. You it, know. The the I I don't. So the idea that Doom could have put himself in place for the five years. Yeah, So that's exactly what when they does. come back, it's already Latveria, but nobody knows because nobody's paying enough attention because it's a small thing. And he's been building but it But it's up. been that for a while. I don't think we'll see it for a while. So like when Black Panther 2 drops, I don't think that'll be part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're still further down the road, but we could definitely get a hint of it. And I think that whenever it does come up, even if it's like near the end of that five-year plan, that's nearly... 10 years of a country building of a country having built itself to be Latveria and it perfectly makes sense if it started during the five year gap when no one was looking guys I just saw something how funny or how awesome would it be is if in Far From Home 
Spider-Man's, uh, Peter Parker's looking at a map of Europe, and on where Sokovia was, they crossed out and put Laveria. It's like a little Easter? Like, Just as a tiny cool. little Easter egg. Yeah, saying, sure. I mean, I, I think that the, the Fox Disney deal was very well going to happen into the production of Spider-Man Far From yeah, Home. Yeah, but I don't think so it, they put, No, the, the, the film, Spider-Man Far From Home was very, very, very much done before. by the time the Fox deal was was solidified. And Feige has even talked uh. about like the idea... They weren't allowed to use any of the characters, even concepts, even ideas, yeah. because they because contractually they needed to wait for the deal to be oh, signed. From, uh, uh, damn it! Yeah, yeah. So, so they legally but, couldn't. Just but you're not wrong. Like somewhere in that five year plan, because again, like I'm saying, I don't anticipate we're going to see it right for yeah. a while. Yeah. No, but I do have, think that idea should be done. I think because they that, have that said Doom having it place himself mm-hmm. during the five years that we haven't seen. Yeah. I le- and that's when I the turn happened. Sokovia will be live area. I, I have, think that is 100 percent. Haven't they said? Hasn't Feige said that? All the stuff, all the acquisitions they got from the Disney Fox deal will not be in place during this five-year deal, this five-year plan. As far as movies, we're not going to see an X-Men or a Fantastic Four film, but right. things can be introduced from those properties. Yeah, they, they can right. they can lay the sow the seeds that are going to lead to it because they know w- that eventually we're getting there. Because one of the things and Latveria would be one of those one of the things, things I really want is Doctor Doom. Oh, baby, you're talking to the Doctor Doom guy. I know, I know, oh, I, yeah. know. Oh, I yeah. want Doctor Doom, and I know we're not supposed to talk about big bombastic things, but a stupid big bombastic thing I want is I want an infinite, infamous Iron Man film. I don't think it's possible anymore. It's probably not, but no. I want one. Because you need Tony to be alive to con- conflict with. with yeah, Victor. bring him back as an AI. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. It's no. just not the same. I, I don't think that's something we're gonna get. Trust me, dude. Like I, I, I want that more than know, anything. But like, it's it's just not gonna work out. Yeah, uh, we could get us. We, we could, could get a what if. We could get it. Well, not even a what if, but yeah. we could get a um. Uh, a nod to the armor. Yeah, sure. Because, yeah. I mean, Iron Patriot isn't yeah, Norman sure. Osborn. He could still MCU. suit up in like, I mean, actually, he could be like, there isn't an Iron Man. I should be Iron Man. Why not? But yeah. Tony not being there, there is, go. A, is a problem. There you go. If it was Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, it, Tony, Tony not being there, and I, like, I, if it's not going to happen in these next five years, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I, I just don't I don't foresee that. Yeah. Uh, but the Latveria thing, I 100% am. Mm-hmm. I've I've always been on board with you ever since that that was talked about. So yeah. it's so yes. good. It's so genius. I think that makes m- the most sense of anything is make Sokovia Latveria. It's yeah. a failed state. He came in, cleaned a, it up. It's a state that most of it was dropped on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he has plenty of reason to come in there and like like uh, the the seeds of it were already there in Age of Ultron. They there was like anti Avenger graffiti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. easy easy to do that. Um, I I want to uh, do, anything more on Spider Man Far From Home because I I'd like to talk about that and then leave it. No, I I, I do think no. it's a really interesting idea if if Mysterio wasn't snapped and he's like oh half the Avengers are gone. This is where I can become a hero. Yeah. I really like that idea a lot. Yeah, and I think it makes more sense for us to have never heard of him, but Fury immediately have a lot of, like, s- trust in him, seemingly yeah. with the trailers of, like, I'm going to team you He's and a special Peter effects together. wizard. He's it's, playing It's us. because, like, he has more knowledge about what's been going on for the past five years than I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can I can get on board with that uh, a lot quicker. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm I wonder if we're going to get a... Um, a uh, Ben, you haven't beaten Spider-Man four yet, have you? No. Or excuse me, Spider-Man uh, the game. No, I haven't. I wonder if we're gonna get a Doc Ock Spider-Man esque like I, I I trusted you, you betrayed me kind of thing. We could because um, if we're going to the Spider-Man game, because that's when Peter works for Doc for yeah. Octavius. You've gone to the point where Kong. you know he's bad. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I'm way past that no, part. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like once again. I'm, I'm just I'm wondering if we're gonna get like like wow like we're gonna see some sweet ass emotion. Because I would love to I, see another Doc Ock in a uh, uh, Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that the Russos have said that they very much have um, uh, that they very much have considered Mysterio as like cool uncle. 
uh, I saw that mentor yeah. role for Peter. That's what they were, or that's what they. And now that not, Tony's not, now that Tony's gone too. Yeah, I'm sure he's like looking for or something. not the not the Russos, but whoever you know the, the writers or the, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, that they've been seeing him that way. Kevin Feige, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and that that thought has been out there. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, I definitely don't want to see Peter lean too hard on like you're my new replacement mentor. I don't think I don't um, think it'll be like you're my new replacement mentor. I just think it'll be like. This like I, I I have a hollowness in me, and this like oh here's this guy and he is a hero, so I look up to him. But I don't think uh-huh. it's gonna be like like hard. But I think it will be there. Yeah, uh, chief chiefly more than that, I want to see parallels between the loss of Tony for him and the loss mm-hmm. of Uncle Ben because yeah. I want that to be directly at least mentioned. It, I think it's, it will. It's got to happen in this movie because it it. It, now it will be getting to the point where it will bother me if you're not bringing it up at all. Yeah. Um, so I really hope that that's a present part of, of Peter's story in Spider-Man Far From Home. I, I'll yeah. believe in it. Yeah. I think so. Um, Definitely. It's, yeah, it's going to be interesting that. to see how that plays out. Okay. Let's leave Spider-Man Far From Home behind. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Black Widow. Right, we know so there's a movie for Black Widow coming out. I'm yes. going to put money on it and say it's a prequel. Well, it has I mean, to be. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Unless they that pull girl, some weird... I don't. Thing. She's not the character to do that. She's not a no, cosmic she's character. No, she's not. She's um, not. I don't want that. I don't want. I. I mean, you. You, you screwed that by killing her. So yeah. like, it, it's almost certainly got to be a prequel, which I think is in some ways kind of a bummer. What um, period would you want to see this film in? Like early two thousands. Uh, I would say when before she. This would be the movie that where she joined Shield. Mm-hmm. She and if Jeremy Renner's up for it, Jeremy Renner can have a decent, have a good role in this movie. Do we, do, I'd want, the real be. question is Budapest, yes or no? If she's absolutely not, no. no. Yeah, I I'm getting very tired of the no Budapest. Budapest yeah. That is for as both of them. They're probably gonna freaking do it, but no. that's that's them as a team. Yeah. I would um, say I would say the Black Widow film is her. I think any Black Widow film shouldn't have Jeremy Renner as an extensive role. Yeah. Uh, I think that would do a disservice with the character. I would only be interested in it if it's showing how she was working against their team and he put faith in her. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what's referenced is that he's the person who gave her the chance to yeah. be yeah. good. He if was you're gonna to show kill that, her. If you're going to show that yeah. moment, that's fine with me. If you're going to show mm-hmm. that trust being built between them, because like if he's just kind of the mark or part of the mark for most of the movie, but by the end, he's like, I, I'm putting faith in you on this, and yeah. kind of as we see him turn her, that's all right, yeah. because I think that only deepens that relationship, uh, and sure. it, and that's not something we've been, we've been like, told the details of kind of thing, you know, if I don't mind seeing that. Yeah. It, it, that's the only reason I would want him in the movie, too. Yeah. If it, don't have him in there for any other reason other than to, to have that... Uh, moment in their lives where where they became who they like what it it I ultimately leads to yeah. where they yeah. would love each other where they would love each other enough that uh, they would hate for either of them to die. Yeah, so I would. Go d- ahead, ben. What I want for a black for this Black Widow movie is her being the Russian ass kicker that she is before she joined Shield, and then eventually she like realizes like, hey, the stuff I'm doing isn't that good. I should. I want like, Atomic Blonde Black Widow movie. Yeah. Like That's what maybe I want. you do get to see Drakeoff's daughter, that what Tom Hiddleston, uh, that throwaway line from Avengers, where he's like, "Hey, look at all that red that you have. That's gushing it. See some of those gushing red moments that make her." Wait, she knew who her dad's name was? No, Drakeoff's daughter is some other dude. No, no. it's it's a, no, yeah, that's the assassin. Like she killed some person, some person's daughter. Yeah, and who Dr- wasn't like, supposed Loki's to die? Loki's mentioning one of the things in her ledger. Yeah. Oh, I thought he, I thought he said to her. I thought she he acknowledged her as Drakov's daughter. No, no she's not no. Drakov. 
Her no, dad's name is Ivan. We know that's what that's what I was getting at. Is that sorry? So Drakov's the last name. Her last name's Romanov. I, I'm aware of that. Kay. But children can have last names that are different than their parents. True. Yeah. Sure. He's, he's mentioning he's, that he's he knows her that, history, and that's why it scares her. Yeah. yeah implication that she Killed either was someone. responsible for the death of or yeah. Okay. Got um, her. I've, yeah. I for ten years I've I've missed misread that. Misread that. <laughs> that <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. So I've for me uh, I've read a lot of Black Widow solo comics. She doesn't have a lot except for the modern age. Uh, for me, it has those two situations: either you do more modern stuff before she dies, uh, and you deal with Chaos, which is like an evil organization with the black with the the Black Room, where they create like Black Widow esque characters, but I they're way worse. Just realized this film could take place in the five year gap. Yeah, it I don't could. know. What, I don't know why you couldn't. You didn't realize that. I it wasn't. Could. I wasn't really thinking about yeah. it. So we uh, could do that. Well, because I feel like I feel like on some level you kind of have to see other Avengers, and I don't really want to in this in it. No, um, you don't have to, but, but again, you on can do that. On some level, you absolutely would have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, she is like the leader. She or whatever. Is, see, the, here's the problem. That's setting, why I want it to be in the past. Here's what's setting the problem. The, setting the problem. The problem with setting a film anything post Age of Ultron. And I, th- I'm saying this because my my ideal situation is different. Um, anything post Age of Ultron, she's an Avenger. I agree. She is absolutely an Avenger. I any agree. movie that would have she's to, a good person. After any movie that would would star her would have to at least have an Avenger. Yeah, that's um, why my second idea, which is the idea I want, is early 2000s where she's still the the Black Widow assassin and maybe maybe. Hawkeye is in her a little bit, but it's where she is a hard edge killer, and she this is the moment she turns into a hero. And I'm like, I don't know how that happens, but uh, that's what I want. So, yeah. my, so my ideal situation, um, and mind you, anything you guys have said, I'm in for. Yeah. Um, truthfully, I would actually really like to see the story set between Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron. I brought I brought that up specifically because I like the idea of seeing that time period where she was figuring out who she was and you can have the black room you can have the spy versus spy you can do Um, all that stuff within that time frame you know what that that might have more merit than than i thought um because that if you put that there then like she's kind of confronting her past kind of thing yeah puts her past more at the forefront it makes her actions and thoughts in age of ultron about herself more prevalent and why they would be so at the forefront of her mind if she did just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty on board with that idea. I think that's an interesting place to put yeah. it. It's unexpected yeah. because everyone's kind of expecting it's got to be in the five-year gap, I guess, or way in the past. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody was thinking like, oh, it could be that space that you're talking about in between a winter soldier. It also would condone a theory that I've heard mm. uh, that the young actress, Florence Pugh, from uh, Fighting With My Family that's been cast, yeah. that she's going to be the next iteration of Black Widow. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. that, that she would, so if she were in the program during the events, as you say, between Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron, and that's kind of where her connection got in, and then she would kind of assume up to towards the mantle for a later film. Yeah. I could see where that could be a potential uh, actual build. Yeah. Uh, that's not a terrible idea. Because I always thought it was strange that, you know, in Winter Soldier, she, you know, Cap's like, so are you coming? And she's like, no, I got to go do a thing and find myself. And then in Age of Ultron, she's like, I'm an Avenger. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's only just because like different I mean, writers different. All of them. But, know, <laughs> but, but it does seem yeah. most, most egregious with her. But at least in Age of Ultron, Sam and Cap have a line where it's like, so what are we doing with this? Oh, we're still looking. Like there's yeah. there's an acknowledgement that something has happened. Yeah. Whereas for Black Widow, it's just kind of like, here I am making martinis and I'm a monster because I can't have kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Set in the past or set... Uh, all right, thanks, Luna. Um, <laughs> set in the past or set 
um, in that Winter Soldier to Age of Ultron time period. I'd like to see Fury in it. Same. Um, I Same. think that uh, I'd like a little more of them with each other because they have a good relationship that we see in the other films and, mm-hmm. and seeing that either built in an earlier film or in the Winter Soldier Age of Ultron, it would also help some of that Fury stuff because it's like, where the frick did Fury go during that time? <laughs> yeah. It's also kind of a question mark. So Moth I wouldn't balls. mind seeing both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be into that. Boy, you you actually uh, kind of sold me on the, oh. I really hope this movie's takes place after Winter Soldier. Yeah. I, oh, I, I kind of want that too. I think I'm in that spot now. And you're right because they they can still do like the like the the black room and chaos stuff because that is part of her past. Yeah, everything yeah. everything and, is still on the table. And it would make it honestly would make like why she's thinking so much about it and or the way she thinks about herself, which I don't like, but that she thinks of herself as this monster. At least that would be more on the forefront of her mind. I'd understand if I was watching yeah. them in chron- chronological order. Oh, this is like why she's diving so hard into this Avengers stuff. She's like really yeah. come face to face with yeah. her past. Yeah. And to get people to shut up about Budapest, you could have a Budapest flashback. I don't want it, but we're probably gonna get it. Look, Budapest, that's not important. Budapest was a throwaway line. We need to stop talking about it. Yeah. There was already footage from it, which was just footage from Avengers, yeah. but they repurposed it, and there was footage of it on the screen in Avengers. We've seen it. It's done. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we don't need it again. No, we don't. But so the other film that we're hearing is coming out next. Uh, you guys uh, real quick, here. actually, um, if it is set in that Winter Soldier Age of Ultron time, does Jeremy Renner still sh- make an appearance? Uh, an appearance. Yeah. I think a cameo appearance. We could maybe yeah. ca- have the, her on the farm at the end of the film. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Like because maybe she, even on the farm at the beginning. Yeah, because she knows where she starts from. She knows Jeremy. L- Jeremy yeah. lives there. Yeah, he knows. She knows the family. That Uncle, could it's be a no. Aunt Nat. Yeah. That could also be the scene where they go up to like, hey, well, Laura's pregnant again, and if it's a girl, we're gonna name her Natasha. Yeah, uh-huh. that could be because that because in Age of Ultron, she's like, he's gonna be Nathaniel, and she's like, traitor. Yeah, yeah, but that she, could be that scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is the most interesting place I think they could put that movie. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I always you know, so. Yeah, Brandon, you want me over. I'd rather see that than just a regular flashback. All or right, cool. Like a regular, regular, regular prequel like Captain Marvel style. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm humbled. Let's I, move on. I, think, I think fundamentally I do want to say I don't think I want to see the five-year gap for her. Probably I don't think not. that's what I want her movie yeah, to be. Yeah, I don't think so yeah, either. Me neither. I don't think I want to see that. Either. I don't think there's a way to do it well without including other Avengers. Especially because you because, see her because doing Because she's that. kind of yeah. especially yeah. like taking on leadership role Command Central. If you're not going to get all the other people back, I don't want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. and then I don't want I don't want Black it's Widow. It's just going to cheapen that scene. Yeah. I don't want Black like Widow it. Civil War where half the Avengers are there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um <clears throat> all right, so the other film we th- we're pretty sure is coming out next year is, is Eternals. Eternals. Um, now, mind you, none of these films are announced officially. Uh, probably at Comic Con. Well, Black Widow's almost a guarantee. Yeah, they promised us a Black Widow movie. Uh, and she's, what's his name? Um, she's Hellboy. like talked about recently David that she's producing no, it. No, David Harbour was like, yeah, yeah. yeah we're shooting in June. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And Kevin Feige was like, Ugh. I think there's a, enough smoke to say that Eternals is a thing. Absolutely, um, definitely. So. I'm not as I'm not familiar with the Eternals. None I'm of just going to throw that one out there. I got, I got nothing uh, for Eternals. Uh, I think the the most fundamental question is: Is this in the past? Is this now? I think now. I think now. You think in the past? It's thousands of years in the past. I've, I've been it's, it's, it's future stuff, but these characters and Foggy's talked about it. Uh, the Eternals characters in general, not the movie, but it says the characters they span thousands of years. I don't think he said that on accident. Yeah, these I, are characters that are immortal, sure. basically. So I think this is going to be a century-spanning, like maybe narrative. Not ep- uh, narrative, yes, hundred percent. Something that takes from way back and brings us. It's about to now. it's about families and legacies spanning thousands of years, and and Thanos hopefully is somehow involved because he is part of that legacy. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah for for people who don't know the Eternals, Thanos it's, is is an Eternal. Yeah, so 
Okay, so very quickly, the Eternals were created by the Celestials who experimented on human beings thousands and millions of years ago uh, to turn them into, into gods, basically. So you have the good-looking gods who are the Eternals and the ugly ones called the Deviants. Um, Thanos is a deviant. Thanos is a deviant. Um, they're basically they did, this, they did this to other species. They did this to the Skrulls. The Skrulls that we see are deviants, bec- yes. but they beat the race of, of pretty people, so that, that whole race is just yes. deviants. And this is not to be confused with the Inhumans, who are Kree experiments from thousands of years ago to turn humans, in, in, humans into super soldiers. Sure, sure. Right. This has happened multiple times. Uh, <laughs> but this is the, the franchise where, for me, I, they... It's so bonkers and it's so crazy. Like this is the one where I'm like, I don't really know what they're gonna do. Right, and I who really knows? Don't. Who knows what they can pull from? That's why I was gonna say, like, I, yeah. I don't think there's a lot to say about it. But I was just like, where, where do we feel yeah. the time frame would be? I, I think that you're probably right. I think it goes like way back, and I do think it also comes up to It'll, pretty much near modern. Yeah. Um, maybe even right up to them acknowledging that Thanos is dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, does is this set because the Eternals live on the moon of Titan? Um, are we are we seeing that, or are we seeing the planet Titan to tie it in with, with Thanos? I would really like if if Thanos is going to be in it at all. I would really like to see the divide where he made the decision to do the things he did. Yeah, personally. But, that, but do we have any indication that Thanos is thousands of years old? We don't have any indication that not. he isn't. Yeah. Um, now, now, Thanos, now, interestingly, Eternals could operate as um, now not as now not, not solely as this, yeah. but it could operate as a pseudo origin story for Thanos. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, obviously, does Thanos- him picking up Gamora at a young age negate that though? No, 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 because he because he's been conquesting forever. Yeah, he picked up he picked up Gamora as a young age. He he wasn't young. No, I know, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's more it, recent. As long as it's memory. set before that kind of stuff, yeah. like we're we're fine. Yeah. Uh, he still has multiple children. I mean, Ebony Maw, Colbs, and no, yeah, yeah. I assume that Thanos, at least for the past three hundred or so years, has been doing this yeah. across the universe. Yeah, he's known by a lot of entities. That's true. In the universe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. I mean, Xandar knows about him as the Mad Titan too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He could be. Old. I, I would say. Eternals. I I'm, I just want to. And we know we do know he had to be pretty old because he lived long enough on Titan to see it when it was good, to see it when it fell, to yeah. see it when it drifted off of its gravity core. So that's true. He's old. You're right. I think he did that. Yeah. I mean, regardless, like yeah. he he's he's old. He just punched the ground yeah. real hard. <laughs> he's yeah. old, he's <laughs> older Bullshit. than Josh Brolin is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That is a guarantee. Uh yeah yeah. Uh, That'll be interesting to see, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see how how what effect that's going to have on the MCU. Yeah, yeah, going forward. It'll be really interesting. Uh, to see is that. there anything in the Eternals you'd want to see? Mostly, I'm asking Ryan. Yeah, that would build to anything down the line they, that you can think of. Honestly, just like how you're, we're talking oh, yeah. about Latveria. Yeah, anything they, like that. They really they could depending on how far they want to go into the directions of like Greek gods. Sure. Because the Marvel Universe does a lot of that stuff. But that's also more cosmic stuff. Right. So they can absolutely introduce Hercules from a long time ago and then just like Wonder Woman just have a whole pantheon of gods if they want to go in that direction. Which I'm saying, you know, it's a it's a comic book universe. Do everything. Have Norse gods. Have Greek gods. Have them battle each other. Do all that shit. They, they could really set up a pantheon of Norse and Greek and have all this stuff. Kind of like what DC does, but for Marvel. Um, and to set up like the grander stakes of like the Celestials and like even like like uh, like the Beyonder and like this really high concept stuff because that's what this is. This is the, really the highest concept that Marvel's done so far. Sure. So I just I hope they they just go for it. Is what I say. I think we could see. I, I don't think we're gonna see like 
uh, the, the for example, the Living Tribunal. I don't think we're going to get that far cosmic, but I yeah. think this is the next step into getting to there. Hundred percent. I I think I think this is meant to definitely open the minds of everyone yes. to yeah. what the universe can do now that we've passed Thanos. Yeah. Doctor Strange, f- for me, like looking at the scene for regular people, that's the one that introduced. All right, we got. We got really crazy magic shit in different dimensions. And also, they did say a multiverse. A multiverse, yeah. yeah. So I've got a question, actually, before sure. we get further. Um, do we want to see another 10-year-spanning super narrative? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I don't I think, think so either. Like a lot of TV shows do, they do like mini arcs. I think if you want to do a couple mini arcs, that maybe ties in everything. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way, because I've, I've thought about this. What I want is I do want there to be a, a plan, mm-hmm. just like there was for these three phases to build sure. to something. I want them to know the plan. I don't necessarily want to know the plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know to know the plan when we get there, and I look back. Sure. That I... they knew, but I didn't need to know. I don't need to see the, nece- like, comparatively, I don't need to see the stones building the building blocks of where we're going next to tell me, hey, Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, that's yeah. the thing. I don't need to see the, the pieces. I just want to know that they know them. I want them to be building to something. I don't want to necessarily know what it is, but I do want them to be building a a a overall plan yeah. and narratively, like, where things are lining up and for a reason. Yeah, the reason why I ask is I... I Truthfully, now that we're done with this super narrative uh, that I've just coined, I would rather not see, wrong. I mean, I would rather see just movies, you know, with obviously like Kevin Feige's not an idiot. He's going to have a plan for what he wants to do next. Yeah. Sure. But I would like to see more emphasis on just here's a movie, here's a movie, and not worry about not worry too much about the interconnectivity of them. Yeah. Go like do like Shazam, Aquaman kind of stuff. Like do like Shazam, Aquaman. And, yeah. and to be honest, that's kind of where we've been sitting with Phase Three. When you yeah. think about it, like take out Civil War, look at Black Panther, look at Spider Man: Homecoming, Ant Man: The Wasp, uh, even arguably Thor: Ragnarok. Arguably Thor: Ragnarok. Ar- arguably, like I I'd say like it it's a full narrative for Thor. Yeah. Yes, it does lead into the events of Infinity War and everything, but it is a full narrative focused on Thor and a good film on its own in its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't require the the viewing of the it next step. It just you know, like if you didn't watch the post credit scene, like they're heading to Earth. That's yeah. it. Uh, I think we are at that point where they're letting the filmmakers build those those concise films yeah. and still allow them to be building blocks to something else as well. Yeah. I think we're there. So I'm not worried about that, but but I do want there to be a thing down the road. Mm-hmm. I do want that to happen to us. I just don't need to see it happening. Yeah, mainly what I was just saying is I would like more of more of Black Panther, more of Spider-Man: Homecoming, more of Ant-Man and the Wasp, more of those kind of like self-contained, yeah. not worried about less, building a larger less narrative. Of every couple uh, episodes, every couple of movies have oh Thanos is here. Remember him? And like we don't need to see that. Yes. but they are building something. Let's yes. don't let us know this time. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel. Like don't don't give me the jacuzzi scene. Don't give me Thanos showing up in the post credits of yeah. Age of Ultron. But you know, when I look back, let me see how things were lining up that they did culminate to this moment. Yeah. yeah. Let me let let the the little eggs be there that I can look back like, and I'm like, oh, were, they were th- these things were happening this because was this was going to happen. Yes. Like, I would say the reveal of Thanos at the end of Avengers was perfect. Well, that was like the first, that's like the first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's like a, that was a tease. Is like this is what we're probably going to be building up to. Yeah. But probably, they still probably. Sh- uh, actually, like uh, Avengers is a good example. Uh, like go back to not counting Iron Man two, the way they built two Avengers. Where we knew we were heading for something, but we weren't being 
you know, pretensed with it all the time. You yeah. know, Iron Man uh, saw Nick Fury at the end and he said Avengers Initiative. Uh-huh. That's it. Thor saw Coulson. That was it. Uh, Captain America had the Tesseract and then wound up meeting Nick Fury at the end. That was it. Like Small the, the connections. Small pieces that are building to the larger narrative, mm-hmm. not uh, overt. Coulson going yes. to New Mexico, you see the hammer at the end yeah. of Iron Man 2. Uh-huh. And I, I think... Because again, that was the first phase, so they are building. So I think now that we're starting fresh, I think they will be doing that. Now again. that that being said, I do want that those kind of standalone films. However, I will say certain characters, I want to see more Thor, Ragnarok kind of uh, crossover. Team Thor ups. and Hulk in a movie rather than having to isolate Thor and Hulk in separate movies. Yeah. I I want to see more of that, not necessarily like on a crazy scale. But um, I, as Guardians of the Galaxy, can we can, right. can we use that as that thought as a springboard into talking about what we think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three could be? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know mm-hmm. what's gonna be. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, um, honest, I think we're all in agreement. Thor should yeah. be in it. Thor, yeah. I think Thor uh, is in uh, it. I'm pretty sure he uh, is. I think it's a hundred percent. Yeah, that he's especially because Chris Hemsworth has signed a new deal. He signed that a new deal like last year. We just found out about it, too. That was official? Yeah. But, yeah. but exactly. We're still yeah, finding beautiful. out. But yeah, Chris Hemsworth signed on for like five more movies or something. I Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was very much, we, we talked about this before, after Thor Ragnarok, he was very much re-energized with the character. So I think he, there's still places he wants to go with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the right place to put him. Hell yeah. And yes. he does say as Guardians of the Galaxy, and that was a book that came out recently. That, that was, and it's a, that's a super recent book. Yeah. So like, that's surprising that it's already getting mentioned so it, in a movie. So it could have just been like a little shot to comic nerds, but yeah. I'm down to see Thor in space because he does. He, I can't Thor's, even imagine Thor's cosmic. James Gunn writing Thor, and how That'd funny that's going to be. I am looking forward to Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt being able to play off each other better because yes. they're being written by James. Gunn. I yeah. agree. Um, yeah, uh, specifically Chris Pratt. So, yeah. so definitely, we're talking about. Um, you know, there's the there's the question of Gamora. Um, you guys disagreed with me when I first said this, and I'm pretty sure you probably still still do. Um, I would at least like part of the movie to be dedicated, not like the main plot, but like a subplot, B plot, C plot, uh, to be dedicated to seeing if it is possible to retrieve Gamora from the Soul Stone Um, and and possibly finding out that they can't and Quill has to deal with that and learn to love this new Gamora. Um, Maybe. That's kind of what I would like to see. No, You know what? This this does enter an interesting question of like, how many of these films do we think take place in the year 2023 or how many of them take place in 2024? Like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 could take place before Infinity War. No, I don't think so. It can't? Guardians of the Galaxy 3? I I don't think there's any way that it will. That wouldn't even be, like, that wouldn't be fun anyway. Well, because we already know what happens. I see what, I know what you're saying. I see Mm -hmm. that, what you're saying, because there's the gap in the room for it. Ten, there's like that five year gap between Guardians. There's two a big, there's a big thing in that mm-hmm. that a lot of fans would be pissed about if they did that, and that's the fact that Adam Warlock would exist but not have been involved. You're in the right. Avengers you're films. right. I forgot about that. We I'm, do know Adam Warlock is the is in Guardians. Adam Warlock yeah. is definitely. And I was the dumbass yeah. who put Adam Warlock on my own bingo card. So you're right. Guardians. Adam Warlock is definitely like a vision character where like he was made for a purpose. And like it's an evil purpose, mm-hmm. but he's gonna become a good guy just through you know hanging out with so, these people. So Sparks, I take that back. I I, I, I saw why you thought. Yeah, of it. Like, yeah, There is yeah. a gap of yeah, time. They, they totally could. Because Gunn did say that Adam Warlock is gonna be in th- in Guardians three. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, James I'm Gunn be okay with that. Uh, yeah, James Gunn explicitly said after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, when everyone thought that Adam Warlock was gonna be Infinity War, he said, "No, I'm using him in Volume 3. Yeah. Um, uh, so. He, I, I so my point my point why I brought that up is like what year does this occur in? If this is not in twenty twenty three, when as 
which I know it was originally supposed to be. So yeah, who knows? Um, but if it's taking place the year it comes out, so two years later, twenty twenty five. Yeah. Okay. What the, uh, well, the I, future? I think, I think already the search for Gamora thing is done. Mm-hmm. If they did it, it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're picking up years later, it's over already. See, that's what. But that's, see, that's what I was just. Even mm-hmm. if it's that, even if it's a mention that we tried and we failed. Uh, that's still the something. Or there's I would no like. way to get her back. Like that's that's fine. Yeah, that's still something I would like because it carry it does I, carry off the the idea that she's that that he's searching for her at the sh- end of in, at the end of Endgame. I but I don't think I know it shows the picture of like the Gamora we know from Infinity War, but I think he's just searching for he's searching for the young for, for the, Gamora and the and Gamora. that just means a Gamora who is there. Like yeah. it it's because he knows that Gamora is dead mm-hmm. but then there's this other Gamora and he at that point I'm assuming Nebula has explained I mean, she right. does because he's like this is the guy that I fall in love with no 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 but I mean because no, like, we're seeing him we see him standing again. on the oh, ship okay, at the yeah. end gotcha, and, gotcha. and I'm assuming mm-hmm. by then she's explained the whole story oh yeah yeah but I mean, Quill uh, Quill as a character I could see him <laughs> wanting to try to find a way to get him, to get her and and like failing yes. or succeeded succeeding before the movie starts or after the movie starts, sure. I want something. I want something there about that because I think Quill as a character wouldn't just be like, "Well, I want my girlfriend back." Like he's selfish. I want my girlfriend back. I don't want. I don't want this. I I get that. I agree. I don't know. I just don't know how much time we'll spend to that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I fully understand. Other other details of uh, we talked about like seeing after effects of the five year gap. Yeah, I want to see how different the dynamic is of the Guardians now that Rocket and Nebula are five years ahead of the rest of them. And have been working together for all that, for all that I time. I think that they're going to be really close to each other. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd really like to see that. I uh, would, too. That's going to be a totally different dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. See, that's the thing when I was talking about, I, I don't know if I said this in, Endga- in the Endgame uh, 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 review, but if I were Peyton Reed, James Gunn, Brian Coogler, coming into, the, coming into this post-Endgame world, like... Regardless of the fact that I probably p- pissed off that you r- wrote out some characters I liked using, um, I would be excited by the storytelling prospects. The whole universe has changed. The, more so than anything we've ever seen in a franchise before, you have the opportunity to change everything we know about these characters, like you just said about Guardians 3. Rocket and Nebula will have a very different... It's Marvel now. Yeah, have a very different everything thing. Everything is, is newer. Yeah, and then... Mm-hmm. And, and because Chris Pratt and Drax and uh, everyone else is coming from a different time period, that's very different. I'd like uh, to see that. It's also really great that Thor will be in the third Guardians film because if they are going to have Adam Warlock, that Thor is at least a good power yeah. counter yeah. to him mm-hmm. besides just the Guardians. Yeah. That dude's whack. Because I was going to be stacked powerful. for a while. Adam Warlock <laughs> fights Thanos. <laughs> like, yeah, that's. I'm sure they're going to nerf him a little. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see. I'm ki- very curious about where that could go. I'm very curious, like because of the five year gap, it has made me incredibly curious about yeah. the next phase. I I have a suspicion that many of the f- first few films we're going to see in these first three years either take place in the year 2023, or they're like Black Widow or Eternals, where they take place before, or they they're like they're very tight on that window. I don't think yeah. that they're going to be taking place like the real time two years after the events of Endgame that we've been seeing. Right. I think a lot of these films are going to stay tight to 2023 to catch up towards 2023. I, mm-hmm. I agree. That's why it's a five-year plan. That's, that's, yeah. That was my thought. Yeah, I'd I'd be think that's, I think that's that. very much true. I think that yeah. we're going to see a lot of films kind of overlapping each other, kind of happening all at the same time. Yeah. This is Doctor Strange in the year 2023. This is Black Panther in the year 2023. The Asgardians of the Galaxy in the year 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp in the year 2023. In the year 2023, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Spider-Man... Oh, yeah. 
2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all that kind of happening. Yeah. Um, but, but by the it's time it's going to take us to, time to get that. Right, so that would, that would mean by the, time we, by the time we get to the next phase, the, the end of phase four, we would be in 2023. 2023 yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's super I, smart. I think that I think that is roughly the trajectory yeah. and the plan. Which? That might get violated a little, but who knows? Yeah, but honestly, uh, I, I like that idea a I, lot. I will say, I can almost guarantee it does get violated by at least one person, and that's the third Spider- Spider-Man film. Mm-hmm. Because they will want to pump that out quick. Yeah. And that's almost certainly within the five-year plan. They're not going to sleep on that for five years. Yeah, we'll there see. will be another Spider-Man film within that f- five-year plan. 2021, that, that one will be probably 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something. So yeah. I'm sure that there will be some progression, but for the most part, I think they a lot keep of these. Them in, but I think a lot of these are going to take place. Yeah. Uh, the year following, they're going to want to keep him in high school and probably graduate him in the third film. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. who knows exactly what's going to play out? That's or, right. Or, or like first year out of college, like he's already graduated, very beginning. Yeah. Of the movie, freshman year, again. and that's where he meets Doctor Octavius. Maybe. 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 I, I'm okay with that. Um. Yeah. So what? Uh, I, this reminded me actually because I just brought up Spider-Man I wanted to go back what, Michael Keaton's in Far From Home yeah. yeah do you guys think he was snapped <laughs> oh man man it's real convenient if the entire cast of Spider-Man Homecoming was snapped I don't know if it's important because I think it is because imagine if he's this dude who's been in there five years and maybe this this could be because we left Michael Keaton in a place where he's kind of like on the good with Spider-Man if you wanted to bring that guy back around to being a villainous Potential threat? Have him have sat in five years while his family was dead. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I thought. No, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you because they're setting up Sinister Six. Sure. Because the Scorpion's in jail. Yeah. So now, yeah. so now there's a of a, a vulture who really hates everything because he blames he, the heroes for this ever happening. 100. percent Misguidedly, his daughter maybe. was killed. That's his what I'm saying. Like, snapped. if his yeah. whole family was snapped and he's just been sitting in prison for five I'd years, be so mad. not to mention five years have now passed. And if he was alive during that time, he might have served a decent chunk of his sentence. Yeah, yeah. maybe probably, be able to get off for good behavior. Who knows? I just want to say, sorry, ben, I just want to say, you mentioned that they're setting up the Sinister Sticks. Like, Sony has been trying to set up the Sinister Six for years, so now it's gotten to the point. Whenever I hear Sinister Six, I'm like, oh, no, Sinister I know. Six. But here's the thing: if you just do it like Marvel and you do it organically. You could just have it in like the fourth movie, and it means something. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man Two. No, I think no. the fourth movie. Stop the second movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the, the movie that Drew Goddard was going was to make. That hey, poor guy. Come on, we've already got Scorpion, Shocker, Mysterio, and Vulture. That's pretty good. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, oh we wow, we got four. Of the six. Oh wow. All right. Um. So while we're talking about Guardian stuff, uh, yeah, I've been catching up on Donny Cates' Guardians run, so I got a lot of For it on sure. my mind. Um. We were talking about like an overarching arc. Do we want to do the twenty-two saga thing again? Uh sure. But I want one of those middle. I want like a phase to be guard to be guardian centric and do a Nihilus stuff, right? So it's like I I wrote down Avengers level Guardians of the Galaxy event movie. Um, whether it's called Guardians of the Galaxy colon Nihilus or it's just called Avengers Nihilus or whatever. Uh, but you I, want a Nihilus. I want a Nihilus. I have a quick question about yeah. that because I know you've wanted a Nihilus. Do you want a Nihilus to be held off till the Fantastic Four come around? It would it would make sense. Yes. Sure. It absolutely would be better to unite all those characters together because sure. that would be awesome. But like, there's characters like Nova, Beta Ray Bill, Moon Dragon. I wrote down Cosmic Ghost Rider as a joke. Uh, but there's all these characters uh, from the Abnett and Landing Run, and now her back again. Where I'm like, oh man, there are just so many good characters, and I really think you can do what they've done with the Avengers uh, and just do that in space with so many other characters. Have a Nova movie. We talked we we talked about this a long time ago, uh, but when James Gunn was spearheading the next phase. Uh, he said it was going to be a more cosmic-oriented sure. phase. And um, now that he's back, a lot of these ideas are probably I going to come back in the front. I 100% yeah. bet. So mm-hmm. there could be. Like, the idea is, you know, we. I don't think Annihilus was not on their mind. 
Like I do think that possibly uh, that's that's an idea for them. It'd be interesting to see if it was Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers crossover. Yeah. So it was, you know, like you know, like that. Uh, um, I will ahead, say uh, real quick, Annihilus is not. That's why I said I don't want him to be the end all villain because Annihilus is honestly just a. He's a huge wave of of aliens. Sure. He doesn't have a huge personality. He's a bad guy. Yeah. But the wave is so. He's enormous. kind of like Space Ultron. Yeah, he's Space Ultron, but like. Trillions. There was like, space Ultron for a while. There was no, but I mean, like it re- related to the film specifically. Yes. He's kind of like, like a space Ultron. It's a, it's a, it's a wave of unending death. Like it isn't. It's, it's never yeah, been yeah. stopped. So uh-huh. like the the threat level's there, but the personality isn't there like a Thanos. So that's why I want him to just be like a, a like an Avengers baddie instead of like an Endgame baddie. Sure. But you I can build up and have like. This, this huge cosmic battle with Captain Marvel there show up Rhodey in a spacesuit like you can do this all again in space yeah yeah uh, I think I think uh, actually I think it would be very interesting if Annihilus let, let's say at the near the end of this five year plan is when we get our next Avengers film and yeah. I would also I do want something that uh, brings the Guardians and Avengers casts together again that's more focused on them not as not like our whole universe cast yeah. specifically just the t- those teams yeah. sure. whatever the Avengers are and the Guardians I just want those two teams doing something whatever we think the new Avengers cast <clears throat> will be right I don't want I don't need Spider-Man in it I don't need Black Panther uh, sorry not Black Panther Black Panther might be part of the Avengers I Spider-Man, so. also might Spi- be part Spider-Man of might be but like it, I don't need him there yeah. you, you see what I'm saying like I, I want Black Panther I want Doctor Captain Strange. Marvel I want War Machine yeah all there with the Guardians, but I don't. I, I want Falcon as the new Captain America. But Captain I don't Falcon. need right. I don't need uh, Spider Man there. Right. Yeah. I don't need um, uh, the. Who's it's, not? it's escaping my mind. I don't What's need. Like? I don't need Ant Man and the Wasp there. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't need. Uh, you know lots of these other side things. I don't need all that to happen, but I like the kind of a focus on those teams interacting yeah. with each other. How, who do we think the new Avengers are going to be? Um, Scarlet uh, Witch, Scarlet Doctor w- Strange, Black Panther. I don't Do think, think Scarlet Witch. I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be an Avenger right away. I don't think so. I, th- I don't think. Like I think. I think he'll come in. Yeah. In the not in the next Avengers film. I think he might come in in the one after. Really. I I kind of do. I think they're going to let Doctor Strange kind of be his own. And he could. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I could see them leaving Doctor Strange to the side to let. A focus on you know Black Panther, Captain Marvel, um, you know Bucky. If Bucky's Will still Captain around, Marvel uh, be? They basically said that she's going to be part of the Avengers, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty much a hundred percent guarantee. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I think the the, the new Avengers lineup is you know Falcon to cut the Falcon. Um, I don't think Scarlet Witch. I guess mostly because I think her TV series will take. Oh yeah, no, that I, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. But I mean, Fal- I'm pretty sure Captain Falcon will be in the in the. Series. I'm saying Captain Falcon. Uh, America. <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier too. Yeah, yeah uh, maybe. Um, I, although I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised to not see Spider Man and Doctor Strange in our next Avengers film within this next five years if that happens. I wouldn't be surprised uh, not to see them. I imagine. I would, I would, I would imagine them actually voluntarily being involved and part of it for the next like Avengers that first Actually, I, I will counter your uh, point, Sparks, because I think Spider-Man is an Avenger. Well, I mean, he's technically an Avenger. Te- yeah, but I think Spider-Man mm. is going to be part of that main Avengers I team. I think he's a popular be- enough character that it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of demand Well, not that. just that. The, the character Peter Parker himself is going to want to try and uphold Tony's legacy of being an Avenger. You know, Tony was such a big, possibly, yeah. So I'm, I, feel, I will agree with you on Doctor Strange not joining the Avengers fully until the, uh, the fifth, sixth. You're Avengers right about film? the Batman call. It's a good call. Yeah, like you Doctor know, Strange and, is like the Batman. And Justice, yeah. In the Justice League animated series, Batman was 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 going to be part of the Justice League, but he's like, I don't work, I don't work with Can you guys. I, bye. I, I, here's, a reserve member. I, I love Spider-Man. 
I know you do. Uh, so do I. I want to see him on ground level stuff mm-hmm. before you get, More. get him in the crazy space shit. He's already been He's there. Well, I don't want to see it again. If the next thing were to, for example, if the next Avengers film were Annihilus, I don't really want to see Spider-Man there. Neither do I. I don't feel like he can yeah. do a lot right You're now right. as he is there. I'd rather see him building his little ground level world and build himself up to actually on his own having the confidence to be, I'm an adventure. Go back to the Spider-Man homecoming idea where he was like, I don't think I'm ready for that. Okay. I can see that. And so I, I'd rather he be saved off for a I later agree. film. Okay. I, I Okay. Yeah. I see your point. I think All it's right. entirely likely, though. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, for money made, reasons you made a very good. You made a very good point, but yeah. I think it's entirely likely that Sony will be like, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Money, no, no, no. baby. My, <laughs> my like character, our character is in your Avengers movie. Uh, we've seen that the Avengers movies make 7.6% uh, more money with a Spider-Man character in it, so we need that money, please. But I, I imagine that Spider-Man will get two movies to everyone else's one in the time before we get an Avengers film because of the way that Sony's able to line it up. Yeah. Mm. And because of that, I think that's why it's okay he'll miss an Avengers. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Not um, to not to mention, I could also see him appearing in a different film that isn't an Avengers film, but like a, a also he Ant Man and Spider Man film. Be in the Avengers movie, but not be an Avenger. It'd be like a silly cameo. Like, wait, sure. you guys didn't call me? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, just so we can get that Tom Holland money. Oh, I want that Ant Man Spider Man film. You're welcome, dude. There was Ant Man uh, and Spider Man, and then what other Ant characters? Some other bug characters. Um, I don't know, but they call it a Bug's Life, and I'm like, uh. Mantis. Mantis, thank you. There. Mantis I was like, oh, the bug's life coming out soon. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn it. Hank Pym um, becoming Yellow Jacket for a hot second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so where are we? We've, we've uh, about I know what I would like to see. Yes. What up, dog? Um, especially because they could, and we talked about this at dinner, and I had an idea, and Ryan said that was a really good idea. Oh, thank they, you for bringing this up. Yeah. yeah was we could, we could bring Riri Williams into the fold, either in this next five-year plan or the early next five-year plan. Yeah. Because I know a lot of other people and other podcasters, I will call you out, but you know who you are, have been saying, make Shuri the Ironheart. Ironheart. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Stop saying that. For the love of God, she's not going to become Ironheart. But here's what you do. You make Riri Williams Don Cheadle's niece. And she was born somewhere right, either right after the snap or during the snap, something like that. And he... And you and when and have her do the comic accurate uh origin story where her parents get shot down in a ga- in a in a in gang Ch- war in Chicago yeah in Chicago Park. and since Don she, and since uh Rhodey's the only person only living kin he decides to like yeah I'll bring her and I'll raise her as a war that's where he finds out that she is a freaking genius and she will become the next Iron and she will become Ironheart. Yeah. That's how you bring her into the fold. Yeah. We had a, we had a, yeah, a long long conversation about that. You yeah. just reminded me of a thought that I'm well, just kind of like. That I, that I'm just kind of like, oh man, how you, how messed up would it make, be? You did make a face. So what, what was the, your thought? Oh, I was thinking like, what happened to the people who are snapped while giving birth? Oh, did the baby stay? <laughs> that's a that's a rough thought. That's man. uh, we should that, probably that, not. Think. There's like a book oh, of all yeah. those kind of ideas. <laughs> no. What if you were doing this during the snap and then you? Like, what's worse, the mother giving birth and she disappearing, or you giving birth and the baby snapping? In front I saw of a oh, comic. Man. I saw a comic once. That like one of the web comics that was like Thanos with the snap, yeah. and then you see a pregnant woman, and she's just walking. And you expect her to dust, but that's or, or you, or yeah, uh, no. But then there, so uh, there's just the baby there. There's oh. just the baby laying on the ground, and that's, the baby's like, "What?" what? <laughs> I was, I was most like that. That thought, that thought, I came up with because I was like, "Well, this would be the more humorous 
thought. I mean, it's horrible, but it's like yeah, yeah. there's still comedy there. Uh-huh. I was thinking, like, what if you're the dad helping yeah. your helping your wife give birth and you get snapped? How traumatic would That'd that be? Horrible. be? Yes, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of awful real yeah. world but ramifications are awful. Yes. yes, but going back to Riri Williams because we were talking about is like. You don't just suddenly bring in a, a kid who's like, oh, yeah, she's always been a genius in. So that way, Rhodey would not know. And he finds out through getting to know um, his niece yeah. that like, she's oh, wow, one you're of like, those, you're like Tony. Yeah, that she's shit, one of right? the smartest people. And also, it'll help her to become the next, to be, I almost said Iron Man. Well, I mean, she, she was Ironheart because yeah, her uncle was the, is not only War Machine who knows how to use a suit, but also his best friend was Tony Stark. Yeah. Right. So and she can probably get the idea and maybe Robert Downey Jr. can come back for a voiceover of the um, AI. Of the AI. I, I feel like that's a high possibility. I still really want that thing um, to, to be a thing. I, yeah. I really want uh, Don Cheadle's Rhodey to stick around a little longer. I, I want him to get get the time to be like a main person in a film. I love yeah. I love Don Cheadle because now that we have uh, we have a, uh, basically two Iron Mans. We have like the really smart one and the really like brawny funny one. Right? Yeah. Well, not that Tony's not funny, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, Rhodey's sarcastic, but uh, now we just have basically like a dumb Iron Man, right? So it's like so I have this like super suit of technology, but I don't know how to do any. I don't know how to use it Which or is fix where it. Professor Hulk and or Riri. Yeah. So you could have exactly. Hulk and or Riri exactly and be like, hey man, like uh, we'll help each other out, yeah, yeah. and I'll mm-hmm. teach you how to be Iron Man if you teach me. To be smart. Did you guys notice that uh, Professor Hulk is smaller than the Hulk? Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's people not fully. Have, yeah. uh, people have been saying that. I think I noticed it this time. That was cool. Oh yeah, right. People find him very attractive. He's just now. Uh, yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're we're at about an hour now. Um, so on this, what else did you guys want to touch plenty. on? There's plenty. Um, I I'm 100% all about that Don Cheadle thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really want him to stick around. I had an idea a long time ago that it probably will never happen, but I I wanted um. I wanted the real Mandarin. Um, yeah. And I wanted, the, I wanted it to be Ben Kingsley because I wanted them to have modeled mm-hmm. what Trevor became because he said he, he got, got plastic, like, surgery. plastic surgery and stuff that he was modeled after the real dude. Yeah. And so you get Ben Kingsley back now as the real Mandarin. Uh, I want it to be magic. I want him to go up against Doctor Strange and Rhodey and Riri. That's smart. I think that's a movie uh-huh. that I'd be 100% into. And <laughs> also yeah. you could bring Sam Rockwell back as Justin Hammer after the death of Tony Stark, be like, yes, I could finally come back on top. But here comes Riri Williams with her own Iron Iron Man armor. That's why, and he's yeah. just pissed. He's uh, like, I finally on top, and now this yeah. stupid little nobody shows up out of nowhere and is better than me. Oh hell no! The, uh, I, the I'm Mandarin always okay with Sam Rockwell coming back. Hundred yes. percent. The Mandarin in the comics for the first 20, 30 years of his life was a racist stereotype. Yes. And then they evolved him into being like he's a businessman, he's a politician, uh, he's a filmmaker, like all this crazy shit, while still being like incredibly powerful with these ten rings of uh, unlimited magic, which we now know. Because of the Kieran Gillen run, the Ten Rings, uh, they have they're like the souls of like ancient like celestials, and like that's why they're so powerful. So I'm like, holy shit, dude! Oh, he's that's like- why they're called the Ten Rings because they're magic. Yeah. Well, initially, oh. I mean, it's been a couple of things. Like first it was magic, then it was science. Now yeah. it's this apparently. Yeah, oh. now it's like it's like like ancient co- like basically like Infinity Stones, but like a, a human on the human level. Um, the Mandarin's a really cool enemy for Iron Man because he's all tech and he and he's all magic. That's such a fun parallel. And how does Tony deal with magic? Much like Superman, who's invincible, how does he deal with someone who can punch him but it actually hurts and it's magic? Like right. it's a really fun. Uh, it takes a really good writer mm-hmm. to do that shit right. Right. Uh, Matt Fraction did it excellent. I don't. I don't think it's likely we're going to see that. No. But I think. I think it would be cool. Um, it would be. It's cool. something I would like to see in the future. Um, we talked a bit about Eternals. Uh, the Shang Chi has been rumored. Yes, it has. Um, Shang Chi for me, like Shang Chi's dope. He, but he's just a kung fu guy. So like, I hope that's a small scale, low budget. Just like this dude kicks ass. Yeah. Because that's that's kind of what he does. He's just Bruce Lee. 
Uh, but he kicks. He's the best martial artist on the planet. Join, joins the Avengers. Yeah. He no, I'm asking. Uh, oh, would, would yeah. you? Would oh, he in the movies? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, maybe not a main character, but he has been a part of the Avengers. He hangs out with Iron Fist all the no, time. No, I know that, yeah. I, but like, do you think he joins for the Avengers films? If the movie is, if the movie is accepted enough, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, you don't have a kung fu guy. You don't have a guy who, like Black Widow, does like martial arts, but like, well, she's dead anyway. She's dead, but like, I want to see some like, like some like Japanese hardcore martial arts movies. Sure. Like, I want to see that shit sure. because we haven't explored that part except for Iron Fist, uh-huh. but nobody cares about that. Uh-huh. It's an interesting thing doing Shang-Chi because do- on, on paper it doesn't feel like an Avengers-level film that yeah. we have seen, uh, like a large-budget event. He is film. a ground-level dude who's really powerful. That yeah. That's another character where, like, kind of much in the same way I feel about the Netflix shows themselves, but um, that you could put Shang-Chi and Spider-Man in a film together. 100%. That wouldn't, that wouldn't get weird. And yeah. it's um, super interesting to me because I feel like Marvel wants to corner every market. You know, they want a horror movie. They want this and that. They have Iron Fist. If they really wanted to, they could have, because Iron Fist is more popular than Shang-Chi. They could have made Iron Fist the big guy, but they're not. They're trying to get an actual Asian character to have be prominent in the movies. And that's super smart on their part. Yeah. So I'm really, I really hope they get like, like kung fu dudes to make this movie. Yeah. Like, like get the, the guys who made the raid to make this movie. That'd right. be awesome. Um, what's, what do you th- what, so the Disney Plus shows. Oh, geez. What do we think about what do we think about the direction that these could go in? <sighs> okay, so let's. Um, I don't even know. Falcon man. and the Winter Soldier is probably the one I have the most concrete idea about. And what I want is I want to see the transition because I do think that the next movie we see Sam in, he will already be Captain America. Sure. Yes. I want to see the transition to him accepting the mantle in the show. I think that's what the show should be. Right. Him taking on and being like, uh, I. I can do this, and I can be Captain America. Yeah. And he, and then Bucky is still Bucky <laughs> to Captain America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. Like I was Captain actually Winter Soldier. I'm totally oh, and, okay and with that. And actually, give Bucky a character. I'd like to see that too. 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. I think that's given probably the idea of why they decided to do it as a TV I'm show. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement uh, on that one. I would never be upset with seeing Old Man Steve maybe appear and just give him some advice. No. Wouldn't be that, against. That would be great. Listen, do a there's, bit of there's there's a, a Charles Soul uh, She Hulk run where she's a lawyer, right? And then Captain Amer- old Captain America walks in and he's being nice to all the receptionists and all the ladies and then Steve walks out and then she looks like, well, you guys really like Captain America and he's like, hey, what do you mean? He's like 90 and he's still got an ass like like nobody and like they're all complimenting him because he's so nice. So even at 90, Captain America is the best. So I want... Still I, got America's ass. Still, yeah. Oh my God, he's still got America's ass. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I would. I am down for old Steve Rogers 100%. Yeah, anytime Chris Evans wants to come back and do yeah. that, I think that'd be great. 100%. That would be Whether awesome. it's in a cap- the next Captain America movie with Sam or... In this show, yeah. whichever, um, um, I, I feel like that's the most concrete and obvious yeah. one yeah. to be that. So we have um, WandaVision. WandaVision. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. It's a horrible name for a show. I just yeah, say. it really is. I'm guessing it's gonna be before. It's gonna be between Civil War and Infinity War, where the show takes place. I have no idea. <laughs> We've heard so many time, things. It yeah. could be her trying to figure out how to bring the Vision. You back. know who could bring Vision back? Shiri could bring Vision back easy. Yeah. Done. So, Bing bang boom. Bing, so bang, maybe Shuri no, brings. No, Fing Fang I <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Brandon, you you posted something that was like, oh, I look like there. It's being rumored that it's like going to be set in the fifties well, or whatever, so, right? Uh, well, I didn't post it. What happened was on the Disney, um, on the Disney Plus, like shareholders, like shareholders meeting that, that happened at the, the investor conference or whatever it was. Uh, they showed concept art to the people there. They didn't show it to the public. Yeah. Uh, they showed con- concept art to the people there, and it was Wanda and Vision in the nineteen fifties. Yeah. That just makes me think of or Tom, a 1950s look. Yeah, or 1950s Time, look. That makes think, makes me think of Tom King's Vision Run, because that's all about Americana, sure. you know, sure. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know. I really don't know yeah. what that show is going to be. 
That's neither do I. It's weird to think about right now. Yeah. Do you think she has the accent or no? Oh, uh, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> no. That's they, dead. They, they're giving up on that thing. R.I.P. Accent. That thing is gone. I like the accent. I wish. I mean. It's a commitment, sure. I wish they would have. Did she with have it. it when she was talking to Thanos? No. no, I couldn't tell. It was it was fine in Civil War. Yeah, when it was it was present, but she'd gone more towards English. Mm-hmm. But it was there. It's just gone after that. Yeah. Um. What's the oh, what? the Loki TV series? Loki TV series. Oh yeah, that one. Um, which I think that's the one. There's with a the lot of can of worms. There's a lot of people thinking that it's. Alternate universe now, the Loki that escaped. That's Could what be. I. That's what I think. Could it. be. I, for me, I like Loki's dead in our universe. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see. I mean, I <laughs> guess we could see a prequel version, but I like the idea of okay, I have this chance to do whatever I want, and I like this Loki unhinged, where we don't have to worry about the ramifications of the universe. Well, yeah. what uh, what about the ideas before that happened? That it's a Loki, na- Tom Hiddleston narrating, but it's not him. Young starring, it's a young, young alternate. I'm, I, I like, I like both ideas. Well, because <laughs> I want to see the the reincarnation Loki stuff from the comics that they haven't done yet. So, like, I'm cool with both ideas. Right. So, the, I mean, the idea we know is he goes, he is influencing events through time. So it's his his. So it doesn't seem like it's time travel. The way they said it's just his his narrative leading up to the to we see him in Thor, yeah, which does imply prequel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. So okay, I'm okay. I honestly. I after Mike, after Endgame and Infinity War, I'm just like they're just squeezing as they're milking as much Loki. My as question they could, is, they know people love Loki. What? Let's say the series is about our Loki, and it's about pre-Thor Loki. <clears throat> Why show us an Endgame? There's another Loki that gets out. As a joke, I guess as a joke, but just that, as just as like they needed the mess up to get to the seventies and all that. But I, I, yeah. but I put a lot of thing in people's heads. No, like, it, this did, is what it did. It did one hundred percent. And uh, I also think. As it stands, what we think this Loki series is and, and what it's being talked about as, I question why we need it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, like Loki comic book, I dude. feel like Loki's well explored. Yeah. And I don't need more exploration. Now, if you were doing that alternate reality, I'm like, hey, that's fun. And now as we as we <clears throat> talk about these these Disney Plus shows, Loki is the only one that I look at that I'm like, Oh, you're only doing this because Tom Hiddleston is extremely popular as the character. Yeah. I uh, but I don't I don't feel like that's true. There has to be something more to it. There I don't has think to be, yeah. I don't think Feige would just go, especially because this was the first one we heard about, yeah. which means that it must have been the one that they felt the most confident about at the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I gotta believe that there's a good yeah. reason for it. I'm just absolutely. struggling to think of what it is. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, there was like, <clears throat> you know, the shows about Loki traveling through history and influence stuff. There was like a, a meme of like he's talking he's talking to Caesar. And he's talking to Brutus, and he's like, yo, you should just kill Caesar. And he's like, what? <laughs> and it's like, just doing that though in history, that <laughs> yeah. actually might be really good. Right. That'd be really funny. Yeah, yeah. you should um, bomb Japan. What? What? <laughs> what? God. Yeah, it'll, like, it'll be weird to see. Um, I think uh, if that is the idea of the show, but it's like, oh, but then he's just influencing our history. What it if is he's a, just Doctor is. Who? <laughs> Evil Doctor Who? Evil Doctor uh, Who. Oh. Yeah, dude. So it's not confirmed. Yeah, dude. But there's potentially a Hawkeye series. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, I got that. I think that's, I a, this on I think that's a great idea. Me too. Uh, right. Have Jeremy Renner pass the bow on to Kate Bishop. Hell yeah! This sure. Is, this is gonna be talked about one of my five wants now. I typed. Young I Avengers. typed. I typed. I don't. I, wrote I don't yeah. think we're gonna see Renner in Dark. another. Well, we might see him in the Black Widow movie. Maybe. But I don't know that we'll see him in anything else past that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him passing it to to Kate. It is interesting that that kind of Endgame does set up the idea that he's maybe try like passing Training it his to daughter. Lila. 
But I don't. I don't know. Same argument as Riri. May, you know, don't he, care. He does, doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. He could just be teaching her how to shoot an arrow. Yeah. Yeah. It can also just be that. It'd be interesting to see uh, uh, that show, though. I'm. I'm. Honestly, I think that's the only show I'm like really into. Oh, I'm really into Falcon now that he's going to be cast. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't want to make the. I don't want to give the assumption that I'm not into all of them. I the one he's into the end. Yeah. But the the Renner one. I like this Hawkeye. I'm into this Hawkeye. I'd really we, like to see this one progress. We've been wanting a Hawkeye series for a very yeah. long time yeah. to give him more attention. Yeah, and I especially I like like um, I really like Renner as as the character too. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious about this Hawkeye show. Uh, before we move off Disney Plus, any other shows that haven't been announced that we think like a character should have a show mm. or where we'd like mm. to see someone show up on a show. Let me think. Not, not the top Agent of Carter. Yeah. Honestly, I think the Agent Carter prequel I TV series. I would not yeah. mind <laughs> seeing one more season of Agent Carter. Absolutely, but not. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I would love I think, to see an Agent Carter I think TV series. The book is three. closed now. Yeah, and probably should stay that way. Because yeah. I would, I would just like to see because the season season two ends on the cliffhanger. I'd at least like to see them wrap up that cliffhanger. Obviously, there's the what if show, and that's its own. Yeah. What you know, whatever ideas they want to show us, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I don't need want, to speculate about that. Who knows? I want a. This is a joke answer, but kind of a real answer. I want a like a mockumentary, like a fake documentary about uh, Banner being in that Gamma Lab for eighteen days, yeah. and it's just like documentary footage of him and dealing with it, and like like all the seven stages of grief that he's going through, be trying to be the Hulk, trying to be Banner, and it's like like a, like a like a fun documentary. Sure, yeah. I would like to I'd s- be into that. I like to see a what if it, um, episode of Secret Empire of True Hydra Cat. Mm. But like, how would that? How would how? Do I don't you know. Get there though, I don't know. I don't know. It could be like when before uh, Steve's mom died, someone said, hey, I'm going to help take care of you. And I mean, that person tr- was Hydra. They could literally just like, yes, yeah, started like, hey, what if his mom went to this meeting instead of this meeting? And then Captain America was. Yeah. But no, but the, the cosmics, the cosmics. Cosmic cu- I know. Yeah. I know. Cosmic. Cu- I just want to see. This, I this trust me, dude. Part. I, I, I want to see all this crazy cool shit. Too, know, but it's got to have know. merit. It's got to have merit. Yeah. The, the, see, the thing is, the thing that has me really interested in the what if TV series is that it's MCU. Specific, specific. Yeah. It true, is, true. It is events in the MCU that have happened that could have happened in another way. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm very much into seeing what that could be. What if Sokovia didn't just be destroyed in Age of Ultron? Obviously, that's yeah. dumb because Sokovia is horrible. What if Iron Man died in Avengers? What if Iron Man died in Avengers? What if he doesn't come come back to the wormhole? What yeah. if, uh, like, what they could on the What If Show show where Steve Rogers went, the alternate reality he lived out his long. That old is life. a yeah. What If. Yeah. yeah. They can show that. That'd now. be great. That yeah. that seems to me a logical place to show us what was the world like where Captain America was around the entire time. What yeah. if Bucky didn't die in in First Avenger? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what if um, that would change the whole world because he shaped history? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Or also again, what is that all other alternate world where Thanos disappeared in 2014? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what if all what kinds if Gamora, of things? What if Gamora didn't choose to betray Thanos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many. really interested. So many. Really yeah. interested. Yeah. So we brought up um we brought up Hawkeye. Um so I'm gonna tie this into because I don't know if this could be a movie or it really I just want it to be maybe it could be a TV show, maybe better, uh Young Avengers. Because uh-huh. they they set up a couple. They set up Hawkeye and they set up Stature. <clears throat> um with the squirrels introduced. Now Stature for anybody who doesn't know so it's Cassie, Cassie Lang. Cassie Lang, who is young Ant Man. Yeah. She's she ch- does shape shifting stuff too. Um Hulkling, who's a young Avenger, uh he's a scroll who gets um he's like the ward of the Hulk. So like he's a scroll who who shapeshifts and he's a young Avenger. He's cool. Miss America is a Latino superpowered badass who it has a huge following with young people because she's super cool. 
Uh, she can get introduced she, anyway. She goes through portals, right? That are stars yeah. that she punches into the ground. She's amazing. And then lastly, Wiccan, who is a uh, who is uh, the not the son of Scarlet Witch, but the son of Scarlet Witch. Uh-huh. Just like weird reality bending yeah, House, yeah. Of, House of M stuff. But he is a basically a male Scarlet Witch. He's like a witch guy. Um, there's a lot of half of those characters are gay and lesbian. So like this is ushering in the future of Marvel with these guys would be super super interesting. I think Young Avengers as a movie. Yeah, I, that's what I want. Yeah. I'm just hoping that I I'm worried that the small scale of them would. I don't think so. I think that I think that sort of idea could be a big could be a big one. I I don't know if it's phase four though. No, definitely not like immediately. But like we've got half of I them already. I think we're moving in the direction that we'll introduce get more young characters. We'll get it at a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think definitely Young Avengers of the film. Yeah, because see, uh, if if you save off Spider Man for his, the second Avengers outing in this new phase phase set, he could be whatever, the Young Avengers leader. He could be the Young Avengers leader. That's I was so smart. Say, uh, at him trying to make his mark as an Avenger, and this Look would at eventually my team. lead to his his passing and Miles Morales and blah blah. Yeah, I really like to see a Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's Malikon. awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely high on their ideas yeah. for the future. And they've definitely said like we want her for. We're the gonna big get screen. Photon. Photon could yep be part of Young Avengers as well. Yeah, well, although wait. she might be too young. She, she might well, be too, too old. Now. Too yeah. old now because yeah. they're definitely teenagers. She could, but she could like. Potentially lead, uh, be a mentoring character yeah. for the team. To be fair, young Avengers like they don't have to they be don't teenagers. Have to be teenagers. Being in your early twenties, you're still young. You're not not fifty like uh, Tony Stark. How old would Monica be? Do we want to do the math on that right now? No. Okay. Thirty. I feel 30. like there's still plenty to talk just, about. I'm just going to say think 30. about it right now. Uh, yeah. I would say about thirty-two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kamala Khan would be interested. Would be interesting because she is an Inhuman. Uh, so you'd have to introduce that into the MCU proper. Here's a real question: w- Are they going to do that? Are they going to are they going to nix the Inhumans and just go with mutants? Or are they going to try to do both? Now, as I as I said before, uh, Kim Feige was never jazzed about doing the Inhumans movie. Um, he was very happy to not have to do it. While so I wonder yeah. if that I wonder because I wonder if now that Ike can no longer force him to do a film, would he be more interested in doing it organically? Because yeah. while be like the idea of the Inhumans like. Overall, he might be into, but there are characters like Black Bolt and Karnak who are who are. If they were on the big screen and you see Black Bolt like shouting and destroying a mountain with his voice, that's stuff that's like made for made for movies. Mm-hmm. So like, it would be a disservice to Marvel, the MCU, if they didn't get these characters in there and utilize them. That's that's how I feel. Especially because Kamala Khan, you can't. She, I, I guess you couldn't just make her not an Inhuman. Yeah, but same. like because the Inhumans and the uh, the Inhumans and the X-Men have the sim- have a similar issue they were created because it's like well how do you they get these powers well yeah. they're this and the they MCU hasn't thing. given the MCU itself like Agent Shield talks about the Inhumans but MCU hasn't given us like oh what's the term for people with super oh enhanced sorry enhanced, enhanced. yeah she could just be an enhanced because we've it, we it's been implied that there yeah. are just because I was gonna say what's yes. in DC it's metahuman right like yeah. if you just have yeah. superpowers you're a metahuman they don't really have like that. nobody nobody questions why Spider Man has powers yeah he's right. a yeah 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 and so this, it could I just think be... a few people have actually even called him a mutant before too not, not in, in the, the movies. film not they the film definitely sure. haven't used I'm the not word. talking specifically oh, in the yeah. film. Also, nobody questions yeah. why also he has hold powers. on in, in the comics he's a mutate is actually a difference okay there's a difference between a mutant and a mutate yeah but some people I I mean I agree Ben's also right that people in the press like. Is Spider-Man a mutant? Right. Like, yeah. should he be beholden to the same discrimination? All that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Be uh, interested to see. I guess this is a good bridge into the Fox characters. Yeah. How do we want to see the X-Men and the Fantastic Four brought to the MCU? Well, I've said. Man, I've, I don't know. I've <laughs> said how I would like to see the the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. I think they should be seventy space adventurers, and through crazy cosmic stuff, they've come. They come back, and they're they're only slightly older than they than they would have been. Oh my God, uh, Brandon! Let's were. talk real but, quick. <laughs> I, so that's exactly what I wrote. I said from the 60s or 70s. 
I yeah. said lost in the negative zone. Uh, similar to Wasp, but but not. They would have to do it differently so it doesn't look exactly the same. But they were lost and they come back a little bit older. They're like, oh wow, it's twenty twenty five. This is crazy. Where yeah. Reed Richards still has the yeah. gray hair on his side. Yeah, like they they're old enough to where they have gray and they've got kids. I don't want young Fantastic Four. That's absolutely the thing. They they, they need to be not old, but definitely thirties. Like so established. Re- so you want them to already have the kids. Yes, I think when we see them, when they are introduced, they should have the kids. I agree. Keep them very young, young, so they can so they can grow. But I absolutely do not want to start fresh with the Fantastic Four. I think them being the first family would be cool if they literally were the first family, but they got lost in time. Mm-hmm. I think that's and they knew, awesome. And maybe they knew Fury. Yeah. Like they were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents or something. And this, again, this is a way where they can backpedal a nihilist. Like they come back and like, guys, we need to prepare for this. But then just like don't. Well, they wouldn't, if they're from the 60s or 70s, they wouldn't have known Fury, but they might have known Howard or Hank. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shield. Hey, stuff, you bring John yeah. Slattery back. Yeah, like again, like Sue Storm was an agent of Shield at one point. They can totally do stuff with that. Like, there's sure. so many possibilities. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and I'm just like sweating thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I I was told that by my manager, by our, our old manager Chris from uh, Nerdables podcast. Um, he put, and ever since then I've been like, hell yeah, that's how I want to see it happen. So I I think that I would want them to come back in in, let's let's say in this plan right. Mm-hmm. An Avengers film happens. The villain is a nihilist. Mm-hmm. The Fantastic Four come back in that movie. Yeah, that'd be cool. As a counterpoint to a nihilist, and then we get them out of there. Kind of the way Black Panther like, and Spider Man were. They don't know how to be a nihilist, yes. and then the Fantastic Four are kind of the Deus Ex. Yeah, Mark the Guardians know? and the Avengers are kind of dealing with it, and yeah. it's not going as great. And the Fantastic Four are a little more aware. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, happy as that. Where does Doom fit in? I would say. Oh, nah, yeah, you're the I, Doom guy. Well, it's it's for him to have Latveria. Where I, does he fit in? I don't see my personal problem is I don't know. It's patience, right? Because like I want Doom to become a hero at one point and then lose it all. So like he starts the villain, he becomes a good guy. Where 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 do you draw the line in the movies? Where like is he is he neutral and he just appears as a bad guy, sure. or is he actually a bad guy? So my my specific my specific question. I'll show the dog so you guys know. Being uh, is do so Doom's not with the four. No, he would not. He didn't. He, didn't he would not. Space. He would. Oh, so his, oh, I see. His origin comes from a different. Okay, I see. You're with me now. I'm with you now. Ah, shit, that one's tough. That right. one's tough. That's why I was curious because I love the Doom taking over Latveria and all this time thing, but yeah. that would separate him from the Fantastic Four. He doesn't even know Richards. Then that's a problem because they are so intrinsically connected. That's why in, I want Doom's to ask. history too. That I have not thought about that. That adds a huge wrinkle to everything I'm thinking about now because you have to have them connected. You have to. You have to. <clears throat> well, you can make them connected. Ret- you can make them connected after the fact. Yeah, but they're because look, I know their origins are linked. Yeah, but they don't have to be. Like you can do Doctor Doom time. This is tra- why I brought it up because no, I'm interested in like what, for what's me, the Brandon. Version? Like Doctor Doom is like his origin involves time travel with Reed Richards. Like Reed is intrinsic to that story, especially now that we're in the MCU. Like with the Fox movies, you don't have to do that. But now that we're here, give that origin its due. Give those characters their due. That's so the, what I mean. The, the the downside of that is this is much like the case of I mean, like Spider Man's on a bigger level. But yeah. we we shot Uncle Ben twice. We put Doom in the thing with the Fantastic Four twice. Yeah, we've done it yeah. twice. Yeah. Do we do it again? You don't have to, but then you have to somehow figure out. Well, no, they could have still went to college together. They could have still all done that. Just the experiment didn't happen to him. He still does his magic shit. He doesn't have to. He can still get his powers other ways. Sure. He's still a technological genius. He sure. can still burn his face doing whatever he does. So it would bum me out not to have them so tied, but they it's it, they can they can do it. I still want it. Well, yeah, you can have them you can have them still tied and you can still have that rivalry when, yeah. if he comes back. Um But the years of them not being like together, I don't know if like 
that rivalry will still be as impactful. With Doom, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Doom will hold, yeah. will hold the grudge. Yeah, like, Richard, you're alive! Yeah, um, okay, yeah. But... Could have pulled power from the dark dimension to age slower. I was just about to say that. Mm. If he if he has magic, he does. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. like as long as you lean into it. That's what I was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I feel like I like your idea of introducing the Fantastic Four. I I personally think that we can't put Doom up there again. I think the two movies killed it. Yeah. No. I don't think we can retread it just the same way we couldn't show shooting are you saying, again. Are you saying right. use Doom at all? Or? No, I just mean Doom going through the same oh. origin process as the Fantastic Four. Oh, I agree. Okay. I think that they can't be linked now. I, can, I don't think we can see them in the same movie just yeah. for the same reason as long we can't as, see Uncle Ben as, being shot. As long as we, we see his child origin with his sad origin with his mom and his dad, sure. that doesn't involve the Fantastic Four. And as long as you know that he had a rivalry with Richards and Richards is kind of the reason in college mm-hmm. that his, bur- his face gets burned off. Sure. As long as that's all still there, then we're gravy. What if Richards? We're gravy. What if during their final fight, that's where Richards gets his, where where Richards gets Doom's face burnt? Well, where there it happens a, very early a, in his life. I, I know, but like, um, like you have the college rivalry with uh, between Doom and Richards there, mm-hmm. but also, um, just take a step further. That's say that's where Reed also met Susan. Is that what happens yeah. in the books too? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So not only that, but so both, um. Uh, Reed and Victor are trying to get Susan. Susan chooses Reed over Victor. Mm-hmm. They go into the negative zone, get lost for three years, and then uh, Vic, uh, Victor do, does his magic techno shit, um, takes over Sokovia, mm-hmm. dubs it Laveria. Reed comes back. Oh my god! Like yeah, Victor, what happened to you? Who are you now? Yeah, Ooh, and then good, he's ben. and then he's like, look, Susan, I took this ruined country for I, you. They fight. I was, his face gets burned. He continues to wear his. mask. I was gonna say much the same that I think that Doom should look normal uh-huh. like a person and not have his burnt face yeah, not yeah. have any of okay. that yet if he's taking over Latveria because I think that the people need when they first let him come to power need to trust him on appearance nice. and the whole thing is that they're <gasps> anti any masked heroes oh my god you guys this is I just this saw movie something. is like so good in my head right I now. I just saw something. You yeah. could also not have infamous Iron Man but reference infamous Iron Man. Yeah. Like when when Doom puts on the suit yeah. it's not like an Iron Man it's kind of reminiscent and yeah, then yeah. And then he's like, this armor is modeled after a fallen hero of Earth. I am a hero. And then okay, Reeds yeah. kicks his ass. And then you get we get the Doom mask we know because his face is permanently burnt. That's pretty good. That's all real good, guys. I'm really into this. Oh, I just figured it out. I just figured out how you do that. This, this is all garbage. What you should do is <laughs> okay. you, should send, you should send all five of them, all five characters, up into space. Okay. Um, no, it's got to look cheap. Okay. I thought you were doing something genuine. No. Okay. Uh, no, I like well, your guys' idea a lot. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the the best way. Yeah, um, I, I like this idea. A lot. I think we see the Fantastic Four and Doom sooner than we see the X Men. Yes. Um, oh, X-Men, I agree. X Men, yes. X-Men, X-Men, no, guys. There's still two X Men movies coming out this year. <laughs> let's. Oh shit! Talk I forgot about Doom. X Men. Yeah. I, um, I honestly, I we are literally five years away. I can't even tell you. There, there are some fundamentals I think we can acknowledge about about this. Yeah. For one thing, I don't think. I don't think. Eric uh, and Charles work in, will work in the MCU the way they've worked before. Yeah, no. don't no. think you can. You can't have the history, so you can't do it. No, I think Eric can't be a hundred and ten years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think it can work the same way. Um, so you've got to do something new. I here's here's a thought, not necessarily the one I'm in love with, but it is a thought. Is it about Black Magneto? Did no. you hear this theory about? Okay, go ahead. No, uh, it's uh, I think. You can have mutants have been there. We just haven't been paying much attention to it, especially during the five-year gap, right? Mm-hmm. And but but we haven't been catching on 
it's actually literally under the radar. Uh, and have Charles not have a school, but he's set up just kind of a safe space for mutants, and he's been kind of gathering them. Charles believes that they need to be protected and hidden and, and curated and all that. Like a utopia? <clears throat> sort of, kind of. Mm, utopia, um, that's a good word for uh, it. Yeah. And uh, e- Eric could even have built that with him, but Eric doesn't think that they need to, like, w- here's the big thing. Uh I don't think that the the discrimination against mutants overall, the generality of it, works in the MCU. And I don't think it works because we are living in a world where everybody in the universe knows the Avengers undid Thanos' snap. Yeah, People with powers save the world. You can't hate people with powers unilaterally. You can't hate heroes unilaterally. So uh, that changes everything for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. But there can be a fundamental level or level of distrust about what the amount of enhanced individuals that Charles has potentially been hiding. How many he's building there a are. child army? Yes, and that that puts nervousness uh, on the shoulders of those who also, are looking at it. Also, it puts the it scares the Avengers, and then you get Avengers versus X. I was just about to say <laughs> I went because they're fearful, but they're fearful for the wrong reasons. Right. One of the things I actually have been would wanting. be better than the book. Yes. yes. Good. It, lo- it won't take a lot. Now, <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Now, I do enjoy that book for what it's worth. It's got it's got uh, Phoenix Force Cyclops. It's cool. Yeah. It's got but, stuff. But, because I actually was flipping through it the other day, and I was like, I know they're, gonna, they're probably going to do it, because one of my favorite tropes in comics is when heroes fight their heroes. Dude, that Avengers and, versus X-Men is a billion-dollar name alone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But definitely do it better than the book. That's what I was thinking we can see maybe 10 to 15 years. Yeah. That especially, I don't think the X-Men, I don't, I know we're gonna see. I feel we're gonna see the Fantastic Four a lot sooner than we will the X Men. You know, I think it's possible. I think there's a possibility. I don't know how big the possibility is, but I do think there's a possibility that the next Avengers movie is where we see the, the X Men, and it's called Avengers versus X Men. I think that's a possibility. Just like, just dive headfirst. Like, just this is it, guys. Right. Just like like go straight the, to the deep end. That's right then the there. episode. That's the movie episode. That's the movie. That introduces this concept that you were talking about, Sparks. The idea that they've been hiding actually, the X Men. I'm okay with. You know what? If Marvel, if Marvel Studios, and Disney decide to do that, then you know what? Hats off to them. But they, I want them to pull it off. Uh, I want them I, to pull it off right. And I think, I think let let mutants be mutants. You know, it, this yeah. happened naturally. This has just been happening. Yeah. yeah. But it's been it's been slow. And Charles has just been picking up on it. So, like, and we have the time. Like, you know, the past 15 years or so, yeah, mutants have been born, but so much else is going on in the world, and Charles has just been able to, oh, dude, to pick up can, on them they bit can even, by bit. So the big thing for a lot of regular people is going to be where have the X-Men been this whole time, right? And that's what we're trying to figure out. I like your idea of they've been hiding undercover and then like Charles has been building like this, this it's not an army but he's been building like to the other people. It's that's like this, that's this what army. it looks like to others but yeah. not what Charles was trying to do. Yeah. And I think that's an awesome idea especially after the snap and half of them are gone Charles is like, oh, I need to protect my people. Yes. A hundred percent. I think like, this is an I think, awesome I think idea. even have an idea that Charles was on a path to bringing them to the forefront and and doing something to yeah. bring them out into the world right after the events of Wakanda bringing itself out to the world. Yeah. And then 
Thanos happened. And much and like Charles uh, decided, no, we're gonna pull back. Yeah, yeah. Much <clears> like <throat> um, Agents of the Shield, but like they captured in humans and stuff. We could have been capturing mutants this whole time and just never known about it. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this doesn't mean there have to be thousands well, was, of mutants. If it was Shield capturing mutants, we would know about it because of because Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, that's true. Um, no, but if it was someone else, I, I did you mean specifically the television show? Yeah, yeah. Like he means specifically, like after the events of Winter Soldier. No, I know the, the I, show. I know, but I was. I, I I know, but if if it was if it was Shield capturing them, I think it would be because if it was depending on how long they've been capturing them. If it was just after Winter Soldier, they started they started doing it, then that's different. But if they have been, then it would right. I'd be found. I out. think his basic idea was just that people who they thought were inhumans in the show could we're, have been mutants. That's yeah. Like we were we were confusing the two. Sure, people who were born with that and people who are transformed. It, fundamentally, I just think that like have it have been natural. Some people have gotten it later in life. Uh, Charles and Erica are in the first generation. Yeah, you know they they caught on. Very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, I'll be honest. I'm. I'm. It sucks that Eric can't be a Holocaust survivor anymore. Here's the thing. Th- this is a great point. Um, and I'm probably gonna get it wrong because I'm stu- I'm stupid and I'm ignorant. But someone made a great point about we- having a black Magneto and have him be from like Rwanda, and he's going through the Rwandan massacres, and now he's trying to save his people and doing something like that where it's a modern version of the Holocaust. Yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. That's are, so different I mean, while still being the same thing. Because that that, that, we, is, that is. Um, but there are. Jewish, Jewish. No, Look, I get that. This is, there are there are a few Jewish characters. Yes, there are, there are, there are. I mean, there's more there's more than there are of other minority characters, but there are a few Jewish characters. Yeah. Magneto is a very prominent Jewish character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as someone who is, it would be I would I would feel sad, not betrayed, but sad to to be to have that taken away from from him. I I understand. I, I, my my thing is that I don't even know how valuable it is to even have Eric as a character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, because you can't do this same story of I believe that the mutants should be treated as thing like because this world doesn't allow for the narrative of the entire majority population hates me unless we have a a like civil war esque situation which puts puts a, a target on mutants. Hey, you know, here's an idea. What if what if what if uh, Xavier is, you know, is is older, but Magneto is younger? So Magneto still Jewish, um, but if he's not, a lo- is not if he wasn't there for the Holocaust, then it loses a lot of its power. No, yeah. but people are still radicalized, even if you're not part of a uh, part of a massacre. No, sure, but that is, I think that is very, very part of Magneto's origin. It's him in I agree. Auschwitz. I would never take that away from his origin, but I do think there is, uh, there is. A parallel to be drawn. Look, if I were to be radicalized and decide to kill all Germans, I, and I could say it was because it was I read about the Holocaust, and I f- and I feel for my kindred, for my kindred people who've died. But you see, in the it's Holocaust. not as pow- it's not nearly as powerful. I agree, but you can't do his story in yeah. the MCU. You can't that's why do you, the that's Holocaust. That's why you change it for the better. But I, I think that's an idea that you can change for the better. Yeah. I think that's an it, idea. I don't think it's the idea. I, I, I just, feel I, I feel that eventually. When we put Magneto back into the, into onto screen, if we do do the MCU and it's in 2023, 2024, 2027 even, we're going to have to change something. Yeah. Yeah. Be because he's going to, because that time, that's going to be close to, a, that's going to be, he's going to be well over 100 years old. Yeah. The Holocaust is going to be about 80 to 90 years that have happened. That's what I'm saying. Whereas when we got Sir Ian K- uh, Kellen or McKe- wait, what was Ian, McKellen. Ian, McKellen. Thank you. Ian McKellen, Gandalf himself, as uh, Magneto in the year 2000, that was perfect. 
He was in the right age range. It was fine. It was like, I mean, comics are probably going to always have it then, and then they might just put and throw in some hoodoo voodoo. There's a lot of... Oh, I'm young now. The, the, Some the, magic that he's that he's still Holocaust survivor, but he's hundreds of years old. Yeah. The but X- eventually, we're gonna have to change Magneto's origin. The X Men films have problems. One of the things they got right was always Charles and Eric, both yes. iterations of the actors. Yes. And now it's gonna have to be different. Just the yeah. same mm-hmm. as we can't shoot Ben, we can't put Doom on the ship with the Fantastic Four. We have to change Charles and Eric. They can't be the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's not going to work anymore. No, that has to change. I, I've, as I uh, as I often said, are, you you can't catch lightning in a bottle three are, times. Arguably, mm-hmm. arguably, even I see a potential MCU where we don't even have necessarily the character of Eric hmm. or Magneto. I see it. I can see that there's plenty of other X Men things we can do and not there even are... touch Magneto. And it's not relevant if we're not even going to have that that opposition between Charles and Eric anyway. If you don't have the the like the Martin Luther King uh uh, uh Malcolm X parallels, like it's almost like why have him there? Because like his whole thing is exactly. to be a counter to Eric. It, this, to this, Professor M- X. The the way the MCU world works and how far along we're going to be by the time we do Especially get the X-Men, so far along, I yeah. just don't think that it's it's necessary to force and I don't see it working organically right now. So I see a potential where we just we don't even do it. I agree. And we just do other things with the mutants. And on that note, uh, I'd rather when we do start with the mutants that the, the kids we have, the, the, the second generation that Charles has been looking after, is led by Cyclops. He gets to be the main character that he should be thank, from the comics. Thank you. And we have no Wolverine for a while. Yeah. A while. Now, see, I, I would love that. For money reasons, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Wolverine's going to be there from the beginning. I don't think so. Really? I agree. No, so, uh, I think they well, could. Here's, here's I think if I, Kevin Feige has from. the faith that we can do a Shang-Chi movie, he has the faith we can do an X-Men movie that doesn't have Wolverine in that's, it. Here's, I, I here's, that. here's, where I'm, here's where we always come from. Kevin Feige is almost allergic to doing things that have come before. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is so resistant to doing things that have already happened. It's quite honestly an allergic reaction to it. That's why we haven't seen Uncle Ben. That's why. That's why when Venom was announced, we were like, "Well, we're never seeing Venom in the MCU." Yeah. Like, I think it's entirely likely that, yeah. Uh, hey, there were 17 years of Wolverine. That's true. Let's not do that yet. And man, let's yeah. start with going somewhere else. Also, yeah, you're right. Like, I want, I want to be wrong because Cyclops is such an awesome character, and he has had no play in the movies. Nope. I feel bad for people who think Cyclops is a bad character because of those movies. A lot of them. Because Cyclops is freaking awesome. Yes, I think Cyclops should be our. Our focal in-point character, along with like some of the others who obviously should be present. Nightcrawler, I feel, is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but but certainly there's a lot of characters who would be better for representation to have in there coming from the X-Men that I think we should. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and we could still have the main ca- uh, cast of characters from Ac- Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. Cyclops, Emma Frost, no Jean Grey. We can not throw her into a movie for a good long while well, I think or Jean ever. Grey, I think <sighs> no, Jean Grey would be there. Because I think the, more it's about so the, than the X- Avengers versus X-Men is about the Phoenix. Yeah. Well, you change it. Well, well, we, Age we of Ultron it. isn't about time travel. Like, they could change but we could No, change but Ultron is in it. I know, yeah, but the X Men are in Avengers vs. X Men. Yeah, okay, yeah right. but I'm talking about for the movie. Like, um, Ryan, when you were saying earlier, your idea for an Avengers vs. X Men movie, you have the Avengers afraid of the X Men because yeah. it's like, you guys have been here for all these years and we never knew about you. Mm-hmm. How how did you were you able to fly to the radar? You take the Phoenix Force out of there completely. It's just like in the Civil War comparisons. I, they took out the um, those dumbass heroes trying to go over those kids and they yeah. that school I think, exploded. I think it's You're perfectly right. fine to have Jean Grey. I don't think we need to do the Phoenix, yeah. ever. Uh, but I think you can have <laughs> I Jean Grey. Uh, but I think I, Jean Grey is fine. I still 
fully, I, as of now, I disagree that we don't need Jean Grey for a long while. I didn't say need. I said it's okay to have her. I still, I because still feel. I we think need the relation. I think the relationship between Scott and Jean yields more dramatic results right. than really anything else in the X Men franchise. You don't need Phoenix. No, you don't. And I don't think at we'll least get not, Phoenix not for, for a while. And, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna say this right now. Yeah. I don't think either Jean or Cyclops need to necessarily be white when they're cast. Just saying. That doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter. So if they're not white and they're cast, 100% power to them. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the X Men, you should cast diverse diverse characters. Yeah, that's why I'm yeah. so excited for Eternals because besides Angelina Jolie, but that character is like a Celtic woman. Like they're all like completely different looking people. Yeah, I'm like but, that's all. Awesome. But I think like what everybody's gonna have to get on board with, um, and I'm not just saying in this room. I think in general, it's just the X Men films for the MCU. They are going to be very different. I want yes. them to be, and they need to be. Yeah, they have to. Char- be. The Charles and Eric relationship most likely isn't going to be there, and it sh- probably shouldn't be. Um, there Honestly, are going to be other like, things done in different ways. We yeah. might finally get Mr. Sinister done in a really cool wow. way, and that could Teased be something for five great. Movies. I'm more okay with getting rid of Eric altogether as a character in, in, in the MCU than I would be a radical change to his character. Yeah, I, I, I think if you were going to change him, making, like... I think if you took it in the direction of the Rwandan thing, I don't think that's a terrible idea. I think there are parallels of tragedies throughout human history. I mean, that as can long as you drawn. make him Jewish, a black person can be Jewish. Yes, that's fine. Uh, like, it, it, there are parallels that can be drawn between human tragedies that have happened in this life, and mm-hmm. the X-Men are a good allegory for it. Absolutely. So doing things like that, I'm not against. I do. The think Punisher's origin has changed, like, Whatever war works for the time period. But my my bigger thing is that the fundamental point of Eric's character will have to be different because I don't think he can be fighting for a brotherhood of mutants in a world that I don't think can be one hundred percent anti mutant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I think I think Feige's smart enough to realize that too. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think yeah. that's the most drastic like big shift we're gonna have to see when I the X Men come yeah. over. And I think that's why you know whenever he's whenever he's asked if we're gonna see the X Men, I think that's why he's always kind of a dodging the question, b saying we're not gonna see it for a while yeah. because it they have to figure it out. It is a massive shift mm-hmm. in the continuity this isn't of the franchise. Like, this isn't like getting Spider Man. This is getting a universe of characters. Yeah. And the X Men, even when I open up my Avengers vs X Men book. There are so many characters on both sides that I had to keep track of that there are times where I was reading that book I had to flip to the front to remind and, myself who that person was. And and here's here's the other end of it. Uh, if you are going to go for the anti-mutant allegory, that strong stories, you've got to do it better than it's been done before in the films, which isn't too hard, I'll say. <laughs> no. But you have to... You have to really go for it. You have to do it right, and you have to build the groundwork before it happens. Agreed. Because this world right now is not ready for it. Yeah, it's not the world that would do it. Not right after this snap. They just got yeah. no they, way. This, uh, like we've talked about, the superhero people just save the save them. I I'm I'm looking forward to this. Is something that we didn't touch on earlier, but I'm looking forward to not just people on Earth regarding the Avengers as the heroes who undid. What oh, Thanos the universe. Did, yeah, but the universe knows they did it. Hell yeah, dude. the universe is suddenly going to have all these people alive. And who did it? Guess guess who? Thanks to Captain Marvel. The Avengers. What's yeah. Captain Marvel patrolling the universe? They're going to ask us like, Hey, how come our people ra- came back? The she- Ravagers were yeah. in the last battle. Yes. Yeah. They, they, she can strip her. The Ravagers. They can straight up say is like. By the way, Ravager this, movie. This was a delivery I'm on okay Fury's promise from the end of Avengers, where he said, "Every world knows it. Every world really knows it now." Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Bring on Annihilus. I would love Ooh, to see a Guardians Three Thousand movie with the uh, Sil- Stallone and yeah. Miley Cyrus. Uh, now, <laughs> I've been wanting to get this. I, I think you Michelle guys know Yo. where I'm going to go with this, but I know we're. Really? I think I feel like we're winding down. But what yes. what I want, it's probably not going to happen. 
I don't care, but I want it. I want if there will be a definitive, and I mean definitive end to all these MCU movies, how many we're going to get and when this bubble pops. It's not going to be in our lifetime. <laughs> it's probably not, but if it does... It'll be in our lifetime. I want Galactus. Oh, we're going to get Galactus. I want Galactus to destroy, to practically wreck everything, and I want Thor to sacrifice himself like he did in the Ultimates. Oh, on the Ultimate books. Okay, this traps is the end of Thor's yes. line. Okay, cool. End of Thor, end of Galactus... The end of the MCU is because of Galactus, the Eater of Worlds. You know, you could do that at... Mm, I that don't know is, if I necessarily want that. That is what, um, I, will that tell is you what, what I personally After just want. watching Endgame, Galactus kind of is not on the same scale. But <laughs> I want Galactus. But I just don't think he's the final I, enemy of the entire the, the MCU. End of it. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I kind of agree with Ryan. Yeah. I don't think Galactus is Honestly, the end Galactus all be all of the MCU. Honestly, like, Galactus is like a Fantastic Four like Avengers movie. Like That's, like, <clears> that's a huge threat. That's Avengers 1 threat that's not end game threat it, it, it'll be interesting to see i in the back of my head i think i've always believed on some level that if we got to this point i think we're looking at three three sets of three phases yeah so about three decades of the mcu and it wouldn't shock me if that happened yeah mm-hmm. uh relatively in my mind mm-hmm. i kind of see that being the trajectory i think things. we will see the last mcu film in our lifetime oh i i, I think as it is mm-hmm. this mcu universe i think probably yeah um, if you know we we aren't killed by something strange, um, <laughs> no, it's Doctor, Doctor Strange. Uh, uh. Anyway, um, the one other thing I was going to touch on is that um, major Avengers villains that uh, we've talked about Nihilus. I know one that I'd absolutely like. to I see got it here, baby. But go for it. Is the Cosmic Red Skull? <laughs> you really faked him out. I did. <laughs> I've watched Avengers Assemble before. <laughs> uh, personally, I'd like to still see the Red Skull used for something. Me too. Um, yeah. I'd like that to happen, and you know where I'm going. Yeah. No. Uh, if there is a ten-year plan, I know who I want to be the next Thanos, and it's Kang the Conqueror. It, yeah. it absolutely makes sense now that they've introduced time travel shit. Now, they've now created that you've disparate with- timelines, Kang the Conqueror, and we'll get into it in our book club in a bit. Yes. Why this fits so well. I think Kang the Conqueror is the obvious next choice of the bad guy. I yeah. completely 100% agree. I, if we're going to do like 10-year storylines arcs that like they've been doing, Kang, Galactus. I also... Just flip those. Galactus, Kang. Dude, there you go. You, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, I also wrote, I didn't say this because I was going to tie it in, for the Young Avengers, Iron Lad, because Iron Lad is a teenage Kang. Yeah. And that's awesome because he, he becomes Iron Man to stop himself from becoming, it's awesome time travel shit. I love it. Kang awesome. exists in three different time periods. There's yes. three different characters. There's also Kang e- exists in a lot of time. There's periods. also Immortus, who is the old his version. Future, oh, yeah. His future so version. Kang is yeah. There's young. I don't, know, I don't know who peed. Old me or young me. You know. Uh, <laughs> Kang's awesome. Iron Lad. Hey, uh, I think yeah. I think all of this time travel stuff has opened up a a wonderful Pandora's box that in another decade we could see some of our actors who we've said goodbye to just now come back from alternate timelines, alternate dimensions, oh, and yeah. this big kablooey against Kang the <laughs> Conqueror who's trying to right the time problems that have been created because of this. That's the plot from MK11 right there. So uh, with with that, is there anything else you guys want to talk about no, about I'm the potentials of the I, MCU future? Um, there was a, a Screen Junkies movie fight that just happened this week, and the, the exact same question was asked, like, who should be one of the next big thoughts, thoughts next big uh, enemies? Uh, and my uh, somebody uh, said the Squadron Supreme, and the Squadron Supreme is a group of superheroes from an alternate reality where their world was destroyed, so they come to Earth 
uh, and they're dope too, they're and they're the, dope. They're a Justice League analog. They're basically yeah, they're a Justice League analog. Mm. Um, Hyperion, uh, Darkhawk, like all of these awesome characters, but they are they are vicious and sinister, and they are uh, much like the Justice Lords, Justice Justice, Justice, Justice Lords. Yeah, they're evil versions of of the oh, Justice League. The, oh, yeah. Crime Syndicate. Crime Syndicate. Thank you. Well, they're closer to the they're closer to the Justice Lords, but the Crime Syndicate is not they, far off. They, yeah. Uh, depending on uh, which version, they are heroes, but they're also like anti heroes. But they are a they are a anti hero team. And I think it would be awesome if there was like a Superman versus the Elite type movie where they come and the Avengers, like it's been a long time, so people are used to the Avengers. And this new squad Supreme team is doing the shit that the people want them to do. Would you say well, they the are only, lawful and It's a battle evil? for the hearts of them and the mind. Well, the only, the only, the only difference is with Superman versus the Elite, it was like the difference is Superman doesn't kill, the Elite does. Yeah. The Avengers kill. No, but not, it's but it's not like they're blatantly like murdering like like Ryan. regular like regular people. Would you say the Squadron Supreme is lawful evil? Yes. There you go. Yes. But yeah, the, the because they're anti-heroes. It's better. The, yeah. So the Justice Lords and the and the are very are similar because Justice the Lords are lawful are, evil. The Crime Syndicate is chaotic evil. They, they don't are. care. Yeah, because yeah. the Crime Syndicate are evil. The also, Lords like are, uh, the the the. the Squadron Supreme aren't evil. depending yeah depending on who writes them like in Hickman's Avengers Hyperion is just a straight up hero in this version like because his this is a different Hyperion from a different world but the Squadron itself is a anti Avengers team and I think it'd be cool to have like a a uh, a power dynamic that's like like I said like of the hearts and minds for the people. Do you read the post this post Secret War Squadron Supreme book? Yeah, by Mark Guggenheim, where he was where Darkhawk was recruiting different Squadron Supremes from different multiverses I to do. create a new yeah, one. Yeah, that book's awesome. <laughs> that's really Ooh, weird. Maybe Secret Wars could be the end all be all. Uh, Secret Wars Se- could be secretly, the end uh, yeah, of the franchise. Be, I didn't mean to say secretly, but yeah, like Secret Wars is the biggest thing they could possibly do. Yeah, maybe Secret Wars. Like we, we have our King of the Conqueror films, we have our Galactus films, but the end all be all be Avengers Secret Wars. That would be truly insane. That would. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that as the final yeah. MCU yeah. film. Imagine I, Endgame, but all of the bad guy enemies are just like <laughs> evil Captain Americas and evil <laughs> evil Thors. Like, you have that Thanos. is that is not no. America's ass. Oh, no, you have Thanos with Ultron and Lo- oh, that'd be bad. That'd be nuts. There's right. there's a lot of incredible potential for where we can go, and fortunately, doing the the diverse timelines thing has left doors open for actors we've said goodbye to. Smart, still return yeah, smart. Yeah. Uh, all right, so shall we move on into our book club then? Heck yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. All right, nice discussion. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Uh, Sparks, it's your turn. This Take is it away. Uh, Avengers Forever. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. It's Kurt Busiek, right? Yep. Uh, Avengers Forever by Kurt Busiek from 1999. Started, yeah, it's a 12 issue series, so it started in 98, it finished in 99. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is one of the more uh, popular stories. It's also called um, the uh, Destiny War. Yes, yeah. Yeah. It's referred to as the Destiny War. Uh, this is a very big Kang the Conqueror story, which is one of the reasons why I. Sorry, it. real quick. I think the Destiny War was also an event happening at the same time that intertwined into it because it's because oh, there, okay. mo- there are moments where like, oh, is this the Destiny War? So it's like it's it's like a weird mix up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted to pick this because uh, this is something I read a long time ago. It was I think it was the first thing I read that had Kang in it, which is what put him on my map of like, oh, I think I really like this Marvel villain. Um, specifically because there's an issue near the end that's entirely focused on his perspective. Uh, that made me go, I think this villain's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Avengers Forever is this 12 issue series, and what happens is that um, 
Uh, King from the future, Immortus. Immortus has a is, time army. Yes, no, uh, Ryan, you were you were wrong. The Destiny War is, is the name of the event that is, is going it? on in Avengers Forever. Okay, okay, that's weird. Okay, yeah. I read something different. Okay, I'm glad you clarified. Okay, okay so this, uh, yeah, so the what happens it, at the end of Avengers Forever is the Destiny War, and okay. the Destiny is King is fighting against has been in this whole thing. He Kang the Conqueror himself is fighting against the destiny of him ultimately becoming Immortus. Mm-hmm. He's he's trying to prevent it because he's seeing Immortus who's now going to attempt to kill Rick Jones, who is somehow like the most important person in the pl- on the in the universe. Yes, uh, and that's due to a, a a thing that Immortus did before, correct? Uh, uh, Rick Jones uh, is a character that has been around the Marvel Universe. He's formed the Avengers. He's he has, like the Jimmy Olsen of the Marvel yeah, Universe. Uh, he's criminally underutilized in every capacity. So what happens is that um, you find out that Immortus is actually like the lackey of these characters called the Timekeepers. Mm-hmm. And the Timekeepers are having Immortus uh, do all these things trying to um, basically cage humanity's progress. Mm-hmm. and uh, Kang catches on to it, and he's like, uh, F that. Um, and so he pulls a whole bunch of Avengers from different points in time. Which is, I have it here, maybe the coolest splash page, if I can get it, I've like, ever seen. Is it this one? Oh, well, that's later. Oh, that's, that's later? Okay. That's later. I was Sorry. just talking about like the main team we're following up to that point. Oh, like Yellow yeah. Jacket, uh, Which Captain is like uh, Steve Rogers after uh, he watches the president shoot himself. After the first Secret Empire yeah. storyline where yeah, it was yes. just Hydra w- had just infiltrated the government. Yes. So yeah. he's, he's, he's like he's, back to being captain. He's, he's, dis- like, he's a disillusioned, disillusioned. Uh, yeah. Steve Rogers. Um, he's going to give up the mantle, but he hasn't yet. Yes. Yeah. You also have um, Janet Van Dyne. Yes. As the Wasp. Yes. Before she married Hank Pym. Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's it's. Janet and Hank and Giant Man from yeah. just in the future of mm-hmm. where of where the the story starts. Is she, and then Yellow Jacket. Oh, isn't she married to Giant Man? No, in think Avengers so. Forever. I don't think so. Yellow Jacket, but Yellow Jacket hasn't married her yet. But they are married. Yes, because oh, he's like, yes. oh, I do marry you. This in the is future. Yellow Jacket from the past, who's an asshole. Right, yeah. Yellow Jacket from yeah. the past, There's who's two an Hank asshole. Pims. But yeah. Hank Pym, who's Giant Man, is married to Janet. Because he's trying to get because because the whole because I only read seven issues. I'm sorry. Um, because he was, because Yellowjack has been trying to sleep with Songbird. Yeah, all the effort. Ever time. since Wasp said no, stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been trying to sleep with Songbird the whole damn time. Yes. And then she, and then Songbird finally Man, sings by sucks. punching him in the stomach, say, "No, you are Janet's husband. Right. You are. Hank she's Pim. my best friend. She's my best friend. And that's where Janet's like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. Because she's from further in the future. Anyway, whole it's a lot whole, of time. Stuff. It's a whole lot team, of time bullshit. Whole team of it. Avengers pulled from all these different points was, of time. What was interesting is we see that we see the the current day Avengers, which has has Giant Man, has Captain America, has yes. uh, Scarlet Witch, yes. and then the Giant Man that we see is from just in the future of that moment, which I thought was interesting. Right. Um, yeah, this book is uh, it's got a really interesting concept, and I'm I'm really sad I didn't enjoy it more. Honestly, I, yeah, I will not lie. When I start, when I start reading this set, when I have to get out of this damn habit of reading stuff very uh, late at night, but the reading that first issue, I was reading the first few issues, and next thing I realize, I'm dead asleep. Mm-hmm. I am out. That happened to me a lot. But probably because I got some caffeine in me after when I was reading. When I, I think it was once I got out of issue four. Then I was like, man, this is some like some good stuff because that's the part where we get into where the team split up, where I was starting to see the um, things from Endgame intertwine. Like you have three sets of Avengers going into three different time sets: one at yes. Tombstone in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds, what one of Captain Marvel, uh, Marvel, 
and uh, the son of Captain Marvel. No, son of Captain Marvel in um uh um and the Wasp in the 1950s with the with the with the uh, scroll. 70s. Nixon's president. No, he was vice president. They're in oh, the 50s. Oh, you're right, vice president. Yeah. yeah. Nixon was, and they were talking about him going to China. And then the 1950s Avengers hear that go, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And you also have Captain America in the far future with a very, a much older T'Challa. Yeah, that's yes. super cool. Oh, man. I yeah. That shit's so Once good. I got to that. War of the Worlds-esque future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once I got to that, I'm thinking, oh, this is some good uh, shit. And, then, and this whole thing opens up with the, the Avengers ha- army yeah. in the far future. Yeah, the, oh, ta- yeah. the time army of now, Immortus's the Immortus' pro- Avengers. The prologue, I was like, what? the hell and then we get to the whole rick jones thing and then him like being like rick jones was a paraplegic then he could walk again john john's rickards yeah john's rickards that asshole who just murders an entire planet for no good reason i have a theory uh I, it's probably not true but i think that he might be a richard's descendant because it's so far in the future i don't think i think rickards he might be descendant of richard's just for i fun. thought that too just for fun. well he's also I like that too. he's a reverse of rick jones's name Oh, that's true. Oh, damn. John's yeah. Rickards. Rick, Rick Jones. Jones. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, is it just I was Rick surprised Jones? From the... I, was, I thought that at first. I thought that was going to be did a they, uh, uh, Reed Richards Did they not reference. mention that, that, that the names are so similar in, the, in this comic? I, I think they do because it's kind of implied that Rick Jones is kind of all over the place yeah. throughout this story. Okay. Um, so there's all kinds of good stuff. You got the Supreme Intelligence. Uh, and, oh, yeah. We got, I, and, uh, how she's supposed oh, what's, to look. What's the, what's the uh-huh. guy with the... the the Libra. Libra. Thank oh, you, yeah. Libra. I got a great quote from Captain America right here. Forget it, Libra. I talked to Iron Man via the phone recently, and he filled me in. And maybe you're Mantis's father, and maybe you're not, but you're clearly in league with King and the Supreme Intelligence, and we're not just going to trust you like that. Right. It's so good. Um, there, there's a... There's a this is not the writing style I enjoy. You don't like comics. old comics, I don't think. I do no, like old I comics. I don't like old comics. He doesn't like old comics. Okay. I have read I have read comics from every era. It is specifically and I'm trying to narrow it down. You don't like wordy comics. Is it, there's a problem I had with the New Fifty Two Superman run where every panel was explaining was had a I didn't read that run. It's horrible. Um That's ev- why I didn't read it. Every I, panel yeah. in that book Ha- is is filled with words describing what is happening in that panel, and that is very similar to how this was written. It, it's w- rather than showing me what's happening on the page, it's describing to me what is happening on the I, page, and I couldn't is, get over I that. Can, uh, I can understand um, if you ever attempt something like this again. It's obviously too late for this one now. Um, I would suggest you can skip a lot of the blue text, mm-hmm. and if you're feeling confused about something, then read the blue text. Mm-hmm. Like it is you, all descripting just, stuff. Yeah. yeah, you just if you're if you're confused, read the blue text. Because it wasn't the dialogue. If that you're was, not, then you're, just skip it. You're right. It was the blue text that was that was. It was just too much for me. Sure, I, and I, just I couldn't and get I mean, like it. I I would have told you, like, hey, you know, skip it, skip mm-hmm. it, and if you are confused in a moment, then then read it and help yourself. Yeah, like it's like it's more like an index if you're lost than it is anything else. Yeah, because there is so much happening. Like it actually is helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like sometimes I needed to like. Okay, hold on. I need to really think about this. What happened here? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, because at one point, like they get to the the space phantoms and explain oh, yeah. how they've altered due to Kang's orders. They have set up so many events throughout the entire Avengers history, including the marriage of Vision and the Scarlet Witch, yeah. and, uh, and making Master. making Vision take over the body of the Human Torch. Hmm. All kinds of nuts. 
mm. and, and I, that's when I like really relied on that stuff a lot. But otherwise, I would have just said like you know you, you skip it and you read the what's going on. In the oh comic, yeah, but you don't have to real quick those old Avengers who are who is <clears throat> it's old Black Panther, but it's also uh, Jocasta who is an Iron Man lady, Thundra, the Crimson Dynamo, another Iron Man villain, and the Living Lightning. That's yeah. the Avengers. Don't of the you future. mean Whiplash? Yeah. <laughs> I knew that name sounded familiar. Uh, uh, so, so um, there's a there's a whole lot of stuff happening. Um, this is a very like at the heart of this story is about Kang, the Conqueror, trying uh, to destroy, the, destroy his fu- or the, the prevent his future, prevent prevent the future decision that Immortus is making of uh, working for the Timekeepers and killing Rick Jones to cage humanity. And there's an issue, issue ten, I believe, where it's entirely focused on Kang's perspective and how he got to this point. And it goes through basically his whole personal history of living as a pharaoh and his love of his life being murdered, how many times he's fought against the Avengers, how many times he's fought with the Avengers because of things that happened. Um, it's nuts. I uh, How there were like infinite number of him at one point and then they all had to like kind of coalesce into one. <laughs> That's some good Because of the crystal yeah. did he that, held. Did that became, become Immortus? No, he's no. still he, he, so he's the, the I know time about keepers, the, I know the timekeepers are the... trying at the end of this story the timekeepers when uh, so Captain America summons a whole bunch of Avengers That's the from a I'm different point in time yeah. from all these different points in time he summons a whole bunch of Avengers and that becomes the the destiny war Okay. Well, the timekeepers are trying to force the transformation on Kang of becoming Immortus. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening at the end. And Kang is, is resisting with everything he has. And Immortus doesn't believe, uh, like, it's hinted that Immortus doesn't believe that what the timekeepers tell him to do is right, that he's actually been fighting for humanity this whole time. And they feel like he's just been letting them down. And so they're forcing Immortus into the position where he's going to have to kill Rick Jones. And instead, he decides to turn on the timekeepers and he destroys himself. And in doing the destruction of himself undoes the transformation being done to Kang, preventing Kang's destiny from being fulfilled. That's wow. some good some good time travel shit. Dude. That yeah, is some yeah. good time. That's the shit that I'm, and that also, I'm super into. I love the name of the Forever Crystal. It's forever. Yeah, it's the a, Forever Crystal. That's, uh, that's pretty badass. I don't and, know. The, and the comic ends with the Supreme Intelligence holding the Forever Crystal, yeah. and you're all like, oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this is just, I'm just going to quote something. Uh, the time, no time at all. Or all time at once? For this is the time stream, a realm beyond reality, which flows through, around, and above all of time. The place, a vast, sophisticated time machine in the form of the world-famous Sphinx hurling through the time stream, <laughs> built by King the Conqueror as a, as a memento of his time as ruler of ancient Egypt. The stakes? Nothing less than the destiny of humanity itself. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, damn great. It's awesome. I love that shit. You know what's interesting? I just realized what the writing reminds me of. It reminds me of Stan Lee. It reminds me of how Stan Lee specifically writes. It's very writes. much in his yeah. in his taste. So okay, Ryan said I don't like old comics. That's not true. Um, but I here's what I don't like. I don't like Stan Lee's writing. Okay, that's fair. I and I except for that Silver Surfer book. It's a good Silver Surfer book. Well, he I writes that, very much like Alan Moore. That's him that. aping not Stan Lee though. Right? No, yeah. I know. Yeah. I I don't like how Stan Lee writes. I know that's horrible to say. I, I, but it's that it was that tone that I wasn't. Into. It's more cheesy. I don't it's think more I don't think book-y. that you have a problem necessarily with how Stan Lee writes. Mm-hmm. You have a problem with Stan Lee's description. Yeah, right. Descriptive. You don't necessarily have a problem with like the dialogue or the stories he comes up with, but you don't like the descriptions. Yeah, you don't cheesy, like the way you don't like the cheesy descriptions. You don't like how the spider in a in a twist of fate. That's not surprising because you don't like that in the Sonic comics either. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe I just don't like overly descriptive <clears throat> comics. Yeah, maybe could be. It's it's a it's a thing of a different time because yeah. in many ways what it is 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 what you're seeing is the adaptation to page of radio stories. 
Yeah. Because that's where it's coming from. That They're used to radio stories, and that's how they told stories. And it took a while for comics to realize they didn't need to rely on the narrative of that yeah. to keep the readers being able to follow what's happening. Because that would happen in radio stories, too. They'd tell you something. And then little did he know hearing the dialogue with it and that kind of thing. Like that's, that's where it's coming from. Yeah. And I mean, this is 1998, 1999. It is in the style of Stanley. And that's why I think it's happening here, but that is where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I, if you ever went back, I, I do think like the last few issues of this are incredible. I would, and the way you described it, I would love to go back. It seems like a story right up my alley. I think just skip blue text. And when you're confused, read it, but you don't have to read all of it. And it might make it easier. For Here me. are some blue texts that I liked because it, it, I think it makes genuinely, sense. Genuinely, like, I'm being 100% yeah. honest. Like, some blue texts I skipped because yeah. it genuinely was just recapping what I just read mm-hmm. or telling me what I'm looking at. And I'm like, I don't need, I, I'm not confused. I'll just go on. Yeah. yeah. I understood that. But there were times where I needed to read it because I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah. Rick has so many questions for his older <laughs> self. What's going to happen? How did he get this way? But there's no chance to ask them. He's gone and in his place. So we're in the end game now, are we? And it's yeah. Rick Jones as Captain uh-huh. Marvel, yeah, which is a future Rick Jones. It, and sometimes, sometimes you don't know how a character is feeling about another character unless you're reading the blue text. Sure. But a lot of times you don't need it. So I, I will, I would say I will agree, Brandon. Um, especially in this, like, it is very description heavy. But like, I, like, I'm here for like comics. Like, I'm here to read words. Like, it's, I does none of that. Like, uh, I like words. I want to be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> I want to write more words. I mean, I read <laughs> novels for that. Yeah. I read tons of novels. No, like, no, no. Like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm. I'm partially with you because I'm saying like there were blue texts where I felt it was tedious and I didn't need it yeah. and I knew yeah. when that happened and I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna breeze, breeze past that because I'm interested. Yeah, in what's, I'm gonna still finish what it. I'm, what yeah. I'm seeing and what I'm what I'm seeing the characters say and that's all that yeah. matters. But uh, like fundamentally, this story is just awesome, absolutely cool. It's bonkers. Uh, if you, I imagine, because I haven't read all Marvel comics up to that point, but like if you had this like totally painted a whole tapestry on how events had been arranged yeah. for decades by even, Kang the even, Conqueror and yeah. his space phantoms uh, and Immortus and all the strings that had been pulled up to this point. And this, it, it does feel like this massive culmination of these things that were just happening behind this, the scenes. And the fact that I just read this and didn't read anything else leading into it and it felt that big is impressive. Yeah. Uh, and this the way feels, that it walks yeah. me through it all so I understood like, it. Like, like we keep bringing up Endgame, even they mention it itself, but it feels right. like, you know, the culmination it feels like a huge, like, epic event. It, oh, absolutely. By the end, it, it, it 100% does. And this Especially is, the end, yeah. And a, a big reason why I picked this is because I, I wanted to tie in with Endgame and say, like, this is this is why I think Kang the Conqueror is a fantastic villain to take the place of the next Thanos. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is this person who can do so much because of how he messes with all these disparate timelines. The things that are... He is also himself a complex character, both having this uh, nostalgia for his separate identity he used to be when he was Raman Tut, but Hell also yeah. having this hatred for the person he knows he will be in Immortus. It's it's so complex, and it's fascinating, yeah. and it's really well done. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. Uh, true to my promise, though, I did read uh, Shazam, the Shazam book I skipped. Oh, uh, yeah. Monster Society of Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. I enjoyed it. Nice. Um, instead of reading The Wild Hunt... I started reading Hellboy proper, starting with the first issue. It's awesome. Uh, very good. Yeah, very good. I, I want to go back and read Hellboy sometime. Yeah, hey, I man, I, I got them all, all of it. Yeah, it's it's on the it's on the docket. Yeah, uh, yeah, that Shazam book's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna pull up my other favorite Shazam book at some point. You I should. just don't know when. Um, all right, anything else you guys want to bring up, or is that it? Mm, nope. He's gonna pull out a quote, I'm sure. I was trying to, but I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, th- this is a super duper 
cool comic. This um, is the reason I read comics. Like this, this time shit bringing in armies of future Avengers mm-hmm. in medieval armor and like in like AK forty sevens like. It's it's just like this is the shit like I want to see eventually in the movies. Man, and that that imagery of the Avengers army from like way far in the future, I'm like, holy yeah, what it's the it's ball. super cool. There's this part where uh, in the last battle where Giant Man is just grabbing all the Thors from that Avengers army, oh and he's God. just taking all their hammers, and he's like, I'm lucky that these don't have the power of Mjolnir because yeah. I wouldn't be able to grab this many of them and <laughs> swing them around. And he's just got like a fistful of of counterfeit Mjolnir. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. That's counterfeit Mjolnir. That's good. Yeah, uh, this looks awesome. All right. It's it's really good. Um, Yellow Jacket also at one point that that's a cool thing. Yellow Jacket betrays the team. Uh, oh yeah, he betrays the team to uh, Immortus. Yeah, and winds up having them captured and brought to like the the place where the timekeepers are. Yeah. and you find out that like he he ultimately doesn't believe in what's happening there, and he turns on the timekeepers, not specifically Immortus, but the timekeepers because they're making promises to him, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not about that." Um, and he rejoins the Avengers, and you hear Libra like make a dissection of like that's why it had to be this particular version of Yellow Jacket because he needed to betray the team in order to bring them to this place at this point in time, and like everything was thought out, yeah. everything was planned out, and it's like this is why it had to be this specific jackass version of Yellow Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> they needed him to betray the team to get them there. <laughs> uh, so the the big splash page where Captain America gets all the Avengers is that is that the is that issue eleven at the end of issue? Uh, yeah, it's at the okay. end of issue eleven. So it ends with like the quote, and this is like there are dozens of, of various heroes of various universes, yeah, yeah. but it's it's uh, every Avenger who is was or ever will be from all the timelines that didn't go sour. So how do you like them apples? Because we like them just fine. I'm like, oh, Captain show, America. Show them the splash page. It's, I already showed Ben, but it's it's literally like there's like a green Hawkeye, there's like a Doctor Dormammu, uh, 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 Daredevil. Yeah. Like it's there's so many. Let's like this is why I read comics. Oh, that's um Sasquatch. Yeah. There's everyone's there. It's it's it's, it's, it's nuts. It's really it's cool. It's really cool though. There's a giant. There's a giant Ant Man. It's a giant. It's sorry. And giant this is, Iron and Man. And this is one of those things where like giant sometimes Iron when I read Man. comics that do this, I feel like when you throw that many characters up on the page, like. Yeah, it's really cool to see, but then at a certain point, like the, the battle just kind of becomes oh, okay, it's a wash. But because it's not the focus, and the focus is actually what's happening with Rick and Kang, yeah, uh, in the last issue, and the battle's just a background. You see cool, it's moments, just cool stuff, yeah. But but it's not the focus of like oh look, they're overwhelming them. Oh, there's a blah, blah, blah. it it really lands because the character and emotional beats of what this story was was about what's happening with Kang, what's happening with Rick. Hell yeah, who's the brain? Ooh, let me see. The brain in a jar. Also, female Captain America's there. Good call. Let's see. I um, realize she was introduced at that point. I don't know who that brain is. <laughs> it's just I mean, brain like, in a jar. there's definitely characters on there that I'm like, I don't know who that is, but this is cool. Um, all right, then. Ben, do you know yeah. what your um, book club's going to be next week? I do not. All right. Well, I will let you know later tonight. We will uh, figure that. We will post that on social media. I got it. I got it. You know who it is? The brain? Yeah. Her name is Martha Johansson. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Her. Oh. Oh, is she part of the Unmen? Oh yeah, she's part of the U-Men. She's part of like a super like low level X-Men group. Uh her alias is No Girl. <laughs> all right. That's a real character. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh all right, so we will post what Ben's book club is uh this week on social media. Um <sighs> Hey, thanks guys for doing this Marvel Future talk with us. I love Marvel. Yeah. Um, let I, us know what your I'm, uh let us know what your um uh what's the word ideas. I'm looking for? Speculations. Speculations. Yeah. Will be for the next for the next phase. No, I'm really speculate responsibly. Please. I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to do this because it's you know we are very much. Uh, I've listened to so much Avengers Endgame podcast and read so many 
think pieces about the end of the MCU uh, as it is right now and this all era. this stuff. Yeah, this yeah. era. And it's interesting to live in this moment where we know there is more and how big it can become. Yeah. But we've also come to the end of the first like big step of where we this, started. It feels like the like after the Avengers came up, but such on such a more massive scale. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. wow, they did the thing that they were building up to. Now what? Right. Like, really, now what? Like, really, <laughs> really? Where, where are we going? It's like, yeah. For, yeah. for real, it's like, okay, now what? It's like the, it was, I feel like the fish at the end of Finding Nemo were like, yay, now what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. is it over? Not till the fish jumps. I'll, I'll tell you right now, though, uh, I'm really glad we've done all this Marvel discussion. I am ready to leave it behind until Spider-Man Far From Home comes yeah. out. Same. I'm ready to, to, to be done with this. Is anyone else a little Marvel doubt at this point? I mean, in my heart of hearts, no. But Ugh. for the to podcast, be, to sure. be honest, not not completely. But not that's cool. why I want to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you just you just want to stop. But I'm ready. I'm ready for Far From Home. Quit while we're ahead, I'm done so with, we don't have the yeah. burnout. I'm done with Endgame talk. I can talk about Marvel literally all day long. Yeah. Okay. All right, I, I'll so. take that. Until then, we got some Marvel stuff on YouTube. <laughs> Hell yeah, we <laughs> Jesus, do. do we? <laughs> please, please check out this episode. Check out our previous episodes. Yeah. I will try to have the fourth rewatch part, which obviously you can find on our regular podcast right. stream, but as a video uh, to complete the series up on our um, YouTube, channel. YouTube channel. I will also, in time, be putting up our archive episodes. Our archive episodes will include every single one of our original Marvel Cinematic Universe reviews from Doctor Strange on those will all go up, so you know anybody who wants to kind of check where we were in on chronological that. order. <clears throat> nope. Um, <laughs> e- e- anyone who wants to check those out, because when we did our last part four, we kind of you know we didn't paint with full strokes like we did the ones before because we'd done those reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you wanted to get if you wanted to get into our nitty gritty, other things that are going to go up on there nitty are like gritty. a lot of our topics about um, fandom and mute scores for films. And uh, our interviews with Andrea Romano, oh, and our episodes with episode Mike Matola, really and our episode with Mark Guggenheim, Christopher Swindle, all of those yeah. are going to go up. And um, yeah, uh, Basement Arcade every Wednesday. Basement Arcade every Wednesday. Fake um, Watch for every Tuesday. Now. You're looking at. I I think today. We, I think I, this one will be on. Day. I think we could. I, I honestly, I prefer them out on Mondays. Yeah. But like. When I work and how slow my computer goes, yeah. make it so it comes out when it comes out, and I'm I'm doing my best. Today's an early day, though. So Today's an early day. We'll have um, it Monday, possibly. All right, so check out our YouTube stuff. Uh, check out all the stuff that's up on the feed. But we don't have a lot to announce because wow, we're in a we're it's weird to not announce fifteen dozen things coming oh. out next in the next couple weeks. Well, we only have Detective Pikachu next week. Uh, yeah, all all we have I'm is uh, a movie every week from here till the end of the summer. Oh, yep. except for in except June. for one week in June. In the first weekend of June, we may have a surprise. I'm not ready to announce it yet. I like, I like having a schedule. It's nice to know what we're going to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah so next nice. week is Detective Pikachu. Oh my god, I'm um, so excited, guys! All right, guys, that'll do it for us this week. Um, as you all know, we are a Funko affiliate, so please click the link in the description. Um, use promo code SHOP10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Uh, we get a little bit of kickback. As you all also know, we are a member of Pave Media. Ooh. You can check that sh- website out at pavemedia.net, where you can find shows like uh, Basement Art. Nope, that's ours. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, it's true, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Um, the Batman one. The with Batman vs. the World, Let's Get Contextual, uh, Beyond the Box Set. Uh, check out all those shows. A lot of cool, st- a lot of cool people. A lot of cool shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have to have a Patreon. Uh, you can find that patreoncom slash pod. Throw us a buck or two. Podcast. Yes. Uh, throw us a buck. Keep the li- keep the lights on. It's very dark in here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
tpublic.com slash user slash fake nerd pod. Pretty sure that's right. Um, for our fake, for our uh, shirt store, if you want our logo on a shirt, looks really good on a shirt. Can't yeah, take that, Disney. Honest. It's I, ours. I have, I have a shirt. With our logo on it. Yeah, it looks real good. I really like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I got a miscellaneous shirt. I think you wore it in our end game review. I did. You did, yeah. yeah. I was not planning that, but I knew where I didn't know think we're gonna uh, uh, video record. I was like, oh good thing I'm wearing the shirt today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh all right, so thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci for our um intro musics and, and other musics and things. You can find him on Instagram at at uh, Jeremy Bellucci keyboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find a show Suburban Proctologist on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Very funny show. New episodes uh are coming. He's also in an awesome band called Treasure Town. Yep, and, and the, the element. element and the element. Yeah, he's been busy with Treasure Town, so uh, yeah. Subprox. I love those videos, Jeremy. Gone to Keep the them up. Way Keep for that. Um, you can find Mike Matola, our wonderful logo designer and friend. Hell yeah! Um, at Mike Matola, he just did a. I don't. I don't know if I've ever plugged this, but he did a, like a sixty-minute documentary, sixty-second documentary, uh, for for an Instagram thing. It's really good. Oh, okay. Really good. So check that one out. Yeah. Uh, sixty-second documentaries on Instagram. Um, Twitter, fa- Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, FicknerGuys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben? Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram. S P A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I can confirm we are on all of those now. Nice. Uh, through the new feed. Um, for now, we'll see what happens when I eventually do delete the old feed. Eventually. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, you can find us all there. So, rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. And once again, guys, if you guys are having trouble with the feed, let me know. I'm so I can trouble with the feed. So I can fix that <laughs> like he just did. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to fix that. Um, it's okay. I'm not even sure if I can, honestly. I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, stay fake, nerds. Yay. Yay. I taste blood in my mouth. What? <laughs> Thank you.